live here at the station of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil and this is anna lecter we're joined by matt skinner with a very cool hat as both of us have noticed i feel like i need a cool nickname now all right oh, uh, maniacal matt what's that maniacal matt maniacal matt sure yeah that's great so that makes good that kind of fits though. with the that kind of fits with the air fryer thing. Yes, mm. air fryer slaughter. Which he's is kind a of hell of a name. Yeah, it's a great name. It's, uh, it it's very attention grabbing. You, <laughs> your mind just starts to whir with what the hell is this? Though it's funny, uh, I've I've posted the wrong word like three times now. I I called it air fryer assault once. <laughs> and I called it air fryer shark one time and had to go back and change all the posts. And I can't even remember the third one, but that's funny. You say that actually the first time I, I texted someone about, it, I actually called it air fryer massacre. <laughs> nice. I think you told me that. Cause I yeah. started writing it. <laughs> air fryer slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. I, like it. I wanted is, microwave massacre for the first time the other day. And it is not about a microwave killing people. You know what? You shouldn't be allowed to call a movie massacre if only two people die in eighty minutes. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's uh, not a massacre. That's a, that's a mini cur. Uh, yes, friend, like <laughs> this is nothing against the fine people who made Microwave Massacre. I loved it. It's a great uh -huh. movie. Yeah, it's just yeah. a silly title. Uh -huh. I love that '80s video game soundtrack they had. The score. That was fantastic. There's a there's a band here in town called Eight Bit, and they play music like that. Oh, sweet! Where are yeah. you hailing from? Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Ah, we have another fun Canadian with us today. And we all, everyone here wears hats like this. Really? No. no. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a place to visit. That would be. Amazing. Oh. oh no! Oh, he's right. There he is. He's coming. Yeah. There you are. What happened? Uh, I cue um. Rodney Dangerfield was actually asked to be the, the killer in Microwave Massacre originally. Oh, and wow. Then, and they went with another. He's the guy who is in Microwave Massacre is a is an old comedian. And I believe he's like the voice of uh, Frosty the Snowman. He was. That's all I could hear the whole time. Yeah. Mm. So it was pretty wild. It was really actually funny Happy hearing some of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like. I'm so hungry I could eat a whore. And I'm like, Jesus, did Frosty just say that? <laughs> like, this whole time. And I was kind of like looking off to the side of my computer during it a bit. So like just hearing it and not seeing it, it really seemed like Frosty. That made the whole thing a lot funnier. That's awesome. I We've had the producer on, and he's he's wanting to do like a reboot of Microwave Massacre. Either I don't know if he went through a sequel or I think a sequel. The microwave in the first one is the size of our apartment fridge, man. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. So th this has a you know connection, though. Air fryer, it's like the new microwave. It's a microwave right. of today. Mm. Except ours is about an appliance killing a lot of people. Awesome. Yeah. So you the can never do microwave versus uh, air. You can't do microwave massacre versus air fryer where they battle because the microwave is just the you know plain old microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has radiation on its side. I mean, Maybe we could do that kind of radiation. We'd probably do. I mean, people in the group have been saying if there's a sequel, this appliance should be the bad guy or the you know the the opponent or this appliance. Then there's a lot like of pot. 
I think it should be Instapot because Instapot's kind of what it replaced. There was the Instapot cult and everyone talked about them. And now it's an air fryer cult. And, you know, I didn't get an air fryer until December. And I wasn't even part of the cult till then. And then I was just all in right away, like, boom. And I'm pretty self-aware, so I knew what was happening. And I knew what I was doing. So I was making a lot of jokes about it, which is kind of how the movie came to be. Because I was kind of poking fun at the fact that I was obsessed with air fryers. It's awesome. I had a porterhouse steak cooked in an air fryer last night. And we do all our steak in it now. Perfect. Was it? Yeah. Because it, it, it sears it nice on the outside. It crisps it up on the outside. And the inside can still be however you like it. We like ours rarer, but Same. I actually have an air fryer that my brother got me for Christmas, but I haven't set it up yet. Oh my god! And he's up, like but... a very big on cooking dude, Mister Neil. Yeah, yeah Neil, amazing it's Neil. That's like tool. It's a good tool. It's fantastic. We don't even use our microwave anymore. Yeah, there's no reason. No, there's no reason, and we don't use our toaster anymore. Mm -hmm. it, it just it's an, and my mom keeps saying like. Wouldn't it be easier to use the toaster? And I'm like, Mom, toasters are for losers, you know? Like, we have an air fryer now. <laughs> and my mom's like, well, I guess I'm a loser. I'm like, well, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, Mom. Dead, dead man, hey, fellow Canuck. Oh, another Canadian, nice. Yeah, he's oh, upset that there's no uh, poutine emoji. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to develop one. Uh, that's funny. We just watched Super Troopers last night. And it's got that good line about poutine in it. I haven't seen that since it was released, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Man, it was, it was a fine film. I'm a big head, so I watched that one mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> All you fine folks and uh, watching on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're watching on Facebook, go over on the YouTube and hit the like button. We're happy wherever you're watching. <laughs> But so you said that's kind of how the movie came about. You kept posting about air fryer. So how, how did it come up? Like, was it your idea? Yeah. So what happened was I posted, if any director will make a killer air fryer movie and voice me, cast me as the voice of the air fryer. And I said, it's got to be a feature. It's got to be 60 to 75 minutes long. I hate it when any movies go over 75 minutes. Um, but I had to be at least 60. I said, I will help with the crowdfunding because I have a little bit of experience with that. And I said, I'll get the director's name tattooed on my butt. <laughs> and I mean, it was a joke, right? Yeah. And like four hours later, there was a poster that said starring Matt Skinner with the air fryer <laughs> on it. And, uh, Matt, and Matthew Mark Hunter said, you know, it's going to be a short. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's got to be a 60 minute feature. Like um, this isn't this isn't short material. This is air fryer. You know you can't you can't fuck around. It's air fryer. You can't go halfway. <laughs> no half measures with the air fryer. <laughs> so so he's like sure. And I think the Indie can the Indiegogo campaign went up the next day, and it looked great. Wow. Like somehow in that amount of time, he did nice graphics, and it looks nice. And uh, and like three days later, we were halfway to our goal or all the way it, it happened super fast we were really shocked and turns out like like i had a lot of friends he just updated the imdb today with all the special thanks credits and everything and like you know all the perks come with it so most of them are on there and, like so many of my friends supported this thing like i was it was actually really overwhelming to see that kind of support so right now like as of right now we're double our goal but the thing is 
Michael Mahal, he's always giving out good advice. He always says, on Indiegogo, set your set your goal for half of what you think you'll need to make the movie because it makes it that much easier to go in demand. And and then, you know, you can keep going and extend your time. And so I figured we need about three grand. And so we set it at 1500 And today we went from like 2900 up to 3100 So we're good to go. But I mean, we're, I mean, it was going to happen anyway because Matthew Mark Hunter films so often that he's got all the supplies already. He's got the fake blood and the body parts and ready to go. And he's got the local crew that he always works with. So the filming starts February 16th, which mm -hmm. is the campaign won't even be over. And um, it's three weekends in a row. So six days of principal photography. And I think he's going to do one more weekend. But by the time the campaign actually ends, filming is going to be almost complete, <laughs> which usually you do the campaign and then there's a month or two of getting ready and getting all the stuff. And then you start filming. But uh, he doesn't screw around. So his goal is to have post-production done in a month. And then this summer, he'll be selling the DVDs at conventions. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. It is amazing. And it's great because I'm the most impatient person on earth. <laughs> this is actually the worst hobby for me because waiting two to three years for a movie <laughs> fucking kills me. <laughs> it's awful. I think the reason, the reason we've donated to 200 movies is because I can't wait that long. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to try another movie. Maybe it'll come out quicker. Oh, we'll do another movie. Let's just, I just kept doing movies until the movies started coming out, like donating to movies. And then now it's like a steady stream of movies coming in that we've donated mm -hmm. to to watch. And that's nice. It took like three years, but now I'm in that sweet now spot where I constantly, constantly <laughs> have movies coming out. Well, it's also nice, you know. I I knew you from uh, you know helping out uh, campaigns through a lot of a lot of cool people that I know, like uh, uh, Madeline and stuff. And Maddie's um, my favorite. Yeah. Shout out to Maddie. Woo woo! Big day I think for that's her. That's how we first met. Love you, Maddie. Yeah, when we showed uh, Bathtub Shark Attack, which I had in my top thirteen movies because I think it's awesome. It made it in my top 20 of 2023 but it was right near the top i tried to do a top 10 it was impossible i ended up doing a top 20 yeah it's so good but uh, yeah, cool. my number one. so you know you're you're helping all these people and then they come in and support you when you when you want to make something yeah which is fantastic and i never imagined in a million years that that would even be a scenario that would happen you know like, mm -hmm. hadn't even occurred to me and but yeah it's uh it's all like everyone's really come out and and not only not only donating but sharing and not only that yeah. but like because everyone like, can't donate you know monetarily but uh sharing exactly. is, is very helpful yeah and and other things too like um the first person i reached out to was claire bacon do you know claire no she's from the uk and she does a slutty the clown character that was I on actually i think i actually know that part. yeah yeah it was on trauma that's a great great character she created so i reached out to her and i'm like how would you like to do a remote role i'm like we can't pay you but i'd love to have your character just do a remote role in the movie and right away she said yes she didn't even think about it she was like sure so that was great and then Poltergeist, I OD. Do you know Poltergeist? He's a rapper. Yeah, he, yeah he's been on the show, and he was our music of the month. Uh, I don't know, sometime last year. I love yeah. his horror rap. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So he said he would do a song for the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's so fantastic because 
the world needs a rap song about killer air fryers. So yes. bad. Yes. <laughs> I've been lacking. I don't know how many times someone said to me, you know what we really need is a rap song. About killer air <laughs> so like that, that's phenomenal. I love his, I love his horror rap. So that's exciting too. And, and he did that song on, in the credits of carousel three and it's awesome. So that's mm -hmm. really a bonus for us. I'm really into that. Now for the actual score, Matthew's got his own crew and, ohio that he uses all the time he's got a ton of regulars that that he uses yeah. which is the other reason he could come out and do this so fast so he just has his people lined up and ready to go yeah, yeah. like he went scouting a location like days after we announced and then once he had that wrapped up he started that was the first thing he did then he started contacting his regular crew and getting them on board one of the guys name is john cataline he's a professional wrestler yeah <laughs> he's been on the show too I love that guy. And he does the cowboy gym character that cracks me up. And that's what he's doing in, in our movie. He's doing cowboy gym, which is great. Cause Charlie loves that role too. So yeah, Charlie's enjoying all this. We, uh, he's like, I hope Lloyd Kaufman says jumping Jesus on a pogo stick. He didn't say the word, <laughs> so he doesn't swear, but that's his catchphrase. And when we saw him say it in the movie, Charlie's like, I hope he says that in our movie. I'm into <laughs> Matthew Mark country. He's like, I'm going to put it in the script just in case. <laughs> I love it. It's and now for people who don't know, uh, your son Charlie, he has uh, tons of producer credits. He's so he's cute. Got, I think he's got 40 producer credits and over 100 special thanks credits and maybe 20 actor credits. That's amazing. He's so a lot of movies. <laughs> he's adorable. He is. Well, he was. Now he's a teenager. <laughs> oh, different. He's He's sitting, right here he's sitting right here listening to it. Is he? Yeah, How yeah. How old is this teenage person? He's, he's 15 now. Oh, yeah, that's definitely in the teens. It's not like hovering yeah. at the edge. He's yeah. Well, that's, that's like trying to wear shorts and a t-shirt to school in the middle of winter teen. Like, <laughs> right in the... That's, how, that's what Canadian teens do. Canadian <laughs> teens, teens also do that. New England. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yes. Underdressed in the winter to school. Very yeah, yeah. That, that's how you know here where they're hit where they're they're a teenager now oh you're a teenager now you don't want to that that's how you know that they're cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, a lot of middle-aged guys here will, will do the hoodie and shorts during the winter oh yeah 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 we've got that too for sure i had a friend who didn't wear pants for like 10 years but now he's married and has kids and he wears pants <laughs> And I mean, those Canadian winters are so brutal. And I remember him just standing outside the tattoo shop wearing shorts. And I was like, that's gross. <laughs> so I, I, I saw, I'm not a cold person. I saw you got the uh, the air fryer slaughter tattoo on your okay, leg. So, yeah. How about the, the butt tattoo? So what happened was, first of all, I'm covered in tattoos, right? Like covered. My head, my ears, everything. Hands. So the my big chunk of real estate with nothing is my butt <laughs> and i was picturing like a long name and also i was picturing some guy's name and why would i want to explain that for the rest of my life why i have a guy's name tattooed on me how many so, people are going to see your ass for the rest of your life well that's we why i'm saying that's why i said my ass that's why <laughs> yeah. I said my so because no one would see it except the mortician so <laughs> what i did was uh but it was MMH. He goes by MMH and MMH production. So I figure I can stick an MMH anywhere. But then the whole thing got so big and so cool. I was like, okay, I want some sort of air fryer on there too. So I whipped up like a outline of an air fryer 
just a like a line liner, you know, with teeth. Mm -hmm. And I was picturing getting in like two, two and a half inches, you know, in the spot. And the tattoo artist didn't. She thought I the the space I showed her, I wanted to fill it. So it's like six inches high and like four inches wide. I mean, I could have got it smaller, but she's like, you're paying for an hour and this is going to come on just under an hour. And it did. It was 52 minutes. So they would have been the same price wise anyway. Like I want to keep it small. It's like big, like big. Well, it's, it's big enough that like I made it super simple because if you make it really small, you can't put any detail. Yeah. It's big enough that I'm going to like bloody up the teeth now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my buddy to like put some blood. I was on. gonna suggest that since like you, it is like basically the black outline, but now since mm -hmm. it is bigger than you expected, uh, yeah. I mean, I expected like little tiny gaps in the teeth, you know. Like I thought it was gonna be yeah. really small. I gotta look this up. I got. And I, will, I'll, I'll, I can show it here if you like. I see now it is so cool. It's not really small anymore. <laughs> and he's gonna take that. He's gonna take that logo and put it on the back of the DVD case. No, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's I can say you know, the tattoos on the DVD. Those clean lines. <laughs> yeah, it's good lines. I figure I'm only gonna get a, make a movie once in my life, so I might as well go all in, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now if you do more, you have to find more space. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny, like we weren't even like, if we hit three thousand dollars, we'll get a tattoo. I was just like, fuck it, the movie's getting made. I'm getting the tattoo. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't even like tie it into. To perks or anything. Um, so Matthew's yeah. in the chat here, Matthew Mark Hunter, who's also a regular on um, Severed Limbs, our film festival. Hello, Matthew. So while I've got him on here, I'm going to say uh -huh. I would like everyone to check out the MMH Productions 2023 demo reel. Oh. It's on YouTube, but you can find it on the campaign page, right in, right in the summary of the campaign page. And oh. it's like two and a half minutes of trauma, man. It's okay. It's just cheesy, but really cool, practical effects. Some of it looks awesome. And some of it's like really trauma. And But literally buckets of blood flying around, like blood just <laughs> flying around everywhere. And and that's what you want from an air fryer movie, right? If you're going to make a killer air fryer movie, you want to have fun. Right. It's going to be ridiculous. So he was yes. like, how crazy do you want to go? Like, can it do this? Can it do that? I'm like, it can do fucking anything. It can pick anything up with no hands. It can use the force. You don't need to explain it. I, I posted the other day, like when I was 11 and saw Maximum Overdrive, I was like, this is dumb because none of these things are self propelled. Even if they had, even if they came to life, they wouldn't be able to move. Now I'm like, he can do anything. He can do anything he fucking wants. And we don't have to explain it. So it's going to be crazy. Like, not only is it going to be like corny jokes and gags, but he's got some vicious, crazy kills lined up. Like, it's like a. It's almost like a contrast because it's like funny and light and then it's like dark. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's going to be some really interesting kills. He's already lined up seven kills and it's only going to be around 60 minutes. Wow. So there's not going to be, there's going to be no downtime. There's not going to be yeah. like yeah. 30 minutes where you're like, holy fuck, this dialogue is awful. <laughs> you know, like, you know, indie movies, like, development time. You know, like 45 minutes where nothing fucking happens. It's not going <laughs> to be like that at all. It's just going to be blood and guts and body parts and jokes. Bad joke. You're selling this. I'm not that that title didn't get me right from the get go, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm like, I'll have to actually. Well, if you sure watch that demo is. reel, if you see the demo reel, you'll be like, holy shit, this director is perfect for this. And his, and his, SF, his 
SFX practical crew. It's going to be all practical and it's shot on video. So this is going to be like Ooh. 80s trauma big time. Shot on video, all practical effects, cheesy fucking everything. It's going to be amazing. Do you have the, it, are you going to use basically your, because I had no idea. Like when I, when I talked about this at first, I had no idea it was going to turn into something this good, basically. <laughs> I no, think a lot of times that's what happens. Some like crazy random idea comes out and then it just, there it is. It just happens. It's yeah. Crazy. And that's what happened to the, for the ending too, which I won't say any details at all, except it's awesome. And it just, Came together one night, me and MMH were chatting at like one o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden we're doing this crazy end. And then we had the end of the movie. We had the end of the movie before we had the beginning of the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, the, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> then we signed Jessa Flux, which was unreal. Because she's amazing and, and does so much good stuff. And she was in Murder Size, my favorite movie of last year, or, or indie horror movie, in the best scene of the movie. I mean, she stole the show. Kansas was hilarious, but Jessica was just incredible, that scene. Have you guys seen Murder Size? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I did not see it. Neil oh, definitely has. It. John Doobie. Yeah, yeah John Doobie. Right. It, it was on our friends. Um, it originally was streaming on um, New uh, Village Video, our friends yeah. from there. And then, yeah, it's on Tubi now. And it played like at... It played a festival I was at, um, that my movie played at too, which was really cool. And I was hoping that the Ragsdales could come out, but they ended up not being able to make it. Because they've also, you could check Paul out their interview on the show. They're very cool people. Yeah, Paul and Angie are awesome. So um, the other thing is, Matthew Mark Hunter already has 10 videos on Trauma Now. Mm-hmm. I would love for our movie to end up on Trauma Now. Like nothing would make me happier. And he's got and Lloyd Kaufman's in the movie. And Matthew has a really good relationship with Lloyd. Because Matthew's also doing a short called Pool Toy Shark Frenzy. I get the order wrong sometimes. I think that's it. And Lloyd's voicing the shark. (laughs) Toy shark. So that's gonna be amazing. Matthew Mark Hunter does some fun stuff. (laughs) He has like 200 shorts on YouTube, and they're hilarious. And then he's got these 10 videos on Troma Now. And then he's got some features on YouTube, like an hour long, 45 minutes. And uh, it's all hilarious. It's all ridiculous. Like, thank God he's the one that was like, get my name tattooed in your ass and I'll sure and I'll make the movie. He didn't actually say that. I think, I think, <laughs> I don't think anyone would have held me to that. I mean, he was so happy the campaign's going so well. I don't think he really gave a shit if I got my ass tattooed or, or any tattoo. But I, I wanted to do it at this point. And <laughs> I hadn't been tattooed in 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Like, I haven't been tattooed since five years before Charlie was born. And I never wow. planned on getting tattooed again, ever. Had lost all interest in them. And and then here I am in a tattoo shop. And holy God, the technology has changed. It was like a brand yeah. new experience. It yeah, was they totally don't have co- no more coil machines. No more coil machines. The place was yeah. silent. And no, you know, it just... Everything the, the the aftercare, the stuff they put on it after, really? the, I'm so yeah, and how they make the stencil, like everything, everything was different. Really, I used to work in a tattoo shop, so I had like all kinds of leftover supplies that's certainly gone bad. But I remember having to draw things out and put them through like the big carbon copy. They don't draw anything anymore. They they do it on an iPad and then it yeah. just prints out the carbon paper, the the stencil. 
And uh, and then when it's done, they put this sticker over it that I can leave on for three or four days, so no dirt gets on it. Nothing gets. Oh, it's like that derma, whatever it's called. I don't. It's like a totally clear sticker. I don't know yeah. what it's called. Like like if I'm looking at the tattoo right now, you would not know there's a sticker on it. That's cool. And uh, so you know you don't have to worry about the clothing on it or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was a good experience. So that was something else that good that came out of the air fryer. Oh, here's a good story. The tattoo story is a good story, but there's another one. I resisted air fryers for years. Everyone's like, get an air fryer, get an air fryer. I'm like, no, we have a tiny, tiny kitchen. We have a small apartment. I do not have the counter space. So um in December, my neighbor and one of my best one of my best friends, her teenage son wanted an air fryer for his birthday in december who the hell in their teen years <laughs> want the fucking air fryer <laughs> so she gets him a small one thinking you know what the fuck is he gonna do with an air fryer and she loves it so much she's cooking for six people in shifts in this little air fryer she got him she didn't even get a big one and she's like you gotta get an air fryer it's amazing so i was like god if you if you think it's good uh, then I, it's gotta be right so I ordered one right away because they had a payment plan. And I bought the air fryer on a six-month payment plan. And we're going to have the fucking movie done before the air fryer is paid off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got it. And Maddie's like, it's going to change your life, Matt. Like, it really is. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Fuck, I'm not going to join the fucking cult. And then I signed right up, got the robe. I'm like, Jesus, this thing should come with a T-shirt so everyone knows I own a fucking deep fryer or air fryer. Oh, my God, that's a deep fryer. I'm going to hell. I'm so, if my air fryer heard that, I'm fucked. So, but anyway, so Oliver is his name. Oliver wanted an air fryer for his birthday, and that's what all led to this because that's what got me hooked on it. So he's got a special thanks. In the I was going to say, he deserves a special uh-huh. thanks. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I put it the, for people who follow Matt on Facebook, it actually uh, got you off from talking Barbie for a while. You were like, "I'm going from Barbie to talking about air fryer." Yeah. Well, I went, I went Barbie Big Shark <laughs> air fryer. Oh, okay, I forgot Big Shark. <laughs> kind of lost my mind over Big Shark. Or actually, no, I went Barbie air fryer, and then I kind of lost interest in the air fryer because of Big Shark. Mm-hmm. And then I got back into it. I mean, I was still eating with it every day. Don't get me yeah. wrong, I was still cooking with it, but. But yeah, I had to talk about Big Shark because that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! Yeah, you Big Shark. We need to find Big Shark, Annabelle. It's not even scored yet. Like I saw it twice I in don't... the same weekend, and the first night you couldn't tell because the crowd was so loud the whole time and so boisterous. Couldn't hear the fucking dialogue or anything. Wow! So let me go back on a Sunday afternoon. It's a little bit less rowdy crowd, and we're like, "Holy shit!" There's no score in this movie, yet. <laughs> and there's no end credits. So apparently in March in LA, there's going to be a premiere of an actual completed version. And then it's supposed to be here in Ottawa in April because the owner of our theater is friends with Greg from the room and he's not in big shark, but he he's such good friends with Tommy that he, he brought big shark here. Like he was there when they went. So that was great. We got a copy of his book signed and we got the room signed and I think we got Miracle Valley too, the movie he made, he directed. And it's like Miracle Valley is actually a good movie. It's not yeah, a so bad it's good movie. Yeah. It's like a good movie. It's like <laughs> shit, it's just a good movie, man. <laughs> but but thank God Big Shark was terrible and awesome. <laughs> just, 
just what you want out of Big Shark. Yeah, I was telling that out here. Yeah, okay. hopefully it'll because uh, they show the room every once in a while at at uh, the Coolidge. Yeah, local theater. Yeah, I was telling Matt before we went live that uh, we were, I think it was a demon baby or devil baby. We went to see the night movie and yeah. uh, we came out of that and there people were all rowdy going crazy. And we opened the door and there was like balloons flying around. We're like, what is this? And was like, Why didn't we go see this movie? <laughs> the devil baby was okay. Some person was, I, I'm guessing you saw it. Someone was scared. Ooh, never saw right it. In the beginning. It's, a fun it's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It's not that good. Got scared like and they that. like jumped and their beer went like all over me. I'm just like, dude. Oh no. This is not a scary movie. This is not. It is not scary. We went to um Megadeth and someone behind Charlie accidentally dumped a beer on him last year. And all the whole concert was I was distracted thinking, oh my God, he's gonna go to school tomorrow and they're gonna smell beer on him and it's just going to be a disaster. And then we got home and it didn't smell like it just, it must have just barely got him or something. But thank God. The whole concert, I was just thinking about that. Like, oh Lord, I can't have my kid going to school smelling a beer, but it's his only jacket, you know? Wow. So, uh, let's see. Dave Bedman's <laughs> excited. He loves trauma. Yeah. MMH said easily 10 kills or, or more. That's oh insane. really? We're up to ten now. Yeah, we keep add, we keep adding cast. <laughs> yeah, we they have to be killed things. when you add cast, right? We keep adding scenes and we keep adding cast. I signed it as an actress today that we haven't announced yet. Sunday's the big announcement, Ooh. and uh, I wanted her, and I contacted her, and we worked something out. I'm super super excited. Um, yeah, I I can't wait to know. Sunday's wait until Sunday is gonna kill me. Like I said, I'm super impatient. I told you I was yeah. impatient. Yeah, I, I'm the same thing. So. Charlie asked me afterwards. He's like, "When are you announcing that?" I'm like, "Not till Sunday." And he's like, "Oh, that's gonna kill you." <laughs> like, like, and it is. Like, thank God I got Maddie because I just tell her everything. She's a ball. So everything that happens, I'm like Maddie. I got to tell you this. <laughs> You gotta keep yourself like, occupied. I need to talk to somebody about this. I really need Maddie to see Big Shark so someone gets all the fucking references. <laughs> it's like no fun making references to a movie that nobody has seen. <laughs> I'm absolutely unreal crazy phobia of sharks. Can I survive this movie? I mean, fuck like, yeah, it's so stupid. Me. Like, there's no fucking way this movie scares you at and, all. Like, undo my phobia. Oh Christ! Like. <laughs> If it, it goes around town on a bed of water that just goes where the shark goes, it's so fucking stupid. There's no way in hell this movie scares you. <laughs> no way. If it oh, does, God. I will, I will let you. you'll be like the guy with Ew. the beer at a Temple Baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first forty minutes, I don't even think you see the fucking shark, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I think that was wasn't that uh, what was this the original stupid shark movie? Now, not Jaws three. Sharknado. 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 That took a long time to get any sharks actually doing anything, and they weren't yeah, in a tornado. It was like shark hurricane. 
If you just call Sharknado stupid, Maddie's gonna fight you. <laughs> That's like she she lives and dies by that franchise. Like she thinks it's better than Jaws or any any trick. Like like it's fun and great, <laughs> or it's like quality. I don't know. Film. She just fucking loves it. I mean, Maddie likes a lot of shit. So like Maddie thinks. Maddie thinks Meg Two is good. What the fuck does she do? <laughs> she has a podcast. Bet was it Bad Shark Films or shitty her whole podcast movies. is dedicated to shark films? Shitty, <laughs> shitty shark movies. Shitty shark movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but I love Sharknado. Don't get me wrong, Maddie. I love Sharknado, man. <laughs> I love I it. I hate it. It's just I love the second one because after the first one was so popular, every fucking idiot in Hollywood wanted a cameo in the second one. <laughs> So it's just like cameo after cameo after cameo. So I'm just like that Leo Leonardo or Leonardo DiCaprio meme the whole time. Oh yeah. Right. TV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you yeah. have the vo do you have your voice yet for uh to play? Well, there? you know, I sent I sent him two because he's doing a little uh short for a film festival and he's basically turning it into a promo for our movie. Mm -hmm. So he gave me a, a couple lines. Well, it wasn't even. It was like a couple of words and a scream, I think. Or, oh, no, a laugh. So I did two different takes and sent them to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I really like them both. So maybe you'll do one in some scenes and one in the other scenes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's. I need to see the whole script because until I know really how dark it is, it's going to be hard to gauge what he should sound like because it might be really light. I don't, well, shouldn't say that. I know how some of the kills are going to go. So I don't know how light it'll be. I don't know. It's this movie is an enigma because it's got a lot going on. It's, it's cheesy and fun, but it's also like, Oh my God, what did they just do? People are going to be talking about this movie afterwards. There's some weird fucking kills in it. You know the end of Bathtub Shark when, well, I shouldn't, well, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Cause it, uh, I expected it to be a certain kind of movie, and it is about you know a, a silly looking shark that comes through the the uh, pipes and stuff. But it goes a completely different direction, and then there's a insane scene at the end of the movie that I right. want to go away. Yeah. And like even in my IMDb review, I called it a what the actual fuck moment. You know, <laughs> yeah. like what the actual fuck. I think I think in our movie, people are going to say that at least once. But no, no, wait. At least twice, at least twice, probably three times. You know, amazing. And I will say this isn't a spoiler because we talked about it right from day one. This is an indie horror movie, so there will be a penis being severed, <laughs> and and it's gonna it's gonna get air fried. But, <laughs> but that's the one kill I can talk about because we've been open about that because every indie horror movie really needs a severed penis like if you make a movie without a severed penis did you really make an indie horror movie <laughs> not really so we got There's that a in the list of things that need to be in indie horror you need you need night of the living dead on a tv somewhere. oh that drives me crazy Are you, gonna really you, gotta, do that? you gotta have that you gotta have the penis severed um what are some of the other ones? oh you gotta have a shower scene that has nothing to do with anything just, just an excuse to have boobs and foam, and uh, I can't remember what the other ones are. I had a I had a list, mm -hmm. and that I wanted to check them all off. Like originally, I was like, Matthew, we got to do all of these in one movie." <laughs> but he's like, "Well, no, we need a coherent movie, so we can't." <laughs> <laughs> we can't just just keep it together. 
All right. <laughs> so would everyone. So, but then I say that now we've gone the other way. Um, <laughs> I did that one with the with the school background. I was like, Charlie, this is what school photos look like when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, the first one I did on a beach, like Planet of the Apes, like the Statue oh, of Liberty. Yeah, but it was yeah, the yeah. damn fool. Yeah. It's weird because I almost wore my Planet of the Apes sweater. Oh, I nice. see that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget oh, what you were saying. saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was saying? It was about uh, trying to put List. everything in the movie. List. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Today, he unveils a perk that you can get an actor to say any line you want. Wow. How so, much oh, my. It's like 20 bucks. All his perks are so cheap. Really? So for 20 bucks, you can get him to say the dumbest shit. And I'm like, you know, we can't just have him talking gibberish the whole time. So don't do too many of those. <laughs> but, but I did mine. I did mine about movies so that they like three, like they could have a conversation about movies and use three lines. Like, so it didn't mm -hmm. sound natural. So I did Halloween ends was garbage. It's the worst movie of the franchise. <laughs> I did Barbie was the best movie of 2023. No, it was, I'm yeah. just Ken. Barbie is the best movie of 2023. I'm just Ken. And then the third one was Look at My Tits. Murder Size was the best indie horror of 2023. Because that's Jess's big line. And the last one was for Maddie. Dingo Pizzas. It's pizza so good the dingo ate your pizza. We got some spirit animal. And, and she puts that she puts that commercial in different indie movies all the time that other people make. So it's kind of her thing. So I wanted to do some sort of thing for Maddie. So I thought that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I could have kept going. Like I could have, I wanted to do skinnering so bad. That was like number five. <laughs> so yeah. So God knows what people are going to submit, but it's only 20 bucks. So if there's any of those left, it is limited. Pick one of those up. Because mm. that's I've got very tempting. Indiegogo.com slash projects. It's always weird to give out this link, but I'll I have the link scrolling and I'll and we'll put the link in the uh on the cool. website and on the YouTube and stuff so people it, can click. Like on Indiegogo, it's the only movie titled Air Fryer Slaughter. <laughs> That's very good. You don't <laughs> have to scroll through that. It's like it's, yeah. it's the only one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know that that's like you laugh, but um sometimes if someone does name their movie like uh just a word that's like very common. It's really hard to find it. Oh, I know. It is. It is. And uh, like even on IMDb, you know, it's mm -hmm. it, you, when you come up with 20 results. Yeah. Mm. So far, Air Fryer is the only one pretty much on there. It's going to start. Yeah. The there's, a few, there's a few documentaries on IMDb, but we already come up ahead of them because the, the page is getting so much traffic. Documentaries about Air Fryer. About Air I Fryer watched water one. Water I watched one. How was it? I, I watched Air Fryers. Are they worth it? And the answer is yes. Who knew? I watched a forty-five minute documentary to find out. Yeah, they're fucking worth it. Fuck, I could have told them that. <laughs> but it was—it was actually interesting because it turns out I wondered how they worked. Right? Yeah. It's, it's magic. That's how. Like, it's, it's just magic. There's a wizard inside. It's fucking magic, man. God, they crisp it up like there's oil, and there's no fucking oil. Like, ah, uh, magic. It was yesterday yeah, I was know. out with my brother and we we're at this uh, local discount place, Ollie's. I think there's more of them, but uh, it's a little close. And I know they had a, they had all these recipe cards and, and one of them was for air fryer. So I took a picture and sent it to Matt. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Neil's got to convert. 
it will make. I love that. I love that I'm the air fryer guy now. Great. It's nice to be known for something. Yeah. I wonder if you could. I wonder if you could some air fryer company out there. Would they want to be associated with the air fryer slaughter? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the best. You'd be like, able to line well, up like a it's funny. We, we tease the we tease the the Jessa Flux signing. Mm -hmm. But Maggie Mark Hunter used a promo picture that had like her actual silhouette. So right away, everyone's like, oh, it's Jessa Flux. You're going to announce Jessa Flux. I'm like, fuck's sake. So I <laughs> came out with, we had bought, I, I ordered, um, Drew Barrymore has an air fryer brand called Beautiful Air Fryers. That's actually what they're called. And they look different than other air fryers. They're a different color. So they stand out. Beautiful. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we got to get that in there so we can make jokes about how we got Drew Barrymore's air fryer. Because <laughs> I had already made a meme saying Drew Barrymore. It said in big letters, Drew Barrymore and her air fryer. And then little letters at the bottom will not be in our movie. <laughs> so I thought, well, now, now the fucking air fryer will be in our movie. And uh, so when everyone said it was just a flux, we made the big announcement and we announced the fucking air fryer that we had side Drew Barrymore's air fryer. So everyone thought we were just fucking around. And then like two days later, we announced Justin Flux. This is not beautiful. I don't know. It's called, I feel... it's called beautiful. Like, and I thought it's that not. was just like, I thought that was Amazon just jazzing up their description, you know, beautiful air fryer by Drew Barrymore. No, that's what it's actually called. <laughs> yeah, and it's really not beautiful at all. Uh, my neighbor wants one now that she's seen it. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know. Beautiful doesn't make something beautiful. Like, using the word beautiful on your product doesn't actually create that. I mean, I think all all air fryers are a little beautiful, really. I've never seen an That's ugly so air fryer. <laughs> we, we were joking before Christmas that when we went to my parents for two weeks, we were going to leave the air fryer alone or we we're going to bring it with us. And everyone on my Facebook was like, You're a monster if you leave it alone. And <laughs> B, uh, B uh, keeps uh, Anthony's, I can't remember B's last name, Kimball, with the, uh, the crew that did Babezilla and all that gang. Um, she keeps giving me shit because I haven't named it. I think it was B. It was B or Sunny. Oh no, it might have been Sunny. I just talked up B, and I think it was Sunny. I love them both, but yeah, they're always like, "You haven't named it yet." Oh my god, don't you even care about that thing? <laughs> wow. And then, and then it must have been Sunny because then Sunny jumped right in and supported the campaign big time, and she was our first associate producer, and she's been great. But I still never named my fucking air fryer, even though I love yeah. it. Yeah. So. How do you yeah. feel about that? Now it's been pointed out. Well, I feel a little guilty picking on the not beautiful fryer. You know, like the thing is, I don't want to assign it a gender. I don't know what gender it thinks it is. Mm -hmm. So it's hard yeah. to name it, really. I can name it like Sam. Sam covers yeah. all the bases. Right. There's some yeah. good gender. Yeah. That's it. That's my air fryer's name. It's Sam. Sam the air fryer. I, like I love it. it. Yeah. And I like one of the perks is uh, you can actually own the air fryer monster. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and have you seen the actual air fryer monster? It looks great. I need to see. Oh my I know. Goodness. Well, I saw it on the video. Yeah, when he's holding. Oh, it. Yeah. But there's a picture of it. Oh no, that was it. That was it with the yeah. laser lights behind it. Yeah, the, with the, the eyes. Yeah, that was the actual air fryer. Yeah, That's it looks awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's got the red light eyes. Matthew did that man in like one evening, and it looks fantastic. He's really creative, and and, and it shows in his special effects and his practical effects. 
But oh, I mean, a lot of these we're gonna have like, them all, like <laughs> all the uh, like the name of lead actor. All eight of those have been taken. That's very yeah, good. And, yeah, on, and um, actually, like, there's two voice perks left now, but that was completely sold out. He just added them today. He added three, wow. and one of them sold before we even announced that we put them on there. And uh, what else sold out? A bunch, a bunch of stuff. We've been really lucky. We've been blessed. People have been really, really good to us, and we really appreciate it. This has blown us away. Like, we didn't, I don't know, going in if we really thought we were going to do this well. Or if the movie was going to turn to something this great. Like, it's really gone from something little to something big, so. Heather Harlow's involved. Who, uh, oh, I love Heather. I love Heather. Yeah. So Actually, when we announced Heather, I did a Heather, Marlo, Heather Harlow marathon. And watched mm -hmm. all her movies that are streaming. Yeah. And then when Jess assigned, we watched 12 movies in two days that wow. she was in. And now this new one is in so many movies that we're announcing Sunday and we started the marathon tonight. Because it wow. is going to take days to get through these movies. <laughs> is that ever going to backfire? You like hire someone, then you watch the movies and you're like, this person's <laughs> I've done these marathons all before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I so it's not anything movies. new. Like <laughs> I mean some of them are some of them are new, like a couple of Jesses I hadn't seen. Heather's I'd seen them all. Um this next person has so many I haven't seen them all, so it's cool. The earlier stuff I haven't seen, it's it's hard to track down some of it, but I've been finding it. Um one was on YouTube when we watched it and like it's 360p or something, but um we just finished one. We just finished the movie right before uh right before I got on here. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be uh, days, days and days. But it's, I love her so much. And the scene that she's in appeals to me so much that I feel like Quentin Tarantino casting Selma Hayek and, and him drinking off her toes, you know, like <laughs> he cast himself in that role, the dirty fucker. And, and uh, that, that's kind of how I feel today. Because <laughs> I got like my dream actress in the dream. Wow scene and i got to come up with the scene matthew mark hunter has given me so much freedom like jess it was my idea this new actress was my idea the scene uh i came up with today he was just like do it and then i'll write the scene so i came up with the idea and he wrote the scene like five minutes later and sent it off to the actress with the contract wow yeah he did the same thing with jessa man like we signed her and we had an idea for the scene and then boom he just wrote it out and they're excellent like you would never know that they were written off that quick. You'd have no idea. So he took he's, he's been yeah. doing this since he was 16 or 17. He was a teenager when he started. So this is in his blood. Like, this is what he does. He's always producing content. Check out MMH uh, Productions viewers yeah. on uh, YouTube because he's got so many interesting <laughs> shorts and fun stuff, all ridiculous trauma type stuff. So if you like trauma, then you're you're going to love it. Yeah, and that's and it's great that uh, you know Lloyd's involved. Uh, I know people have varying uh, opinions on Lloyd, but uh, yeah, yeah, he is uh, he is it's always, uh, in my opinion, very he's always uh, willing to help out. Uh, you know, being a cameo or, or some things like that. And if he's he, in has our movie, over, uh, he has over four hundred acting credits. Mm -hmm. That's how many cameos he's been in. I mean, some of them are roles, but yeah. but he's been he's been in over four hundred movies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, actually, 
it's funny because we were doing a Lloyd marathon because we had just announced him. That would we take doing. that would take a long time. To we, watch were, all we, were just, we were just like doing the best stuff, you know. <laughs> right. And, watch all uh, four hundred. Yeah. But we paused it to go watch Enter the Drag Dragon down at the Mayfair, which is made in Ottawa, and fucking Lloyd Kaufman was in it. I'm like, <laughs> like we're in the middle of the marathon, and this is a movie made in Ottawa, and here's fucking Lloyd Kaufman. And and it wasn't even like a remote role. Like he was there with the main actress, chatting it up, being an asshole, being a perv, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Jesus, Enter this man is in everything. Dragon. Enter the Drag Dragon is a fantastic name. What's your so what's your film community where you're at? Because if they're playing Enter the Drag Dragon anywhere, well, the guy oh, they did, yeah. They took it all around the world last year. Yeah. And showed it in a bunch of places. But the guy who made it owns our theater. Wow. I actually, I was asking uh, Neil earlier, have you seen Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter from back in the day? From like early 2000s? I don't think so. He, like made, that, he made that too. The same guy made that. So now he's got Enter the Drag Dragon. It's hilarious. It's so <laughs> posters are great. It's as funny as the title. Like, it's really funny. This Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, if I haven't seen it, it's on Tubi. It's on Tubi, yeah. <laughs> it is on Tubi. And it's, I mean, around here it's legendary, but it's pretty funny. He's always wearing the shirt if you see him at the theater. Tubi's uh, so just full of weird independent stuff uh, and old stuff, classic stuff. It's just such a great uh, website. It's so good. And and every now and then, like I, I'm always amazed when I see like big stuff, you know, like like right. the mainstream stuff almost mixed in yeah. with like the weirdest shit. <laughs> and I love that. I love that it has a bit of everything. Like Tubi's Tubi's the one streaming channel where I could put it on first thing in the morning and just let it play all fucking day and not touch it because it'll just do weird shit that I like one after the other. Man, <laughs> it's got me figured out. The Tubi algorithm. Knows yep. Matt Skinner like it's yes. it's got me pegged, man. It's how I I got to see Rabid Grannies. And that movie's awesome. If you I haven't, haven't seen Rab Rabid Grannies, like rabies. Yes. Oh my god, I have to see that. Oh my god. <laughs> are they really grannies or are they like forty-year-old milfs? They're grannies. Are they yeah. really amazing? Then I really have to see it. Wow. <laughs> how am I not seen that or even seen? I don't know. Julie, I mean. <laughs> wow amazing how much stuff was made because you'll see these lists and they'll talk about classic horror and like basket case people love and it's obscure yeah not obscure in our community like the world doesn't necessarily understand basket case but then there's so many other things that i think people just like rabid grannies there's just these things that somehow were made and lost out there charlie just, remember remember the name rabid grannies Rabid I'm a potter. Marijuana affects the memory. Oh, okay. like, just like they say in half baked, marijuana affects the memory. That's me, man. I, yeah. I can remember, I can watch a movie a week later and like, holy shit, I don't remember any of this. This is fantastic. <laughs> I will sign not sign up for name is very excited about rabid grannies. Rabid grannies is awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I have to watch it again it? now that I said it. What? Do you know who directed it? Like, did you recognize anybody in it at all? Or no. Is it, is it older? Yes. It oh, is from 1988. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, from Emmanuel Curvin. 
That makes it even crazier that I haven't seen it. If it's 1988, I, I assumed it was the same thing. Whenever there's a like a weird horror movie or something, and I hadn't seen it, and it's from the 80s, it's always really weird to me. You would think like yeah. you either seen it or heard of it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like crazy that for people that are so into horror and stuff that is considered obscure, and that there are still movies out there. Fully developed movies that had casts and yeah, and it's like somehow <laughs> they just went off the radar, but it's it's wonderful. I'm gonna make a bet. I'm not gonna put any high stakes because I did just get a tattoo after making a stupid fucking <laughs> before. I, um, but I'm gonna make a gentleman's bet that uh, Maddie has seen that fucking movie. That's my because <laughs> she's seen every weird thing. Every time I see something new that's weird, she's like, Oh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> How I have it on DVD. Will, will she be an honest responder, or will you have to say, How can you how can you be sure that she won't fib? Oh, she wouldn't lie about it. No, no, God. <laughs> There's nobody I trust more on earth than Maddie. God. Um, so she wouldn't lie. Rabbit Grant, that's the only movie he ever directed. Really? Uh, and then uh, he, really? his only credits are he directed Rabbit Grannies and he was in Kickboxer 2. Oh, wow. Sweet. That's a really weird, if we were, oh, weird Is he career. still around? Maybe we can have him on I the show. I don't know. Yeah, we have to try to find Emmanuel uh, Kerbin. How does this we movie only have 4.8 out of 10, which actually isn't that bad on IMDb? No. On that's IMDb. true. Yeah. And anything, anything indie is going to be less than five. Mm-hmm. And if you're close to five, you're amazing movie, because yeah. the only time an indie movie is above five is if like ten people that acted in it are the only ones who rated. It. <laughs> There's or always supreme haters that show up for indie movies on IMDb. They, it's like they're waiting. Those are assholes that like yeah. mainstream movies and they don't like indie movies, but they insist on rating them. They hate watching them. They yeah, hate watching them just to bitch about them. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Like you, you can't review and rate an indie movie on the same level as you would fucking Die Hard. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just it's not right. I, I that draws. So what I do, which which I was just gonna say because you're talking about ratings, every time I watch an indie horror movie, I rate it on IMDb nine out of ten, every fucking one, because I know the work that goes into it, and I know they don't get enough love, and I know they're getting screwed on ratings. So I rated like 400 movies on IMDb, 9 out of 10. Nice. That happens so often when I, I'll post um, trailers people will send, you know, for independent films, and I'll put them up on YouTube. And I'll get, you know, a lot of replies that they like or whatever. But then there'll be uh, there'll always be people be like, oh, well, this looks so cheap or this. like, And it's like, well, no kidding. It's like this, you know, small independent film. What, what yeah. do you expect it to look like, you know? Like, I mean, it doesn't look like, like the, an MCU movie. It's like, yeah. yeah, if you don't like the genre, don't watch it, man. Yeah, you why know? would There's you even so break? much other stuff out there? So, luckily, I'm lucky Charlie has the same taste in movies and music as me. Yeah, because there's lots of stuff I'm not interested in. I just don't follow it. I don't know why. Like, I have the same way in, in, my, in the wrestling community. There's like these people really hate uh, AEW and stuff. And they'll just like live their lives around them. Like, why do you even follow it if you hate it so much? Just like exactly. go and do something else. Like, Doesn't make any sense to me. Or people that have hated wrestling since the 80s. And I'm like, you know, that's like 40 years. <laughs> like if you since watch the them. The 80s or since the 90s. Like, that 80s was like the prime time for our generation. Yeah. No, I mean, they've hated it since then. 
like they and I, but they still watch it and i was like you know if you've hated something for 40 or 50 years you probably you know go, go do go. something else let it's it go kind of a, uh, you know kind of a mental issue at that point it's so yeah like that's like horror movies there's there's people that are like oh they haven't made a good horror movie since yeah. the 80s you know like fuck off they make 20 yeah. good horror movies a year or more like we see yeah. so many good and not just indie horror movies even mainstream ones yeah there's i think the last couple years has been time. really good yeah they have man so like when i've done my list at the end of the year there's been so much stuff to choose from because there's what even a lot of weirder one? stuff getting released you know theatrically oh maybe. yeah more well, Neil was asking about, uh, he was mentioning how um, the things that get released are, well, they're increasingly weird or dark or gory and mm -hmm, crazy. Absolutely. The Terrifier being in mainstream theaters is just Terrifier too. Like that movie was yeah, very intense. You know, I've only watched it once because it's like eight fucking hours long. But, it uh, is. It but, is. It's like two and a half hours, which I'm definitely not and sixty and seventy-five minutes. Don't make two and a half hour indie movies for the love of Christ. Who do you think you are? What's <laughs> to every indie horror movie maker? <laughs> you know, cap that shit at ninety minutes or seventy-five if you're under like a twenty-five thousand dollar budget. Mm -hmm. huh. But I watch yeah. them all. I watch them all. Right. Don't get me wrong. And half the time I like it. But and I'll binge like you know a twenty-four hour fucking show in twenty-four hours. But mm -hmm. a twenty-four episode show. I mean, it's different though for some reason. It, it, I don't know it why is. it is. Yeah. But yeah, two, story arc because of the way the arc is designed to like rise and fall in the show. Yes. Kind exactly. of like doing this instead of waiting for like this this to happen. Yeah. Not only that, if it's a two and a half hour movie, it's got shit in there it doesn't need. You know, like yeah. that's an editing problem. That's a fucking yeah. yeah. And I I like Terrifier too, but uh, and I, I'm not trying to knock the movie because I actually really like it and stuff. But um, I, have, I think I did too, but I can't remember because I haven't seen it since. Yeah, when you have so much where you're trying to you keep up in like the, the kills and stuff, um, when it's that long after a while, not that you get desensitized to it, but it's just like, okay, well, I've seen like multiple, you know, insane kills. Like after a while, they don't really uh, affect you as much. Okay. This is going to, this is going to get me canceled, but that's how I felt about John Wick four. I liked it, but it was literally the same thing for two hours. I agree. I went, yeah, I went to see, uh, I agree. Yeah. It was just the same. I it mean, I liked it. Top. It, was it looked great and it was yeah. well done, but it was just the same thing over and over. And that over. scene where they were fighting on the steps where he kept rolling down the steps. I was like, come oh, on. God, man. <laughs> I was like, just get up those fucking steps. Like, come on. Good that, Lord. That felt like two hours right there. I was just it like, did. okay, that, we get that it. That felt like fucking skinnamarink in one scene. <laughs> Christ. Get up the stairs. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but great movie, you know. Don't don't cancel me because I said something right, bad about right, right. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, we talk about that when we review stuff. It's like we have opinions about things. We might think something totally sucks, but other people can enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy what I you love, enjoy. I love Keanu Reeves. You know, he's like the third mm -hmm. rail or fourth rail, whatever the expression is. You can't say anything bad about Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves. I swear to God, man. <laughs> it just it wasn't. He didn't write the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
or or I mean, edited or anything. But or, I will yeah, say exactly. about uh, when Anvil's talking about uh, Terrifier Two playing mainstream, it was a fun experience to watch it in the AMC and see people like get up and leave and stuff because it's really? like this is like a really like a really you know, big popular people got up and left yeah yeah. yeah the yeah. only time i've seen that ever was strays and it was an older couple who probably thought it was like a cute talking dog movie yeah and when the dogs were fucking everything they got up and left <laughs> and they never came back maybe yeah, think... people in canada are just more polite than the people in new england because it's skinnamarine <laughs> people walked out we walked out of one movie once what was it pacific grim probably which is probably what most people love <laughs> uh, i know yeah. but charlie's gonna fight you now <laughs> i don't know was that the time no superman was the one where the kid was jumping all over you and then i got up yeah. and like got in everybody's face my problem with pacific rim was every action scene is at night in the fucking rain so you can't see anything yeah like make that shit bright so i can see the giant things fight for god's sake yeah it's like yeah, that that's, what you want to see. that's the whole point of the movie so. yeah exactly so yeah. writing that mm -hmm. shit up mm-hmm Dave has a really, uh, I like Dave's comment over here about people that don't like new horror movies or think there's nothing out there. People, uh, the that... people that say there are no good horror movies now are the people that go to see Scream 9 and never dig any deeper. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I see people all the time like, all they make is remakes and reboots. I'm like, no, they don't. That's just all you go to see, maybe. Yeah, that's another take that drives me crazy because every single week something comes out in the theater that isn't superhero, isn't a remake, isn't a reboot. But those guys aren't going, they're not going to see or you know what? Those are just things that are said so often that right. people just repeat it mindlessly. Mm. That's all it is. And every time there's a thread like that on Facebook, there's 30 people agreeing in the comments. You know? Yeah, and then I go and post my rant, not on that thread because I don't fucking want to spend all day on Facebook arguing with people. I, I just put my status up there saying this is a dumb fucking take. You know, <laughs> yeah. I actually the last time I saw it, which was recently, I did the Batman slapping Robin main, and Batman's like, "That's a garbage take," slapping him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I go basically every week uh, to see two or three movies, and there's. Like you said, there's whatever you're into. I like I like all kinds of movies, not just you know horror movies. But uh, there's always something else playing. Always. And I, always. I don't even. Uh, I actually like some of the Marvel movies and stuff, but I, I'm not big on like um, Fast and the Furious or something. So I just don't go see those. I don't you know make, use my that mind about it. I just, yeah. I mean, imagine the year that Oppenheimer and Barbie were the number one and two movies. People are going on about how all they make are fucking sequels. Like what right. the fuck are you talking about <laughs> those two movies combined made like two and a half billion dollars yeah like together you know oy vey yeah no it's the so air fryer shark oh can i talk yeah. about waspzilla real quick yes waspzilla waspzilla yeah Wasp so I had, a, I had a few lines in it which was fun and i voiced a pilot who gets killed and then in the end credits, me and Charlie made videos and sent them in, and the wasp kills us. So I got killed twice in the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Double kill. And, like and, and Morgan, Morgan uh, used to be Thompson. Now it's Milam. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope so. Mm. I keep meaning to ask her how to pronounce it because I've been talking about her on podcasts all week. Um, she plays her own twin in it. <laughs> And, and, Earlier and, when you were talking about kills and getting more cast, I was going to say, 
just have one person pretend to be twins and then yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. an extra cast member. Morgan Morgan was a twin and and uh, James Thomason, who's a great director and makes so much fun stuff. He's got a ton of stuff on Tubi. James Thomason, Tubi. Um he uh he pulled it off and Morgan was great. And uh the funny the first time I saw that technology was when mm -hmm. I was a kid and they did it in Oh God, You Devil with George Burns. Oh, and like, and wow. it blew our minds, man. It blew that. our minds. Like, holy shit, yeah. he's in a scene with himself. <laughs> oh my God. He's the devil and he's God. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. You know? And now like you can do that on a $3,000 budget or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Might be able to do even uh, cheaper. Just like, you know. Oh, yeah. Know. I just think that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, 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 it is, it yeah, is so crazy. Brad, James, he goes by Brad. James, uh, what he does is a lot of it's like early asylum stuff with the cheesy CGI, except the micro budget version, you know? Mm -hmm. So the CGI is like super cheesy, but it's also awesome. Uh, terrifying <laughs> T-Rex. The the dinosaurs going around and the noise is like pow, 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 every step, you know, it's so fantastic. And that used to be my favorite of his, but now I think it's Wasilla because Wasilla looks really good. It, the CGI in that actually looked really good. It was, I love that. I thought that was a really fun movie. It's out on DVD now. You can order it. And uh, yeah, check that out. It's great. I, I think it's really fun. I hope it gets on Tubi because he's got like four or five movies on Tubi. So. I really hope because I want everybody to see it, you know. Yeah, and it's, and it's hard when it's just on DVD. So, yeah, I, I really hope that it that it ends up on Tubi eventually. Our reviewer Todd Yeager, uh, he he's kind of anti-streaming. He's definitely uh, likes to own everything on physical media, so he's happy the uh, air fryer slaughter will have a DVD. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, of course, of course. We and actually, Matt, Matthew Mark Hunter goes around to conventions uh, on it, like selling them on his own all the time. Yeah, and he swears. He's got him, like in his coat, and he opens it up. <laughs> yeah, he's actually yes. Like sometimes he doesn't get a table; he just sells it out of that, like a flasher, like the watch <laughs> guy in New York, you know. So, there was actually there was a scene in Enter the Drag Dragon that was in the trailer, and it looks like a guy is flashing a woman. And then when you see the actual movie, he's selling shit inside his jacket. He wasn't flashing <laughs> her at all. So funny you mentioned that. I don't think I'll not laugh every time you say that the title, Enter the Drag Dragon. Yeah, I know it's great. It's such a great title. And the, and it, it's ac it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call it the first kung fu drag exploitation movie, I think it was. And there is kung fu. There's all kinds of shit in that movie. Why did it have to be boobies? That's the big line. <laughs> There's a woman that's that's uh, attacking the one of the drag guys with uh, her boobs, and they're poison, poison boobs. And he's like, "Why did it have to be boobies?" <laughs> it's so funny. It's so stupid. Oh, and the nunchucks have dildos on them. They're called cockchucks. And and Lee, Lee brought them to the screening. And was doing the nunchuck thing, and one of the cocks flew off into the fourth row, and he had to, he had to go retrieve it. He's looking for the cock with the flashlight. It was really. Was cool. it like a battle? Was the person trying to keep it? <laughs> no, 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 no one else grabbed it. Who knows where that's been? Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah. Where would that go? Um, <laughs> 
you mentioned not having a tattoo for 20 years and you got the new tattoo everything's different does that did that bring back like maybe i'd want to get more or are you good with no more i was shocked at how much fun i had <laughs> i came over and i was like that was so much fun you know i was talking to my mom today she's like don't get any more she still, she still fucking hates them she doesn't even like my mom tattoo for Christ's sakes <laughs> no hates them You're all like, oh, look one. see it's not that bad and then i'm the same way like tattoo artist mentioned charlie you're gonna get me i said fuck no god made him perfect he doesn't need any tattoos <laughs> why would you mess with that <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him but yeah that's that you got it that's just parenthood i guess yeah yeah yeah. And actually, because Tom Green recently said the same thing to him. Oh, are you going to get tattoos? That's what everyone says to him. No, he's not going to get any fucking tattoos. Wow. <laughs> he's going to rebel and do the opposite of his dad, like every good teenager does. All right, no so what happened with your, you said you like totally got away from tattoos. Like it almost sounds like you became somewhat wishing you didn't have tattoos. No, like, no, not at all. Not at all. I just, I just. I think I like my whole twenties were spent sitting in a tattoo chair, you know, like, mm -hmm. and then in my thirties, I was just like, nah, I don't feel like sitting in a tattoo chair anymore. Like I didn't regret the ones I had. I just didn't yeah. want to, move. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and plus like I used to be in shops all the time and I worked the counter in shops, but then mm -hmm. after Charlie was born, I didn't. Yeah. You know? So it was different. It was just, I just, I go in spurts. Uh, you know my interests. You've seen it on Facebook, maybe. I know Neil probably has yeah, with Barbie yeah. and stuff. Like <laughs> I go all in on something and then I lose interest. Like we were like, yeah, I insane. can see if you do get tattoos, you would get a ton of tattoos because I'm just that guy. So. Yeah, we went to see Barbie fourteen like, times in the theater. You like are all over the place all over the time. I'd think you'd either be really, really conservative and be afraid to get tattoos, or just screw it and get. And go. Comes up. I mean, yeah. I got my first one when I was seventeen. I probably stopped when I was thirty. Mm -hmm. So it was a long. It was a long run. It was what's a good tattoo, run. What's your top tattoos that you have aside from your new one? Your classics, not the Renaissance tattoo. So my my favorite one is an octopus on my shoulder. Is it's it got like, like a little texture and stuff? And... Is it like a sweet? What style is it? <sighs> I don't know. It's, I got it well, done by got the, it like a while ago. So it's not like they had all these different. Now they've got all these different kinds of styles they didn't have back then. Yeah. Yeah. This was just like the guy who did it just put this really nice texture into it that, that, uh, it, it looks, it looks really neat. But hmm. yeah, that would be my favorite one. There's, I think you can kind of see it in some of my Facebook pictures because in the like, like 2000 2001 i was in a bunch of tattoo magazines and i just found out recently my mom had some some of them so really? i scanned i scanned some pictures with my phone and and uh put them on facebook and uh you can cool. see a bunch of my tattoos actually matthew mark hunter used a picture oh my god i'm looking at it right now holy shit so when right now the the promo art for the movie, it's my wallpaper, which is also on my TV, my computer wallpaper. I'm looking at my TV right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm standing sideways with a tank top on, and you can see like almost the entire octopus. That's crazy. Really? I, I'll, yeah. 
Let's see. You know why I never noticed? Because fucking Jessica Flux is standing there barely clothed right in front of me. So why the hell would I notice what I'm wearing or what you can see of me? I, oh my God, am I in that picture? I didn't even realize. I'm trying to find the photo. Uh, probably easiest to go to the air fryer group, huh? I, where would it be? It says, it says starring and it's got Lloyd Kaufman and cool. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. And if you can see it close up, it's got like, it's got this weird texture to it. Like it, it was really neat the way he did it. He did like all these little ocean stuff going across it. Yes. It, I think it's like, it's like bubbles. And then yeah. the texture in it is like little teeny tiny circles throughout the whole thing, like light ones. And then some were darkened and then the color was put over top it took forever, but it, cool. it looked awesome. And, uh, I was I was really happy with it. And it was out of town. I was living in Toronto, and this guy was in Peterborough. So I had to bus there multiple times and stay overnight. And mm-hmm. It was a pain in the ass, but I love that tattoo. So, and it's a cover up. It actually it's covering up my very first tattoo. Oh, I need a cover up of my very first tattoo. What was your very first tattoo that you needed oh, to cover Jesus, up? If incredible. you can share, like it's it's so fucking. They're always cover ups. They're always embarrassing. <laughs> Like I was 17 I and I was, an asshole. I was an asshole idiot 17 year old with no fucking clue. <laughs> Which 17 year old isn't? And uh, I got it like, it's like a two or three inch like little dragon, of course. Fucking. Aww. Oh, it was so stupid. And it was like tiny. It was like, oh my God, you know, like all this. <laughs> like like the rest oh, of your body. Lord. Like, yeah. I had two friends. And they were really, really like super tall, very broad dudes, and they the same. They like worked yeah. at some like carnival one <laughs> summer, and they came back. One of them had like, <laughs> like just dumb shit. There was like some little tribal thing and some like little fire dude. Jeez, like, dude, it looked like something that you would like lick and stick on and then take off later. Actually, that's a pretty good description of what mine was like. Actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> So now it's an octopus. <laughs> it's a very cool. Octopus. And the way he covered it was, it's like, like ink spraying out, like from a squid kind of, you know. Oh, like, but it's cool. all colorful, like, like when you see gas in like oil or gas in water, and, yes. and it, it looks, it looks like that. So that's cool. It's, all it's iridescent. Neat, yeah, it's a neat, yeah. uh, it's a neat cover up. So that guy was a fucking magician. Like, I mean, I lived in Toronto and there were so many tattoo artists and everyone's like, you got to see this guy in Peterborough. <laughs> I can't remember his name now. It was Lanny something. I got such a bad memory. Marijuana affects the memory. <laughs> it does. It does. Half-Baked was right. <laughs> the movie was very funny. I love that movie. Abba Zaba, you're my only friend. I say, doctor says I need a backyotomy every fucking day because I do need one. <laughs> like I pull that line out of my ass so many times. <laughs> drink every time Matt says doctor says I need a backyotomy. Someone over here would take a drink every time, Matt Skinner. Yeah. I don't know who this person is, but they know <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what it was in reference to, but yeah. <laughs> Which one of you is it? <laughs> yeah, to find it people it. don't know that they're just we see facebook users sometimes that happens on facebook yeah, so. yeah. you have to give them permission somehow i'm not sure how you do it but yeah hmm. 
I'll find them here in a second. But people go to the Indiegogo campaign and look up air fryer. Getting more McCheese. What's that? What? Neil does not have a tattoo, and for years he's he's floated the idea of getting Mayor Mc, Mayor McCheese. As Mayor his McCheese, yeah, that would be amazing. That's a great right? tattoo. <laughs> That's yeah, a great tattoo. Yeah. Everyone in the tattoo shop is like, "Why are you getting a killer air fryer?" You know, like there's just some <laughs> tattoos are just fun, like. <laughs> but yeah, Mayor McCheese. I've always I always thought the character is amazing, and it's just kind of creepy. It's a guy with a giant, you know, burger head and. Uh, I just love Mary McCheese. So you, you don't have any tattoos? No, no tattoos. No, Maddie doesn't either. And I'm like, fuck, if you really like sharks, you'd have a fucking shark tattoo. <laughs> you don't really like sharks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Big and, yeah. Like, come on. If you really like sharks, you'd have that shit all over you. <laughs> and, and you'd <laughs> be like a big it. San Jose fan. You'd be you'd be NHL, San Jose, wearing the jersey all the time. Mm-hmm. She's like a half ass shark fan. <laughs> I gotta convince her to watch this now, <laughs> and then we can fight <laughs> yeah. after she gets you for Sharknado. <laughs> Maybe you guys need to get like buddy day tattoos. Where you can you go together? No, we're in different countries. Can you go together the same day in different countries? Mm. <laughs> I doubt she'll ever get a tattoo, but if she ever does, I will absolutely do it. I'll say that right now, and you know I mean it when I say I'll get that dude because I just did it last night. If Maddie ever gets a shark tattoo, I get the same fucking tattoo. I don't care how stupid it is. It, it can be like anything. If she wants to get Brutus tattooed on her, I'll get Brutus tattooed on me, but not on my ass. <laughs> no one will ever see it. You yeah. want to be able to share it. Yeah, man. You want people to be like, what's that? That's Brutus. Fuck. You don't know who Brutus is? He's on IMDb. Look him up. <laughs> and he is. He has an IMDb page now. Really? Yeah, because he's in our movie. And I'm like, Maddie, you never fucking made him an IMDb page? Like, you made it for the fucking dog and spirit animal. You didn't make it for Brutus, your best friend? Give me a fucking break. Like, come on. So she made him one. And he's got, like, three credits. <laughs> uh, this, this is uh, Keith Mo- Monahan. Monahan. Oh, it's Keith in? Mm-hmm. I love it. He's going to rat me out to Maddie for sure. He knows her really well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Keith's awesome. Keith and Tim Gross and Tom Gross, man. That Pittsburgh crew, I love those guys. They're gross fest. Yints guys. That's what that's how they talk. Yints. Yints guys. <laughs> Nat. Nat. I don't know if you pronounce it that way. N apostrophe A T. I'm learning the lingo. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm learning the Pittsburgh lingo. I've never been to it, but Maddie always uh, talks about Gross Fest, which is their like independent really? weird uh, horror film. Gross festival. Fest. Gross Fest. Yeah. If, that if sounds, I was I'm going there, if we had passports and money, that would be the first convention I went to in the states. That would be it. Gross Fest for sure. Uh, Jessa Flux is going to be there this year, actually, and I'd go just for that, really. But I, I think I think Maddie goes to that one. I think. Like no, yeah. I mean Matthew. I think no, I meant sorry. I know Maddie does. Oh, I meant Matthew Mark Hunter. I think MMH goes to uh that one too. I'm pretty sure. So that's a big one. Like if I went to that one, I would meet like fifty people from Facebook that I've always wanted to meet. You know that 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 that's the convention for me. Yeah, and I see uh I see some plugs here for Air Fryer Slaughter on a uh, Gross Fest on their page. So that's good. To see. Nice. That's me. Yeah, doing that. 
<laughs> oh, in case you, you just pretend you're like, yeah, that's amazing. I must, I'm so excited <laughs> that the audience is already building. Oh, it They're is. Yeah. It yeah. is already building. Like our special thanks credits went up today on our IMDb page, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like every one of my Facebook friends has donated to this damn thing. Like, Holy cow! I haven't seen love like that like since uh, never really. My mom. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> <laughs> about Charlie? It looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right, uh, Jessa. <laughs> um, Jessa Flox for her movie Cannibal Hookers will be there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, have you guys seen Death Court's Death Court Service, the Sean Donahue movie? No. Death Death Court instead of Escort. Because everyone oh. always talks about it on Facebook, but it's not streaming anywhere. So I finally bit the bullet and ordered it, and it came today. I haven't watched it yet. But Death I'm dying to see it. Yeah, Death Court. Death Court to... Service, 2015. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it. Horror crime. Yeah. It came today, actually. I haven't even posted that on Facebook yet. Because, you know, when I fart, I post it on Facebook. Like, everything goes on Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I sneeze. These, I are, uh, Brutus, <laughs> these are Brutus uh, bathtub uh, shark uh, soaps. Soap, yeah, I know. I love it. Oh. He, went, he was on IMDb for, like, three days, and he got fucking merch, his own merch. <laughs> but those, that that <laughs> soap came out, like, three days after he hit IMDb. Oh, you guys are good looking. I I have progressive lenses and I can't see shit. You guys, you're, you're a good looking pair. Holy cow! Now I can't see Ooh, us. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I did. I lifted it up for Brutus. Did you notice that? <laughs> we got to see Brutus. Yeah, yeah man. that soup is amazing. And she actually, she sells a non bloody version of it that just called like oh, sharks. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That's very but cute. Yeah. Arlene, uh, Nyland right. is her name. Who, who did the who did the soap? What's her name? Uh, Arlene Nyland. Nice. Yeah, she did a great job. She does amazing work. You're super cute. But like, you'd never want to use it, you know? Like, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's you hard have to think. soap. I put up a bunch of stuff for for uh, Valentine's Day, but. Uh, this is actually a giant candle of Barlow, but like I would never want to light it or anything. It's a giant. No, exactly. of course. That's like my mom got a candle when her mother died, my grandmother. And it's like, what a stupid fucking thing to get because you're never, ever, ever going to burn that thing. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, if it smells just... good, you can at least smell it. Yeah. You yeah. Can smell it. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Something. Well, he adds, I, I believe this is to you, Matt. He says you need some for your stink ass. The uh, the soap. <laughs> That's definitely for me. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> You're in America. It's not that bad. <laughs> but well, that, yeah, it's like when the when the when the uh the, when wind, the smoke came down in Canada. <laughs> yeah, the smoke. Yeah, we got it from fucking Quebec. All we get from Quebec is shitty drivers and bad smoke. We're right on the border with Quebec and like they I don't think like, they have they don't have turn signals in Quebec, I don't think. So and, but they all work here because we're right on the border. So they all work in Ottawa and drive like a bunch of assholes. So that's my Quebec rant. I taught Charlie never ever stereotype or discriminate, and also every fucking driver from Quebec is an idiot. <laughs> 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 Oh, I guarantee so, nobody from Quebec will see this. Because <laughs> they're French. 
Parlez-vous français? Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> anyway, that's Air enough about the Stan Kasky. <laughs> Air Fryer Slaughter. I'm very excited to see this. And uh, I'm so happy people are into it. And uh, you're so into it. Everyone's yeah. into it. I'm a little bit into it. Yeah. And everyone showing like their the support. That's very exciting. Yes. It'd be sad if you showed up and you were like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Neil, I gotta no, tell you too, for it. Yeah. Um, I've been sticking to my diet. Oh, and I'm, I've been under my calories every single day for like two and a half weeks, ever since I started it. I've never gone over my calorie count. I put every fucking calorie into this phone. Like I curse this goddamn app, and Charlie laughs because I get so mad at it because I'm like, I'm a slave to it. Like I posted today on Facebook. My fitness pal is the boss of me because I, I'm I have to report to it like every time I put anything in my mouth. Yeah. So it's uh but it's working, you know. I feel better, I think, already. Or like the nice thing That's about the, the app is, is that you will feel better, yeah. Yeah, and the nice thing about the app is even if you're not shedding pounds right away, you feel like you're accomplishing something, you know, you're you know what you're putting into your mouth. This is the first time in my life I've really known what I'm eating or paid any attention to. Wow. It. And uh, and now it's like, if it wasn't, thank God for this movie, because we launched the Indiegogo campaign the same day I started my diet. Otherwise, I would be obsessing all day about what I'm not eating. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, that would be driving me crazy. But I don't give a shit now because I'm so busy. <laughs> Very good, yeah. You know, it's, it's good advice for anybody who's going to, like, do any kind of life change, I guess. Have yeah. something to keep you occupied. Because yeah. you'll be exactly. occupied in here if you don't. Exactly. So it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. That's awesome. Yeah. Stepping yeah, towards a healthier you. Well, man, I saw what Neil accomplished, and I was like, holy shit. Like, that just shows it can be done, you know? That's so motivating. Like, when I saw those old pictures the first time, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I got to lose some fucking weight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it, I actually uh, just became friends with you in the last like couple of years. So, you know, you weren't someone that I've known, you know, for 10 or 12 years. Yeah, I didn't know you when you were that size. Yeah. So uh -huh. even when my mom sees old pictures, she's just like, oh, I can't. I don't remember you being that big. And it is kind yeah. of weird. To see them. How long? How long has it been since you were that size? Um. It was when you were doing a, you About were really, four or five years of, ago. yeah, because mm -hmm. I think you were really, had taken off a lot and you were working on uh, Once in Future Smash. Yeah. Man, congratulations on the weight. Like that's amazing. And and I, I think it's really inspirational and congratulations on the campaign on Once in Future Smash. Oh, thank fantastic. you. I really appreciate fantastic. that. Yeah. And I, I love that you're always very, uh, you're, you know, you're always backing everyone's stuff, you know, either, you know, sharing it out or promoting. I think it's I, a I like wonderful that. community. I think it's a great community. I think they put out quality product all the time. Like it's fun and there's mm -hmm. good stuff. There's always good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to help everybody, man. Everybody's so nice and, um, welcoming. I don't know. Like when I joined in, we had, we went to a horror convention for the first time ever and met Felissa Rose and met Dave Sheridan. Mm -hmm. And that's what got us into the scene. And uh, so I came in and everyone else was established in it, you know, like 
they knew what was going on and I didn't have a clue and everyone didn't give a shit. They were so nice and they were so welcoming. And uh, I love it. I love it. I love being part of movies. I love promoting movies and I love watching the movies, especially, you know, and I review them. I don't just rate them. Like when yeah. if my friends make a movie, then I'm going to review it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. eventually I'm going to put up a review on IMDb user review and it's going to be super flattering. And I'm only going to point out the good stuff, you know, I, I'll crucify a Hollywood movie, but I would never ever do that to any, any movie except yeah. for fucking Skinnamarink. <laughs> Christ, if Skinnamarink can be a movie, you can be anything. <laughs> Good God, man. $15,000, nothing happens. Brad Thomason could make a more entertaining movie for 500 bucks that you'd want to watch like 10 times. And fucking Skinnamarink, nothing happens, and they spent 15 grand. Fuck. That's like Meg 2. If you spend money, if you spend Meg 2 money and you make Meg 2, you're an asshole. You're a bit of an asshole. You know? Or uh, Jamie's taking it. She's taking she it. Well, hey! But she, she Jamie takes pops it. out. She, yeah. <laughs> well, first thing she wrote was she's what? Yeah. Like, but she's but having she's fun. She's got a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Jamie, you're good. a good man. <laughs> okay, I gotta say, Charlie said the other day we should watch it again. I said that to Jamie. Yeah. yeah, Charlie said that the other day. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we should watch it again. And sometimes when you watch it again, you appreciate it more. I agree. Yeah. I actually, um, the the Green Knight, <laughs> the first time I watched it, I thought it was so boring, and like, uh, and then I watched it again, and because my brother really liked it, and I was like, oh, this is actually is a really good movie. So with me, it's like it's almost the the mood I'm in when I watch it. Depends on if, if it's what I'm looking for at that moment in time, kind of thing. So, yeah, I think that affects with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen more each time because huh? I have to say, there's sometimes Neil and I will go into a movie and I'll see it and I'll be so into it and think it's amazing. And then afterwards, I'm like, I don't really know if it was actually as good as I thought it was. I was just like having, I was just happy at the time when I walk oh, away. Man. We're like that with so many movies. Like yeah. we walk out of the theater and we're like, that was really good. And then we watch that at home. And we're like, man, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But in the theater, it's great. And you've got the audience with you and laughing yeah. and stuff. That really yeah. adds to the experience. So uh, the yeah, first movie, ring, Jamie already knows like, yeah. I was not a, a fan because when she first was on the scene, it was like Neil was saying earlier, like she just popped up in the chat. I was like, what do you think about Skinnamarink? And I kind of trashed it. So then she came I mean, on the show. She's wonderful. I'm like, I'm exaggerating for comedy effect. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know. yeah. Same. 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 Yeah. Except, except about Meg do. <laughs> Cause that's a Hollywood movie. I don't have to hold right. my punches. You know? Yeah. Like, I agree. Also David Gordon green can kiss my ass because he made, he made Halloween with barely any fucking Michael, even though it was the end of the fucking trilogy. And then he made the exorcist without a fucking exorcist, which I joked about beforehand. Yeah. He actually did it, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't hate that movie, but yeah, I thought I didn't it was either, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I that was one of the movies I walked out and I think I gave a more glowing review than I probably Well, I think that one sure. because we heard, we went in everyone saying it was like the worst like literally the worst movie ever made or whatever. And so I'm watching them like thinking this must get really terrible at some point. And then I I was like, that's fine. You know, it yeah. it was a great no, but it's definitely not the worst movie ever no. made. Right? I look back and I'm like, there are things and I'm like 
when people pan a movie like that and lower expectations to that point, then frequently when you see it, it's like, this is not nearly as bad as I was expecting. Like, if anybody watched Skinner Marink after I did, they'd be like, this isn't that bad. Because what the fuck is Skinner talking about? And and I will say for your friend who, who was in it, Scott Ward loves that fucking movie. It's like his favorite fucking movie of last year. And another guy, who was the other one? Scott Ward and Steve Merlo, the guy who made Texas Chainsaw. Uh, oh, the Texas yeah, yeah. Chainsaw. Steve mm-hmm. loved it. Steve thinks it's brilliant. Yeah, so one some of our people, reviewers, Diablo yeah, Joe, Joe, loved Joe loved it too. Loved he had it. it like, I think, number two movie of the year. So. Yeah. People that like that movie love it. So, I mean, hold your head up high, whoever was involved. Because Scott Ward and Steve Merlo oh. and, and that one reviewer of yours, three people like that movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. She's in yeah, Steve's she's upcoming in movie. Film. Really? Yeah. That's awesome awesome, because I love Steve. That's awesome. Steve's great. He's Canadian, so you know. Yes, a lot of Canadians around this. We have a lot of Canadians on this on the show. Well, we got a (laughs) rapper, a horror rapper that's gonna rap about did I talk about this already? Yeah, yeah. You can talk about it again because it's awesome. (laughs) All I didn't mention was he's Canadian. That's what I didn't bring up. He he's from Alberta. So mm-hmm. he's like a white Canadian rapper, the the stereotype horror. rapper, basically. Which is horror. All horror. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so awesome. good. It's like, so clever. It's, he's on he's on Spotify, Poltergeist OD, and uh, I love it on Spotify. We listen to it when we're driving anywhere in the car because that's yeah. mainly when we listen to Spotify. And uh, he did a song, like I said, at the end of Carousel. It was great. So. I am looking forward to that. But yeah, he's Canadian too. So there's mm-hmm. Canadians everywhere. We're like cockroaches. Oh. <laughs> In New England, we have a lot of French Canadians that come down usually during the I summer. Apologize I apologize for that. Where, where I well, it used to be. It was all the people from, uh, where is it over there? Which one? Which part <laughs> of Canada is it right next to us? Montreal. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Quebec. Yeah. But Montreal is awesome. That's funny you should say that because... Montreal isn't like the rest of Quebec. They're like very cool. <laughs> Montreal is a cool city. And the people <laughs> that live in Montreal are cool. And the people that live outside Montreal are not. They're like they're like the French version of rednecks, you know? <laughs> oh, listen. I did a voice for a movie recently, and I had to voice a redneck, and I had no fucking clue. So I went <laughs> online, and I went on YouTube, you know, how do you talk like a redneck? And I found, <laughs> I found Larry the Cable Guy teaching yeah. Larry King how to talk like a redneck. <laughs> and it was great. And I did my part. And I think I did a great job, you know? <laughs> so you thank know, you the, inter- the internet guy. is very yeah. educational. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm really excited. I think I think that was Crackoon, which I'm like crazy pumped oh, for. Sweet. That was one of my, my phases, too, that I went through was Crackoon. I was all hyped about mm-hmm. Crackoon. And I think that's coming out in May, I think. There's a, that's so September, yeah. Yeah. Was great. yeah, we had him on the show in September. He played the music yeah. throughout the month. It was great. He's opening for uh, D12 and OB Trice soon. Oh, awesome. He's yeah. And really fun Where, guy. We had him on the show. So it's a cool. And when you brought up community, that's something Annabelle and I bring up a lot is that's like the it's obviously cool talking to everybody, but uh, the community aspect of doing the podcast is like the, the big thing, you know, yes, it's like yeah, everyone yeah, gets yeah. together, they have fun and there's so you much know. negativity out there, but it, um, 
I like you know, we like that you know everyone everyone's very accepting and I agree the first time I went to a convention I didn't know what to actually even you know I was like man I wonder what kind of people are gonna be at this horror movie convention and there's all different kinds of people but they're all accepting because we all have a common bond we all love you know weird horror movies when when we went yes absolutely and when we went to ours next door in the same convention center there was a comic-con so talk about a mix of people and wow. a mix of cosplay like holy cow and it was fantastic everyone had a fun yeah. time together. that's yep. awesome i can that's imagine great. people are probably going across yes yeah i think there's a lot of overlap there actually. Yeah, i felt bad one time at a convention uh we were at in charlotte someone had booked a wedding that same weekend and so like they were it was just like these real normal people outside like having a wedding and, and like there's all these people walking around dressed as the horror game. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the hotel awesome. probably should have informed them, like you know, there's something else is going on here this week. The, the background of all their pictures is like Jason and <laughs> you've got the <laughs> car outside. I mean, I mean the yep. official pictures, but like you know, when people are snapping pictures all weekend, oh, yeah. that's excellent. It's a wedding to remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it though. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, this has been great. Air Fryer yeah. Flotter, looking Thank forward you to for it. having me on, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate good. it. It was a lot of fun. This is the longest podcast I've ever done in my life. If, wow. if this was a movie, I'd be bitching about how long it went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Well, it's been awesome. You're great. You're easy to talk with. You actually, I mean, you really know your stuff. You're clearly like a legitimate, true to your bone horror movie lover and indie movie lover and a nice guy. So, oh, yeah. and a great yeah. spokesman for Air Fryer Slaughter. I think I'll, I'll give a plug to Charlie. Charlie is a bigger horror fan than I am. Really? Absolutely. Well, like he only likes like two genres of movies comedy and horror that's it like he'll like an action movie in the theater but then he'll never want to watch it again <laughs> whereas right. the horror movies he just wants to watch the same ones over and over but thank you for having me absolutely yeah. back whenever not... just let us know if you've got other projects in the future yeah and when I definitely want to come comes back out when the see. movie comes out exactly awesome yeah. yes yeah. and uh, and watch murder size yeah. that's yeah. my priority movie of my yeah. assigned movies and i'm gonna watch yeah. rabid grannies and i remember yes. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna I gotta I'm watch too. rabid grannies again yeah i'm gonna try yeah. i'm try, i'm gonna try to seek out the director now i'm very curious this cool. is one movie and yeah i want to talk well, to who didn't yeah. die in 1989 you know according yeah. to yeah. according to imdb still kicking so uh good good cool. yeah we're gonna find him maybe we can get a rabid grannies too like uh Maybe maybe coming on will bring interest and maybe he'll get back into the horror world. We'll find out. Maybe we yeah. Be getting ahead of ourselves here, but mm -hmm. he'll make his. He'll be like Tommy Wiseau making his big shark twenty years later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. Good night. All and, right. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll Absolutely. Hi, to Charlie and Mom. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. 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 See here, I'll kick you. All right, he knew how to do it. He got out. What a super nice guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big it fan. Matt, the good. first time I really talked to him was uh, so we, one night we screened um, Bathtub Shark Attack. Yeah, and then I did a live Q and A with with Maddie, and uh, that's yeah. when he was there and very supportive. And and then one day, um, 
so it's right a couple days after that people were uh i don't know what they're talking about some horror movie and they mentioned me in the in the in the thing and he said oh this is awkward because neil unfriended me and i was like no i didn't because i thought i was i was kind of weird i was i was like man I thought me and Matt were getting along really well, and he unfriended me. So I don't no idea what happened, but somehow we got unfri- one of us unfriended each other somehow. And anyway, because uh, you're mean, now you're just trying to reconnect and yeah. So I'm not sure what happened, but but uh, I, I always enjoy his his post, and much like myself, I try uh, to focus on. Now, obviously, sometimes you're gonna we're gonna talk about stuff we don't like, and that can be fun. But at the most, it is much more fun and productive i think to promote stuff that you like and not like yeah. fixate on especially if you're fixating on stuff that you've hated forever i don't know why you just keep uh following it for it's very strange i don't know my, really uh, more in my wrestling world there are people like i said i don't understand why they even follow it but follows if you hate something for decades and keep following i think that's a very that's just odd do you hope they're watching this and learning lessons I mean, I tell that to them all the time. So yeah, has know. it changed anything? No. Okay, so maybe that's something you should let go of, Neil <laughs> Jones. This is a teaching moment when you talk about hatred for years and years. Well, I mean, I have to deal with them because you know mm-hmm. I, I run a wrestling uh, podcast, so detach from their stupidity. Yeah, it's but it is very bad. Uh, also, there's people that will try to. Uh, talk other people out who like something like I, that's something I really don't like to do is try to talk someone out of liking something they like. Yeah. I think it is like, like I totally, he was really funny about it and I get that because, and I know both of us have been the person that's like, kind of like shitting on something. The thing is, is like, and it like sucks because you don't want to like, take out the actual creators and participants behind it right you know it's like when you don't see those people it's like a victim of crime yeah yeah it's fun to make fun of things it just is it is (laughs) but uh, i agree with that though a lot of times of the stuff we make fun of is like a bigger budget stuff and I yeah. do think uh, maybe that's that's not the right way. To, but I think it's the right way to look at it. Well, but, uh, I will stand on, by. You know what? I make fun of Rob Zombie stuff, but I will always support that he did try to do a change with Lords of Salem. And I think he um, I think it's he went back to what he was doing before because his fan base didn't support him on that movie. And yeah, what's he going to do I, if he wants to keep making stuff? Then you got to have money to make it. And I think they really dropped him like a hot rock for that movie. Uh, later uh, on, who knows? Show, we may never know how Rob Zombie could have developed, right? If he had continued that vein of films. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to. Uh, so this is which month? We don't have a witch guest tonight, but next week is it this we'll, month. Yeah, February. Dang. So yeah, it just started this. The winter. Dang, I gotta watch some witch movies. Yeah. Shit. Next week will be uh, Rebecca Kennedy of Two Witches, which is streaming on Arrow. Yes. 
that would be very cool. That would be very cool. Uh, working on some other guests. I'm not having a, a huge amount of luck here, honestly. Uh, I've heard back from a lot of uh, people, but uh, a lot of them were not, not, uh, which is totally fine. They have different things going on. That I wasn't going to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up. So this is, I saw someone today make this post where it was um, someone didn't want to do their podcast. And so, like, they kept badgering them, I guess. So then they blocked them. And so he made this. Wait, some, like, talent person didn't want to go on another person's podcast. And the podcaster was being a dick. Right. They made a public post, like, trashing this person. Was this not the person that brought us up, was it? Yeah. Is Is it? Yes. It's the same person? Well, it's uh, the other... It's uh, a friend of theirs who also was part of that original post. Yeah. Do you not want to name them? Like uh, you don't have to, but if they're, yeah, no, I, I don't want to post. I, I won't. All I right. won't say right now. All right. So, uh, so anyway, they were going on, and um, another actress was just said about, you know, um, basically that like, uh, you know, you shouldn't out someone for doing this. They, they're not. It's not their. You know, they don't have to do your podcast. Yeah, and I just speed. like I I agreed. I said as someone who's been doing this for twenty years, that uh people aren't obligated to be on your podcast. There's many reasons why someone can't. They might not have time. Might just not. Maybe they just don't even want to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, and I and I said my advice was to just let that go. Uh, follow up at a later date. Maybe they'll have time. And maybe they won't. And if they still don't want to do it, that's their you know prerogative. But yeah. you know you can't expect. And so they got mad and was saying, um, uh, then the other guy that made the, the other post there, I'll say him, Greg Gilbert. Cause he, he called us out by name <laughs> saying that we, uh, that we were getting autographs or some ridiculous. Yeah, it was thing. just some BS, but I yeah. felt honestly, when I saw that, I felt quite, quite honored to be so important as a podcast that this guy would name us in his rant. Right. It was like, we've made it to the big, in my mind, you've already made it, but me, I'm like, I'm part of I'm part of something now. And so yeah, and he was in there. He was, roots, then you know, and you he was like right. the opposite of of our of, of uh, Matt uh, Skinner here because he was like uh, saying like not to support these people unless they do an interview, and it's like that's not really why you should support them. Now, someone mm-hmm. is like actively rude to you and you know calls you names or something that's different. But if someone just can't do your interview for whatever reason they don't want to do an interview i don't know who knows you can't be like well they should not no one should support them blah 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 blah. yeah uh, i mean it's fine if if you feel uncomfortable with it like i i would totally understand that if i had a guest that i really want to have on and i reached out to them and had a good reputation or whether or not i had a good reputation and they didn't follow through maybe i would not feel great about that okay right. sure and get it together like it's a maybe it's a hobby but you have to treat it like it's your job you have to be professional about it right and if not that was what? his reply that was i am a pro and i'm thinking he's not you a sure pro. not sounding like one but no, yeah. that's not how yeah. professional people behave mm-hmm. but i was can, you know whatever yeah i was trying whatever. to mess a lot to him figuring advice, his shit out so, and yeah. moving on and, and uh so anyway anyone out there does podcasts every you know great that's awesome but you have to remember these are all regular people and stuff and you know you have some sense if someone says no that's fine that's their prerogative ask somebody else there's way 
we've been rejected by way more people that's actually probably been on the show. So do we sit here and talk about all the time? No. The only two oh, of them do I ever bring up, one that actually was rude to me at a convention and one because I found it very humorous the way they rejected. I know both of them. They're both mm -hmm. good stories. Mm -hmm. I have a question about the the witch month. Right. Should we delay witch month? Well, I mean, we already started it. Yeah, but but, I, but it is called the winter of the witches. So it can, uh, it can, yeah. when does winter actually end? Winter doesn't end until March something. Yeah, so we can do it up until the end of uh, up until then. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah, because it's the season, right? It's not yeah, the month. It's the winter it's the of the witch. Yeah. Yeah, winter. Yeah. All right. And when does when does? I think daylight savings has to change before that. Winter is winter and. March 19th, so yeah, after St. Patrick's Day. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, so we got plenty of time then. But yeah, next week we'll 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 start that. And then um then the week after that we should have uh Helene Udy from um Live Bloody Valentine. That'll be the day after Valentine's Day. That'll be a really cool. fun so, interview. Yeah. So there you go. And we gotta expand this whole witch thing. This is very cool. Um I'm not sure what this one we'll have to record because she's in uh, England and stuff. But um, Judy Matheson from the from Twins of Evil, which yeah. is a Hammer horror film with Peter Cushing. That's, That's amazing. Really awesome. She's gonna uh, yeah. do the do the show. So there's gonna be good stuff. That's coming. awesome. That's and as um, <laughs> <But> we got <laughs> some spread, spread the cheeks, not the not hate. Um, <laughs> Uh, Todd Yeager, you should have a panel with the witch faves like you did with the 2023 13. That is planned. Yeah, it is planned. Yeah, that. that is the idea. Yeah. It was the yeah, it was an idea, but I don't know if it was really planned. I think yeah. we well, just... Justin already has his list all prepared, so maybe Todd. Todd I don't. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> whenever we we'll, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, of our... work on it, Todd. You're yeah. you're, you're very much in, yeah. included. Uh, so we have Facebook user who uh, always hated that when people disrespect horror movies and they're not even saying stuff that makes sense, they're just spreading hate to the movie. And I'd be surprised because I've been on uh, on people talking about horror movies and they just go on there just to troll the entire live chat. For instance, a lot of people made fun of jokes that weren't funny at all. Tom Atkins is awesome. Even said in his interview, he doesn't give a shit about what those people think. Oh, uh, Halloween three. That actually, yeah, that I, quote I, is I, actually from our interview with Don Atkins, which is kind of which funny. one? Uh, the one we when I'm wearing polka dots at um. What's the quote? Uh, because I oh, asked him, we, about, I was like, "What do you think about you know, you know, a lot of people didn't like Halloween three, and now you know they seem to embrace it." And he just looks and he's like, "I don't give a shit what people think of Halloween three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's sure he's been asked before and after. But I mean, okay. that actual quote is from uh, yeah. from our video interview. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just yeah, we'll we'll work it out, Todd. That'd be fun yeah, to Todd we'll, on live. It would be really nice, and I yeah. totally get that, Todd, the having to add like actually plan yeah. scheduling. Yeah. So yeah. 
we'll we'll figure out a firm date and and let you know in advance. Yeah. We got you, man. Mm-hmm. Coming up on the uh later on tonight, we are gonna have uh the writer and producer James Roberts and the lead star Sean Roberts, which they're not related, of Here for Blood, which uh I have a I have the trailer which we can play nice really fun over the top 80s kind of style all practical effects uh kind of a so it's about this professional wrestler who's gonna babysit his girlfriend's daughter and then uh he has to he has to battle uh, a demonic cult and it's very very fun the very bloody but it's very over the top uh monty python kind of esque blood it's a very fun movie i like a lot and that'll be coming out uh, the 9th, so next week, February 9th, select theaters and on Screenbox. Cool. It's a good, Very good. One. So you have the trailer for that. Is there yeah. any um, trailer type thing for our Air Fryer Slaughter? Do they have, um, like, they just have the uh, Indiegogo page, and it's about six minutes long. But oh. um, but you can go and check that out on the uh, Indiegogo page. You can check out their pitch for it. Messiah of Evil. I do believe I have seen Messiah of Evil. That sounds so definitely I've seen it. But I don't use, uh, I don't smoke pot or ingest it in other ways, but I do have a terrible memory. It's just a natural terrible memory. Messiah of Evil. The Messiah of Evil. I like the name. Yeah. I feel like I just was watching this on Tubi. Like, maybe I might have even put it on last night when I was going to sleep. Hmm. But now I'm not sure I have because I see like a little trailer playing. Oh, my goodness. That looks awesome. Well, I will watch it. I have to make a list list because there's so many things that came up tonight for me to see. You gotta see Rabbit Grannies. I, yeah, I yeah, loved I it. I want to see it again. I remember loving it, but I, I, with my memory being what it is, I don't remember like what happened. But I know I loved it. Yeah. I know I loved it so much that I wrote a post about it. Our uh, one of our favorite movies of last year. It was actually uh, Diablo Joe's favorite movie, Where the Devil Roams, from the. Yes. Um, Adam's family, uh, you can pre-order the Blu-ray. That's cool. Look at that. Yeah. What a great look. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Very nice. It's got a bunch of extras on it. So get that. That's very cool. I'm a big fan of uh of cool extras. Yeah. I can read the back here. Bonus material, devil in the detail, behind the scenes making of documentary, uh, short film ever transcription of the prologue poem oh by our buddy there it's very mm-hmm. cool original trailer theatrical trailer and easy essay by writer alexander alexandra heller nicholas nicholas cool. yeah sorry very cool i also saw when i posted about this uh adam marcus who uh made jason goes to hell which i am a huge fan of uh he says one of his students sam rod is one of the leads in this film that's very cool. Hmm. I need to get Adam Marcus back on. He just made a um came out for Christmas. Secret is it called? I think it was Secret Santa. It's a new uh 
Christmas horror film. Wow. So there's I, a lot of Christmas horror. Yeah. I'm a, uh, Adam Marcus. He made, um, like I said, he, he made uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, yeah. He, he wrote Texas Chainsaw 3D. Mm-hmm. And he is in The Once and Future Smash. Yes, he's he a, is. And he's very funny. Guy. Yeah, he's very, great. very funny man. He was on the show many years ago, but not, not since we've uh, went to video. Well, should definitely have him on. Yes. That was a movie that uh, I've said a million times, but when I rewatched it later in life, I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of Jason Goes to Hill. Yeah. He I've also had, he, he's been making a, a documentary about it for, for years now. So really? I'm really curious when that's coming out. Yeah. Frogman. I saw Rude Moore. This looks wild. Oh, wait. Frogman. Is Frogman the one I'm talking about? I think it's one one you saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an an indie film. It's like about this kid who saw Frogman when he was a child. He was like with his family in a van. Yes. It's so good. Tell me more. What's going on with this? It's so good. The croaks are no hoax. Um, Is that coming out? Like, what's going on? Yeah, with that? yeah. I'm trying. I'm pulling up the thing. So they got the trailer coming to VHS and video on demand. Where's it going to be? Does it say? Uh, Amazon. See. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's somewhere that's like not to be. <laughs> They're going to have people pay for it. Frogman's got got a collector's edition VHS that comes out uh, February 9th next week. Nice. Followed by a VOD digital, uh, and that's not going to be on VOD till March. Maybe we can get Frogman people on. That yeah, movie we'll was so, so good. It shot. I would on, watch that again in a heartbeat because there's so much going on, on in it. Oh, shot mostly it. on high eight, mm-hmm. practical, uh, almost entirely practical effects. Yeah, it's very, very cool. imaginative. It's. It, it's just great. I don't know what else to say because there's so many things that that just tells too much. I don't want to give away any of the plot at all. This has a very Blair Witch start with more likable people. Because hmm. I don't think the Blair Witch people are very likable really at all. I rewatched that not long ago. She's totally not likable. No. And uh, Yeah, I watched it again for the interview. Yeah, and the other guys are alright. But I mean, they're under stress, they're under pressure, but these are like likable, likable people. So, uh, yeah. New music of the month, David Rosen. will be playing that tonight. Very cool. Sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Very good. Sent me info about each song, too, because a lot of the a lot That's of cool. his music are scores from films. That's awesome. He, like, rescored films? Uh, no, he awesome. scores from independent films, yeah. Oh, he does. That's amazing. Cool. I thought you meant he was like rescoring major movies because people, I think that's a really cool thing people do is, yeah, yeah, it's like you have this movie, whatever the soundtrack, good, bad, or otherwise, and then just to see what you can do and how much the tone can change of the film and because music, I mean, we talk about it regularly, how much music has an impact on the film itself and the viewing experience. Our, our buddy Sam Haynes 
There's going to yeah. be scoring Arbor Day the without your head film. Nice. This year it's awesome. Spinning, yeah. Very cool. How long is this estimated uh, without? Why don't you share with the world since you brought it up? You brought it up. Arbor Day. Now you got to commit. Yes. Beware the trees on Arbor Day. And what is that Be supposed morning. to mean for the audience? <clears throat> since you so, yeah. It? <clears throat> I have the script upstairs. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because it's going to be a short film. So. Mm -hmm. But it's much different than the original Arbor Day that I uh, pitched years ago. Mm -hmm. Times are different now, so I don't know if that would... But yeah, so it'll uh, be uh, me and Troy. Uh, I do have something for Annabelle. She would like to be involved. I'll let her know off the air. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be fun. Maybe uh, maybe another character that I'm known for makes a small appearance. And uh, where are you getting all this equipment from, man? Uh, it's. I mean, I'm just using my camera. Your regular camera? Yeah, I have two. I have one that's um, probably will actually is. It's actually um, uh, what is a DSLR camera, which I never bring with me because it's got, but it actually probably takes better video, but I can't mm. put as much video on it. Mm. So is it going to be perfect? No, but uh, it'll be, will it be fun? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's I'm not, I don't have any high tech camera. Mm -hmm. No iPhone 15 no. or whatever they're on now. No. I but, really seriously was considering getting like a nice, nice, nice phone that had a good camera. But then I thought I would just buy a good camera and just keep having shitty phones because if you have like a great as someone that doesn't have nice money to like to do live around, streaming with, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I don't care. Like this is fine. I think the quality of live stream for podcasts. Yeah, it's like back in the day when we were at like Rock and Shock and people had these like massive amounts of equipment it's like dude yeah do i want to walk around with that stuff no <laughs> but if i had a choice like thinking about would i get a good camera a good phone just so i could have a camera but this thing is so busted and beaten that this is not practical for me but I'll, i don't know we'll see we'll see is the guy you had on that directed the jester up to any new projects um that was a little while ago last late last year I think the jester. Um, I don't know because the jester really just had a theatrical release. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, so I don't know if he's doing anything currently. Mm. But hopefully, he's really pretty young guy. And if people don't know the story, they made the jester on YouTube, the short film, and it got like millions of views. And he did like they did two sequels, and then I uh, got interest, and they made the feature film, and it got a mm. theatrical release. And, that's pretty wild. And he's like in his 20s, I think. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Is there going to be like a possible uh, longer version of Arbor Day if people jump? Yeah, people are into it. it. Yeah, of course. I I, I posted, a, I made a, a poster of it and I yeah. got a bunch of, and I feel bad. It's very nice if people started messaging me wanting to be cast in the movie. Uh, but it's not, I'm not, it's not like a pain. It's not that level. Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. This is really uh now I instead of getting lost and like I need all this great equipment, I think like why not just make something? See how you know it will be fun, will it be good? And maybe if it's good, people like it, then you know mm -hmm. look into more of 
making something, you know, more. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. It'll be fun either way. It's the spirit of all uh, severed limbs, which some people were offended that I'm going to play it at severed limbs. They're like, oh, it's a conflict of interest. Why? You just won't win a prize. Yeah, I said I played stuff that I've been in before, and it's just this. And I'm not eligible for the, for the awards. Yeah, it's fine. People won't have to watch it. Yeah. Will you play it at the beginning, middle, or end? Do you? Think I don't know. It all. It, um, I will give it a good spot on. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, and no one pays and... anything to submit their films or anything. It's so it's not taking a spot from someone else. Yeah. You're not bumping someone for your own movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, those people get over it. It's probably like two people and like five bajillion people are. Well, it wasn't five bajillion, but it, it was just a few people. But and then other people agreed with them. But how whatever. many people love this idea? How many people are so supportive? Like Nasty Neil, this is amazing. Yeah, they don't even know. They just see see a friggin' silhouette of a tree. And what the hell is happening? They but, believe in well. you. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I hope. I I, th- I think it'll be fun anyway. All right. Uh, I'm trying to. F- oh, here it is. Mm. Here's the poster. If people want to see it. No. And then I take a year to pull it up. Here we go. <laughs> That's really cool, Neil. Thank you. It's clean, simple. Yep. A little scary. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Is this going to actually take place in Sandwich, or will you have? Yeah, well, have I don't an know illusion it's... that it's somewhere else. Oh yeah, I don't know if I'll even say exactly where it is, but it. I, I actually have two two locations where I, I live right next to State Forest, but I actually think um, trails where uh, I go for walks is actually a really good area to film. Mm, you, I know you probably won't say, but will the train car come into play? No, but uh, may, maybe if I do another one at some point. Because that just sounds cool. It is pretty cool. The abandoned train yeah. car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not this time. Another no. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I see people making stuff. Like, uh, you know, it's inspiration. Like, uh, they are from MMHP. He's got like 200, you know, short films, and he started at 17. So, why not? Let's try to make something. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of people that submit stuff to you all the time. Yeah. And, and I always like... say, oh, it doesn't matter what level it is. And then, you know, why not mm-hmm. take, why not take my own advice or own advice? Mm-hmm. By the way, I did get an email if he's watching out there. And I like this guy. I know he's got some issues out there, and he apologized. I'd love to have him back and part of Severed Limbs, but, you know, you've got to... Uh... I am can guess who this might be. Yes, yes. Don't throw him under the bus. No, I like him. I, 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 would, like, I would like to keep a part of, the sh- a part yeah. of everything. Well, so. you know. So if you're listening... I don't hold the grudge, so yeah, it would be fun. it would be nice yeah. to have him back. Hope he's doing good and feeling healthy. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Dustin's eating some Gardados. I don't know what that is. Gardados. 
Are those those like I know there? I think it's a chip. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hungry. I really didn't eat. I have a what? partially eaten apple because I ran out of time to eat it. It's just looking at me. I feel bad because uh, Matt was uh, Matt was saying about eating healthy stuff, and I had uh, fish and chips today, but I'd barely. Yeah, you're sliding, food. Neil. Sliding. It was good. I I don't really eat fried food ever, but it's good. Whale the whale back down the street for me. Nine dollar fish and chips. They've not raised their price in twenty years. And this is the fish and chips. It's like the length of my arm, right? Yeah, it's very big. But it's the only thing I've eaten all day. It's good though. Mm-hmm. Get an air fryer. It'll be a new life. Then you yeah. can cook multiple meals easily. I mean, I cook this stuff all the time, but yeah, this would be great. I still, you know, I do use like, uh, not a lot, but I use olive oil when I'm roasting vegetables and stuff. If I'm understanding, mm-hmm. you don't need to use, uh, I, mean, I think you do use like a drop of oil, but you not use a like lot a little, oil. it's very convenient if you have like olive oil spray and you just go, that's easy. Right. Uh, Dustin is educating us about Gardettos or Giardettos. Probably Giardettos, right? Oh, I know what they are. Yeah, crunchy yeah. breadsticks and double roast. I, oh I'm a big God. fan of the rye chip part. I used to hate rye, but I've grown to embrace both rye and pumpernickel in my aging years. <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> exactly. He understands the will of the people. I agree. The rye chips. I saw you could even buy just bags of just all rye. I don't normally eat this kind. Not that I don't like it, but but uh, at festivals, um, sometimes I will buy a bag of something like that to keep in my room, so I have something Mm. to uh, snack. Festivals. What are we doing, Neil? We've got to have like so stuff to go to. What's well? February 25th. Yeah. In Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes. Dead of Winter Horror Festival. Oh, tell me by more. Our me friends more. at It Came from the 508. James. James Lamond. It's awesome. Nice. So, uh, okay, that, cool. So still not... tell me, sell it, sell it to the world. You don't have to sell it to me. So to the world, tell us tell us about this yeah. awesome. Well, the once in future smash and end zone two trailers will be playing. Nice. Um, let me see if there's a. I know they listed recently. I'll have to try to find them. They listed uh things that were accepting. The Blood Witch. Oh, oh I, I believe who... that's a cosplayer will be there. Who did uh, Blood Witch? Sounds real familiar trying to find here i know that that they posted all the um all the films that were selected but it's very cool worcester is a cool area um used to be the home of rock and shock yeah that's kind of out of the way for james so that's interesting that he chose that area Yeah, um, well, I know he used to. Oh, he used to go to Rock and Shock. Yeah, I can't find the list of other uh, movies because I remember seeing them all here. Hmm. Hmm. 
Uh, well, let, let me read what it says here. It came from the 508 Productions, Magenta Manor Productions, and Manny J Media present the first annual Dead of Winter Horror Festival. Dead of Winter aims to showcase the pinnacle in New England horror. Be it films, art, vendors, or anything in between, Dead of Winter is the event to see some of the very best. That's a really cool uh, logo they've got of the snowflake. Yeah, with the, the snowflake. Snow That's mm -hmm. sweet. Cool. I think I I think I found them in the movies here. So yeah, February twenty fifth at the Mechanics Hall in Worcester, Mass. February twenty fifth. I got to put it into my calendar. February twenty fifth. So we have uh, Mrs. Halloway is one of the films, which uh, it's really a cool short that played at one of the um, Severed Limbs. Mm -hmm. The Devil on Derby Street. Now, this one I've never heard of or seen. Oh, I, I can share like the posters. Let me grab the posters here. Give me just one second. So, oh, let's yeah. see. Here we got uh, Mrs. Halloway. Her pies are to die for. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. The Devil on Derby Street. Mm. <laughs> it's the last call you want to hear. That's a cool poster. The Evil Unleashed. I have to blow it up here. It's a little hard to. Yeah. Ooh. Get the heart coming out of the box. Yeah. Consumed, a film by Emily Tullock. Hmm. What the hell is going on in that? Not, oh, it's someone eating something. See, this is the mouth. This is something going oh. on. Oh. It took me a second. Yeah, but I was really creeped out by it when I didn't know what it was, too. Yeah. Like, what is that? It's kind of like a worm. Aha! Ah, Happenstance, a film by our buddy George James Frazier. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Jessica, a film by Jeremy Aruda. Cool. I want to talk to you about my sister. Oh. That's very creepy. Whoa. Whoa. That must be all the ones that they announced. But look at that. Very cool logo. Mm -hmm. We'll try. Maybe we'll get James on to uh, talk to us about this. In, in that the would be great. Year. I think things going are going now. pretty good for him and his um, audio drama stuff. Yeah. It's going pretty good. I'm very happy for him. Also, uh, the box cut. In what the one last kill, the grindhouse cut. See, showing his own movies at his festival is fine. <laughs> Dead of Winter uh, poster, and uh, wow, these are nice. Let me show you. Uh, cool mm -hmm. merchandise. I would definitely like to uh, get this shirt. It's got the cool logo, nice clean logo. Oh. Very nice. Cool poster. Cool. Stakes, a New England vampire story. 
Love the child, honor the wa thy wife, fear thy neighbor. From the producers of Beneath the Red Umbrella and the Box. See, that's a it came from the 508 film. Hmm. Boom. Hmm. All right. I well, this something else like called Writer's Block, Priest Hunter, Pocket oh, Money. Priest Hunter. That's by um. Uh, um rats oh nice oh yeah skip shay did does priest hunter special treatment there's all kinds of step right up it's me ma halloween party cup of tea killing with kindness one last kill the grindhouse cut the box yeah, the director's yeah. cut there's a lot of stuff you know this must be a uh, yeah one day event, but a lot, a lot of stuff shown. So, a couple yeah. of tea, hmm. Halloween party. Why did I go small? That's also George James Frazier. Hmm. So, it must be all local uh, filmmakers. It's Mima. One last cut, the grindhouse cut. Killing with Kindness. Priest Hunter, yes. Um, Skip Shea film. He runs the Shauna Shea oh, film. I remember that. I think I might have seen that. Mm -hmm. Beneath the Red oh, Umbrella. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. That was the name of uh, his four <laughs> audio yes. podcast. Um, Rats. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Rats. By Chan Rick Chandler. Step right up. Special treatment. Oh, special treatment. Oh, that's a Matt, Matt Fisher short. The box director's cut. Writer's block. That's a cool poster. Back to cup of tea. Yeah. So this is very cool. Yeah. And it's a Sunday. So I'm wondering what the hours are going to be for that. Very curious. Very, 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 very. Excuse moi. It starts at noon. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice to see the people. It'll be nice to see. I don't, I don't think I've, I know I've met James in like Rock and Shock, but I don't think we were friend not that we were anti-friends or anything right. like that but i don't think we had really talked before then Noon 12 to 6. 6. hey sweet who is this person who's that shown up james. facebook is user is james lamon nice pepe Very says cool. that the tat the uh, tattoo would make a cool logo no he says the logo would make a cool tattoo very cool hey james how's it going I'm so happy for you. You got a lot of irons in the fire. It's really cool. Yeah, sweet. I love the yeah. logo. Uh, New England horror. Uh, community event. Everything uh, Everything there I like. I like that there's vendors. So this will be a good time. I'm going to get a shirt. Yes. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. So now I have to finish Arbor Day 2 to to uh 
for the next uh, the next festival this next year. Yes. Well, if Arbor Day, hmm. I meant finish it as well, so then I can also submit it to other festivals. Oh, two like T O O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very. I realized that for Neil. No, I realized after said it sounded like you've got big dreams. Yeah. For Arbor Day. All right. So, yeah, very cool. We were also invited to Buried Alive Film Festival. It's coming up in Atlanta, but that's not uh, till the end of the year, November 7th through the 10th. Oh, cool. When? November 7th through the 10th. Okay. That's a long happened. ways away, but James yeah, here. Good to plan. Yeah. It's going to be epic, and I may know a certain feature film trailer that may be making its debut. Interesting. Mm. That sounds like a hint I'm supposed to understand. Is it something I'm supposed to understand? Maybe his vampire film. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I know you're going to curate some really good stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think yeah. it's going to be a very good time, as it is. Perhaps. Okay. Mm hmm. So uh, we announced the winners of Severed Limbs Film Festival. Ah, who came out on top? Let me, uh, I can pull these up if you like. Yeah. Severed Limbs Film Festival 15 uh, took place a couple weeks ago. Really good time. Always a good time. So let's see the Alexander Hawk Award, which is most beloved character, went to Sully for Demon for oh, Fire. That was awesome. What a great short. The Angus Scrim Award for the scariest short went to the summoning. Mm-hmm. The Ben Chapman Award for Best Creature or Monster went to Demon for Hire. It actually went to the, the Granny. The granny, wow. the, the, the uh, demonic granny. Uh, the That's Betsy Palmer awesome. Award, best great. female performance. That monster was awesome. Yeah. Kath, this uh, this was shared by both the leads of Monsters, Kathy Whipple mm -hmm. and oh, cool. Gatherer. Conrad Brooks Award for fun Funniest Shorter Performance went to Down to Clown. Mm-hmm. The Dieter Laser Award for Best Male Performance went to Ian Sen for the, how do you say that? Aesthete. Aesthete. That was amazing. really good. Yeah. Uh, the George Cassana Award for Favorite Line went to Demon for Hire. I believe it was What's the, the line? Succubus line. You got to know the line. Well, it it's probably written here, but I have it uh I don't have it. Um, oh, it was too long to fit in there. But it was like uh, with, I believe, with like a nose like that, I could smell. Uh, oh, smell a like fart. a, yeah, smell like a demon fart from the other side of the right, whatever dimension. It was yeah. very funny. I'm saying it very poorly. It was a yeah. very very funny line. The Gunnar Hansen Award for best villain went to the Stoneville Killer. Mm -hmm. Very good. Another, uh, yeah. Which. Oh really uh, yeah, job. zombie Duran. You should look into uh, some of these uh, mm -hmm. local things coming up. Herschel Gordon Lewis, best killer, Goria Short went to the Stoneville Killer. The Irwin Keys Award for audience choice favorite trailer went to Beyond Terror. 
from Andre Van Puder Oldorf. <laughs> I'm sorry. Andre V. How uh, you've known this guy for like 20 years. You're right. Since he was a child. Right. And I just always prefer refer to him as Andre V. The Joel Reed Award, craziest, weirdest, and most bizarre short went to Arachne. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the Joe Pilato Award for favorite scene went to uh, it was the castration scene in Stoneville oh. Killer. He looks very happy about that. The Maryland Birds Award for best hero or heroine went to Monsters. Mm -hmm. The Paul Kelman Award for favorite trailer went to The Dead of Night. Which one was Dead of Night? Um, that was actually it was the one by um. Oh. Jacob Grimm. I, might not, I don't think I was there yet. Is, is really good I think I was late. The Roddy Piper Award for Best Poster went to Arachne. Mm -hmm. The Sid Haig for Best Short of the Festival went to Demon for Hire. It was yes. like phenomenal. Phenomenal in all the ways. It was and great. From what I understand, um, the director, you know, he was in a bad uh, accident, was in a coma. They did not think he had hardly any chance of waking up. And from what I understand, he's, I think he's come out of the coma. Oh, wow. That's, mm -hmm. now I need to know. Um, that's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Wow. The the Tom Tolls Award for audience. This was the audience choice favorite short. Went to the Stoneville Killer. Nice. The Robin Hardy Award for best director went to Liv. Liz, I'm sorry, Liz Cavalda for Monsters. And I believe that is all of them. Hmm. Liz, very cool. Something I, I really should have done this this one. I know I did it on previous ones. I'm going to try to do it for the up, the next one. And and whenever we do the severed limbs is to do a um like a roundtable show to get the directors on who would like to be on to talk about the film. Either before or after. Either way it would work. Yeah. Could even do it, record it, oh. play it after. We'll figure it out. I just but lost I'd it. Like to get there you are. Hmm. So new Nicolas Cage horror film. Really? This this looks really scary. It's also got uh, uh Micah Monroe. Is that the Seth Heiss uh, favorite? Uh, yeah, he loves her. And it's made by Osgood Perkins, the son of Anthony Perkins. Really interesting. And the posters, there's like four posters that came out. Here's the one I, I uh, posted on the group. I don't think it's like a ridiculous horror movie for, like that Whoa. Nicolas Cage is normally in. Long legs. Let me see this. Long legs. Whoa. That's very creepy. Yes. So oh, we've been talking about... We've been contacted about possible interviews, so no nice. no promises, but it would be pretty amazing. Wow. We that were asked who, who would who would we want to interview. I was like, uh, everyone. I don't know, but so <laughs> oh. we'll, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. it works out. Yes.
Yeah, that's good Perkins. I think he's made a few really cool things. Let me look him up. I know um, Todd was really excited because uh, Todd Yeager was like, he said he was a fan of all his movies. Uh, Travis is being transferred to Craig Rehab based on following commands and eye tracking. He doesn't always follow commands, but he did it for the people who count. Cool. Oh, that was a while ago. So he's doing better now? Um, yeah, I was told uh, in a message that um, there was a lot more hope than what they thought. That's awesome. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Oh, he was actually in Nope. I was good per Perkin. But he directed, oh, yeah? yeah, as an actor. But he directed uh, Gretel and Hansel, which is, that's a great movie. That's you told gonna, me about that. And then I tried to yeah. find it and I couldn't remember which one it was because it was not like Hansel a, and Gretel. Like a, it's Gretel and Hansel. Yeah. There was like a period where there was a lot of them and some of them were spelled a little different or whatever. Yeah. And so it's which one? Gretel and Hansel. One of the, I think, I don't want to spoil our witch thing, but I think it's one of the best uh, witches. Ooh, scary. Ooh, she's very scary. And yeah, former guest uh, Sophia Lillis is in it. Alice, I know this woman. What was she in that I know? Yeah, she's the um, she's the board queen. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. That's crazy. Huh. She's a, a few different things. Cool. Yeah. I was, I'm trying to she actually get her on for Witch Month, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. She was in a recent horror movie. Oh, she actually, I didn't know this until uh, recently when I was looking her up. She's the uh, old woman in the new Texas Chainsaw. Team. Yeah. She was in a horror movie recently that people were really talking a lot about. I forget the name of it. She's in Devil's Advocate. It's a great movie. Oh, wait. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Different movie. I don't know this Devil's Advocate, but that's cool. All right. Yeah. She's great and good yeah. on Hansel. I'd recommend it. So we're getting her? Uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope so. We'll see. That would be amazing. About... So that is a movie for me to see. Yeah. Gretel and Hansel. I really liked it. It was, I saw it at the theater. Um, I think, you know, not the first movie, but when I started going back to the theater after the pandemic, it was one that I, had, that I saw kind of early on. Hmm. which i was happy about so a bunch of uh argento stuff's coming to shutter because they have a new uh i think it's like a documentary about dario argento oh cool that would be interesting i really don't know much about the guy myself mm. yeah we actually it got the really nice when he really probably didn't even understand me yeah yeah <laughs> we met him at uh well i went over neil you didn't meet him well, I mean, I was there. Yeah. In a distance. I was in the lobby there. But we could actually, we sh I know a couple um, actresses from Suspiria that we could we could probably get on for. We'll have to record them because uh the time differences. But. Yeah. Well, maybe it can be a weekend. Yeah. Figure it out on a Sunday or something. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, stuff coming to Shutter. So we got Suspiria, which I think everyone's familiar with. Deep Red, which is another, you know, well-known one. Mm -hmm. um, 
Panico. Uh, this is the the documentary. Uh, then we also have Cat of Nine Tails. Mm -hmm. That's a Argento film. The Bird with the Kondo Rossi. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Opera. I don't know if they have that. Maybe they do. Which one? Profundo Russi. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Mm, they don't actually. Mm. The bird Maybe with the crystal there. plumage. Mm -hmm. uh, opera. Four flies on gray velvet. That's actually one I'm not really familiar with. Hmm. The mother of tears, which is a more recent one, 2007. A whole bunch In of stuff. Inferno, yeah. And also uh, Vortex, which is a Gaspar Noe film. So I'm not really mm -hmm. sure why it's listed there. I'm sure he has something to do with it. Though. But that's cool. Shutter is always having a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of great, you know, to be a free one. Shutter is not really very expensive for the amount of stuff you get. And Arrow has a ton of cool stuff. Arrow also even has um, a lot of special features on their streaming site, which I love. Which is really cool. Yeah. And New Village Video has Village very Video. unique stuff. Yes. I asked I asked uh, Tara for some, some witch ideas, and she told me the movie The Witch. And I was expecting some whacked out thing uh, for, from Tara. Mm-hmm. She's a witch fan yeah. of the witch. I right. I like the witch. I, I know you're not really into it. No. And that's okay. You do not have to be. I like it. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, like you said. Gotta get a bazillion emails here. Just see if there's anything I should bring up quick. But, uh, oh my God, so many emails here. Which is good. It's good that we get a lot of emails to without your head. Did you see if anything else is going on in the horror world while you read your emails? Well, I can't. I was, well, I was seeing if they were if they were relevant to the show. Maybe it was oh. something we could bring up. But uh, 28 Years Later is coming out. That's very exciting, I think. Yeah, so I'm... They skipped I months, did right? not like... The months later one. It was months. At oh yes, it was twenty. All. No, it went from twenty-eight days to twenty-eight months. Weeks. That's right. So there's no weeks. months. We're going right to yeah. years. Yeah. Which so I think see. is, you know, that's because that's a long period of time to see, you know, where everything has gone in the world. Yes. Let's see. He is returning mm -hmm. to the franchise. Will be involved. Jillian Murphy. I never remember if it's Jillian Murphy. I think it's Jillian Murphy. Will be involved in production of the third film in the 28 Days Later franchise. Movies brought on Murphy as an executive producer. While his on-screen appearance has not been confirmed, he could potentially reprise his role as Jim. This is from Screen Rant by Brennan Klein. Uh, Chilean Murphy will be involved in the production 28 years later. The movie, which is currently in development, will be the third installment in the horror franchise. The original 2002 movie, 28 Days Later, followed a rage virus turning most of the population of the UK into violent, mindless creatures and starred Murphy as a bicycle messenger, Jim, who wakes up from a coma in a drastically different world. Jim did not appear in the 2007 sequel, 28 Weeks Later, because he saw it and it sucked which followed a group of people attempting to repopulate the region after the disease was supposedly wiped out. Per The Hollywood Reporter, the upcoming 28 years later, we'll see Murphy return to the fold. The project, which was picked up by Sony after a fierce bidding war, will see Murphy stepping into the role of executive producer, opposite returning director Danny Boyle and returning screenwriter Alex Garland. 
Although Murphy could potentially return as Jim, no on-screen appearance for the star has been officially confirmed at the time of writing. Uh, 20 distinct possibility Jim lived to see the end of 28 days later with the ending hinting at the imminent rescue of himself and his companions Selena and Hannah after the infected humans have largely died of starvation none of those characters were alluded to in 28 weeks later so there's no canonical confirmation of their fate after that implying that they could very well have survived though the virus spread through the continental Europe in the sequel's ending likely complicated their chances Ultimately, Jim's return depends on Murphy's willingness to commit to a more involved role in the project. This may not be a given as he likely has a wealth of new projects to choose from following his Oscar nomination for his role in Christopher Nolan's 2023 smash at Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's not like busy. he was heard for roles even before that. So. Yeah. Even if he is too uh, busy to star in the movie, however, his involvement as producer could place him on set for long enough to film a cameo appearance detailing Jim's fate. One point in favor of Jim's return is the fact that the star has shown a willingness to return to the post-apocalyptic horror genre with his appearance opposite Emily Blunt in the 2021 sequel, A Quiet Place Part 2. However, even if Murphy doesn't return on screen in 28 years later, that doesn't necessarily preclude any other 28 Days Later characters from coming back. So far, the movie has reunited three of the major players in the original movie, so the presence of more would hardly be out of the question. I loved the original. The original was mind-blowing for me. It was so fucking scary. It was like, I think that was a really big shift in how zombies could be presented and uh, are as a something that's spread from like a from some man-made virus a zombie. Which I don't know what's it if you've got like zombies being created from like to toxic rain. Then what's the fucking difference? It's still science. Um, but the idea, like, is a fast zombie, a real zombie, things like that. Right. I right. get the idea of because people do die, right? Don't they, it, from what I'm remembering, if you get infected, you do die and transform. I don't think you just shift. Do you just shift? I don't even recall. I'm trying I to think remember. You do I think you shift. I don't think you die and come back. Oh, that's right. Because you start because like, they're they're considered infected, weird. not you know, not undead. But I think that happens with zombies too. Because you'll see like no, these they people die. They straight like up die. and they're about to turn and then they end up getting killed. Like in uh yeah in, in a zombie film they die and come back. In uh, in the twenty eight days later, they just are infected and become you know, like, creature you know maniacs or something. Not yeah, not necessarily die. They don't die and come back. There's not like a supernatural element to twenty eight days later. No, which I guess it doesn't have to be in a zombie film either. But the zombie film, they actually are, for the most part, like a, a Romero zombie film. They're dead. They're undead. They're dead and come back. Like yeah. in Dawn of the Dead. He actually dies when it comes back. Did what? the little girl die in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. She, she died did. She the... died. Yeah. I mean, hmm. that that's referenced. I think it's more it's definitely shown more in like Dawn of the Dead, where the guy yeah. actually dies and then comes back. Yeah. Cause I'm starting, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to well, think even, audience I mean, help, help out living, audience. Living dead, I mean, there's people that's like you know, coming out of caskets and stuff. Yeah, like but I mean, them. yes, but then the people that are turned, of course, Neil, come on now. Of course. 
but the people that are turned in the movie that's my thought not about the dead people that come back who are clearly obviously dead right. but new people so maybe that's the thing though is that the people who are in 28 days later if you are dead you don't come back but in zombies right you can get killed in 28 days later you know i I think if you kill them they're dead i have to watch if they are dead then they won't like they're not infected after they're dead no no i think they're they're infected living people yeah i don't know i'm starting my mind's starting to fall apart thinking about like when are they dead and when are they alive because you've got people coming back from the dead in the original movie yeah i think the romero movies they'd have to die and come back honestly but Mm. the um because don't they just Don- eat I'm all the people that die? Uh, I'm wearing Dawn of the Dead uh, sweater. Um, I thought that, like, I'm, as I imagine zombies being turned, because zombies are usually pretty much whole, that the turned zombies have been attacked, but maybe not but- killed, and they turn, because it seems like every time they catch someone, they eat it. They eat the person. It's not like they bite it and move about their undead life right well so not all of them would turn but the ones that like uh they get infected and they i think they the, it's established that they die and then they because mm-hmm. uh in, in the romero movies like they watch them and then when they dead or even walking dead then they have to kill them after they die mm. that was like you know the big thing of dawn of the dead with the the um like Flyboy, and um and then the as uh, a yeah, fly boy and um you know his big transformation he dies yeah and then he rises up you know from the bed yeah but and my brain goes to salem's lot because I they think, do they get like they don't just turn they have they do have to die and come back in um you know the walking dead i mean i think it's even if you like it like there's no no denying it's very much I say copied, but it's very much like we're going to make an ongoing story in the Romero's Romero zombie world. But something I never really put together. But honestly, the whole beginning of The Walking Dead is Rick waking up from from uh, from a coma, and he's in this world. That's just that. That's also just stolen right out twenty eight days later. <laughs> so there's a lot of yeah. not original ideas in uh, the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the the sadness is is closer to, right to twenty days yeah. later. But all uh, of my not knowing aside, it was an awesome movie. Those things were fucking terrifying. If I was to sit here by myself alone and start thinking about it, I would get scared. I would. If I was in silence, I just started thinking about them and imagining them and the sounds yeah. they make and all that shit. Oh. The- you know the kind of bigger, the kind of heavy set uh, Irish guy in the movie, uh, Brendan Gleeson is his name. Yeah, he plays uh, Mr. Mercedes in um, the TV version of uh, the Stephen King trilogy. Oh, he, he's really good in it. The first season of that's great. Hmm. Maybe the rest of it's good if you never read the books, but I think the other two seasons are not very good. I wonder if we could get but, anybody from the original 28 Days later. 28 Days? We can find yeah. out. It would be awesome. I mean, maybe they'll be in demand now, but who knows? But that would be cool as hell. Yeah. 
I would actually like to get that. Uh, he's a pretty big actor, but I, he was also in. Um, we brought up the movie because your mom really likes it. I like it too. Um, she likes a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cuts. He gets his fingers cut off. He cuts his own fingers oh, off. Oh, yeah. Um, that one that takes place. Banshee in... is it? Ban? Is it? Is no, it it's uh... something like that, though. It's uh, yeah, something Banshee, isn't it? Something like that. I'll find out. I'll yeah, find out. Movie. But it's an amazing movie. Why does that come up? Uh, because that actor. The actor that I Who, mentioned. The, the guy that gets the his hair from, cut off? Uh, his fingers cut off? Yeah, he's the guy that I was talking about that's in 28 Days Later, and then he's That's Mr. right. Mercedes. Oh, I love well, He doesn't play Mr. Mercedes, yeah, but he's so much tragic. I love that character. He's uh, such a nice guy. Bloody Disgusting has 17 horror movie franchises that are coming back in 2024. Get the hell out. Is it like a full list? Yeah, so we have them. So Shit. we've got what are they? a new, the new Ghostbusters comes out in March. Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Okay, what's that all about? The firehouse freezes over, and director Gil Kennan's new installment in the classic franchise, which brings back the original Ghostbusters and the mm. brand new characters from Ghostbusters Afterlife. For a chilly sequel that returns the franchise to its most iconic location, New York City. All right. Okay. Uh, Godzilla XCOM. Um, I was just going to ask that um, Ghostbusters, whatever, whatever is the one with the kids, right? Right. Yeah, well, I was not a big fan. I thought that one was no, fine. It's, it's, um, oh. Uh, I can't say it was a big um, uh, Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. Uh -huh. Well, I've got to, I've got to uh, get out of here because it's uh, bloody disgusting. Is locking up my computer. All right, I'm gonna send this link to my my phone. Maybe I'll better luck. Uh, nothing against you. These, these websites that are friggin' just loaded with uh, eight gazillion ads. You gotta have ad blockers, dude. I do, but it's still like it's you got all these things on the site. It's just dude. You got you don't have enough things. I almost never see ads. Banshees of Inertion. Uh I noticed I won't I won't I maybe I should out the website, but um there was a, a totally fake article on this ad I saw yesterday. It was on a major horror uh news site. And I, I, I was mm -hmm. like, what does this mean? It was like the connection of horror movie, like horror lovers love casinos. And I clicked it and it was just like a bullshit article almost made with probably made with chat GPT or something. Talk about why people love horror movies. Then it's like, and that's why they love online casino. It was just this giant ad for online casinos. And I was like, this is a fake ad. That's just was probably a paid advertisement for online casinos. That mm -hmm. someone wrote, and it's like mult, it's like multiple, multiple paragraphs, just total bullshit to advertise online casinos, but presented as like a, a you know, an article about horror movies. I was like, this is just mm -hmm. total shit. Well, they're everywhere. Was it at the bottom? A it was, a, it was an no, it was an actual article posted on the on their website, like as a main content. Yeah, 
It was near. It was. Wow. It was an. It was like the third thing when I went to the site, and I was like, "What's wow. this about?" It was, and it said written by blah blah blah, like someone who actually writes art. It was just total shit. Hmm. God, even on my phone, there's all this shit on this website. Godzilla. I'll find I'm on it. bloody. I'm on it now. Bloodydisgusting.com. Godzilla XCon, the new empire that also comes out in March. The fifth installment in Legendary's MonsterVerse should get a nice box office boost from the ongoing success of Toho's Godzilla Minus One. This time around, King... It's, like, really stupid, I thought, from the ads. Like, it shows, like, King Kong and Godzilla, like, running out of the center of the Earth together. Is it something that is even possible for you to put up? Uh, Do you I want me to send you the I, pictures of this sure, stuff? Sure, you can I send can me pictures. Very, very easily. The all site, right. that is, even on my phone, it... Uh, I, I just like get all these things popping up, like what trying to play I stuff. I hit X and they just continually pop no, up anyway. I have not a one pop up. Um, let's see. Yeah. All right. So I wish I could screen share my stuff on the video. It would probably be. I'd have easy. to. I can make you but a will, but but then you can't share the show out. It's. I will do it. Let's see. I'll get I'll get it all happening here. So the lovely people at home can see these fine images let me you guys are so patient if you watch this <laughs> You're the patientest this isn't even the right thing stop it do it i've got too many things happening at once here i've got so many windows so many windows this goes uh, totally against what we were talking about with uh Skinner earlier that like what are you talking about? All they make is sequels. Well, let's talk about 14 sequels coming up. <laughs> well, it's not all they make, no, it I just know, happens I know, to I be. All right, so Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. All right, let me find you. Let me get this. Yeah, I saw oh, the my goodness. For it. I'm doing it wrong. You all are so patient. You can tell we're not scripted, right? I mean, it's pretty clear. Pretty apparent, unscripted show. Totally uh, script. We script it so it seems completely unprofessional. <laughs> we script it so we seem super incompetent. <laughs> All right, where are you? Okay, cool. So I don't know if anyone even cared to see the Ghostbusters one, but it is pretty cool looking. I'll give it that. This is pretty cool. I'm okay with it. Um, let's see. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And you said that is or is not the one that had the kids in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one with the kids. Okay. The last one that they just they made. They did so build up to it. That, yeah, you know, so they had Dan Aykroyd in it and all yeah, such had, things. I think they had Bill yeah, Murray had, in it, too. Yeah, they had, had like, everybody in it. I had, like, the ghost of the guy that died. Yeah. Or... Yeah. See, that looks pretty cool. I mean, it's not like a big telling picture, but I think it looks good of what it is. What do you think about that look? Uh, I mean, it looks fine. I saw the trailer. I didn't think it looked particularly good, but uh, mm -hmm. I didn't like the last movie whatsoever. But, well, I mean, I'll go see it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was all right. I mean, who knows? Maybe in my review at the time, I totally hated it. In, in my memory, I thought it was all right. So yeah, that's. I don't like those <laughs> movies at all. 
Are they friends? Like, Aren't didn't they become friends at the end of the last one? I mean, it looks like like yeah, like buddy guy. It's a instead of a buddy cop movie, it's the buddy gaijin movie. Buddy kaiju, yeah. yeah. Yeah, gaijin's actually what they call the uh, foreign wrestlers. But yeah, the what? Uh, that's what they call uh, American um, wrestlers in Japan. Gaiju. Gaijin. Oh. But you're talking about kaiju monsters. Yeah, kaiju. I just said the wrong yeah. term is all I'm saying. But uh, from yeah. my understanding, gaijin is not a nice term. But uh, so yeah, look at that. Looks stupid. Let's be honest. It looks freaking. <laughs> uh, and, and the last one was great. Godzilla, nice. Yeah. It's not uh, so, so this is uh, the first omen. Oh, so we got a different picture. Last time, remember we had the this is the one with the numbers that thought that seemed like it would make sense, but yeah. it didn't. Yeah, it's so the first Omen, it's been 18 years since the Omen franchise was last seen on the big screen, but that box office dry spell is broken this year with the first Omen. There's This one's a prequel to the original classic, presumably giving us a front row seat to the birth of Evil Incarnate. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is that going to be the birth of Evil Incarnate? Because, I mean, Damien exists because there was no Evil Incarnate, right? It's not the birth of Damien. Is it? Um, I mean, it does. What? I don't really get it because the omen is the birth of of the Antichrist. Yeah. So I would think the first omen would be like they tried it before and it, it didn't work out. Like right. the kid got killed or whatever. Right. Or really, it would. Shouldn't it be like about Satan? Uh, the. <laughs> but I don't know. But uh it's interesting uh, i i'll be honest i'm sure there are exceptions but for the most part in my opinion when they do origin stories to ex like existing horror things it's usually yes. not good no no most of them i think are pretty bad but who knows we'll see mm -hmm. i think it's like we've run out of stuff let's just uh let's show how it all started what yeah. if it was a prequel and it's just about the guy before they even like get the kid? It's just like a drama. It's just a drama. It's just, about, it's just uh, a family drama about this married couple that doesn't have doesn't have kids. These are uh, aspiring, yeah, young politician people. Right. Like, wow, That'll be exciting. <laughs> the Strangers, Chapter One, May Seventeenth. The Man in the Mask, Dollface, and Pinup Girl are back in 2024 with the new release. Of The Strangers Chapter 1, the first installment in a new reboot trilogy from director Rennie Harlan. This one is set at a secluded Airbnb, with the sequels possibly coming this year as well. Man, lots of Airbnb horror movies popping up. Because, you know, it's something people can relate to and get horrified by. Um, so I guess it's a home invasion movie at an Airbnb. I guess that's a little different than some of the other Airbnb stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the strangers. I know a lot of people love it. Yeah, it I don't seems, I'm really not a home invasion movie seems person. It's very peculiar all. to me to remake something that's not relatively very old, but I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? I think like these I don't know, it seems like these masks have or is in like everything. <laughs> so Yeah, it's fairly uh it's pretty dull yeah like it was like if i had never seen a movie before with that mask it's kind of neat but like i've seen so many it's not really new yeah anymore. yeah what's this 
Which one? That Quiet one Place is... Day One. Yes, Quiet Place Day One comes out June twenty eighth. After two installments in the Quiet Place saga, this summer's A Quiet Place Day One will be the first spinoff tale set in the universe. In other words, it's not centered on the Abbott family, and it's expected to be a prequel tale set in, seemingly set in New York City. Lupita hmm. Nyong'o's leads the cast. Apologies if I pronounce that wrong. I don't really get a prequel idea because the first movie's like, is it the first movie when they come and attack the whole world? So I don't really understand that. Oh no, the first movie's at is years after it all happened, I guess. But uh, I thought the second movie is the prequel. The second one is a prequel. It's about how it happens. We'll have a pre-prequel. <laughs> I don't really understand this. I actually like uh, a Quiet Place. I think it's really mm -hmm. good. And it was a really interesting movie to watch with an audience because the silence, everyone's like super silent. Like you didn't even want to make noise, like eating popcorn or anything. And it was very, yeah. and then like when stuff happened, it really was, um, really did. It was like, you know, jump scare stuff it was good though. So I don't know mm -hmm. if it's the same experience watching it without an audience at home, but I remember watching with an audience is very, mm -hmm. uh, very effective movie. I like it. Second hmm. one, it's fine. It's, I don't think it was good. It's good though. Boom! Untitled wow. Alien Event movie. Untitled <laughs> Alien Event movie, August sixteenth. It's likely that the marketing campaign for director Fede Alvarez's Untitled Alien movie will be kicking off soon, and we all know at the moment. Uh, and all we know at the moment is that it's set to return the franchise to its smaller scale 1979 roots. The entitled movie is reportedly set between the first two films. All right, cool. I'm there for that. Yeah, because there's a giant like there's a alien. giant leap between Alien and Alien too. Or yeah. Aliens. Yeah, that's a lot of uncovered territory. That would be fascinating. I think that's great. Like yeah. if you've got the development even of that. Like you've got this entire place that was developed on the planet. And right. by the time they get there in Aliens 2, there's like a wall full of bodies that are yeah. being filled with like babies. It's like so super gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would there's, be awesome. I forget the name of the there's a YouTube channel that you know makes their own. It's just one guy and he makes his own um I'm sure there's a lot of these, but it's a guy who makes his own um documentaries and he's done a series of alien ones about like specific things like i watched one the other night it was all about uh is a geiger geiger his geiger the geiger and it was not even just about his involvement it was about one specific thing him him creating the the ship mm. the, um mm -hmm. and it was really interesting and then the, like to check out because i guess he also has one about the creation of the alien itself and mm -hmm. all the stuff. So I was like, this, and it was really interesting because it was just about this one specific thing. And it was funny because the one problem that, um, who's the guy who made alien? I forget his name, but, um, Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott. The one thing he had an issue with was the pod that like the face hugger popped out of originally. He's yeah. like, that's, that's like too, like, it was like too sexually, like, yeah. He and, then, like, and other people, though, they're like, well, have you seen his creation of everything <laughs> else in this movie? <laughs> this is basically what he does. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, but it was really cool. It was, I guess they originally, and um, some, I, I don't know if it was O'Bannon, the guy who wrote it, but there was people, 
involved that um were against Giger's creation like they wanted it to be more like basically just basic yeah but uh Ridley well, Scott was he why he picked him specifically is he wanted it to be completely alien. you know alien yeah and even to look like impractical like it wouldn't be something that could even fly which I thought was all very, it was always really interesting it's very um yeah I mean that's some pretty genius stuff there to realize that if you get someone i'm so curious how he found this guy's work anyways Giger. yeah I don't he, know he found he a book it. a book of his and he even mm -hmm. specifically picked out some different things like the alien there was something else he mm -hmm. i think he it looked just like the alien but a little bit different but like i want this is what i want you to do for the alien and then he picked yeah. out some different things um to be in the ship that he liked that's pretty cool mm -hmm. Um, what we got here what's next up on this list beetlejuice i'm so scared beetlejuice 2 september 6 tim burton is back michael keaton is back winona Ryder is back jenny ortega's is lydia's daughter in the long 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 awaited sequel to beetlejuice from tim burton that's likely to be a smash hit in the box office stay tuned for that first trailer coming soon i want this to be good so bad but i have I don't know how long it's been like 20 years that I lost faith in Tim Burton. It's been a long time since yeah. I liked Tim Burton movies. Um, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what's his fit. Johnny Depp's name pop up somewhere in here. You know, I don't know. I'm happy that it's not a prequel. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that could be interesting. To see what Beetlejuice is like as a human being before he's dead. Yeah, but I like I I actually like these the idea anyway of sequels decades after the first one with the original people, so like they can play them at sure. that age. So I, I like oh, yeah. this. Uh, I, agree. I mean, will it be good or not? Who knows? But I I am interested. I will definitely say. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would absolutely see it. I just am going to. Hold, I'm not going to hold my breath. That's amazing. So that Correct. if it's pretty good, if it's pretty good, I hope I love it. But I just don't, I don't want to have my heart broken by Tim again. He's broken it many, many times. Many, many things. I was so pumped for him to make that I ended up hating. Hating. Uh, by the way, Pepe Petit uh, on Monarch, which is the Godzilla TV series, they explain mm -hmm. how Godzilla got sucked into the center of the Earth. Oh, interesting. New one I'm starts curious. Doug Bradley called Thorns coming out soon. Looks interesting. I'm oh, interesting. I gotta look for that. I feel like maybe that came up. I'll look for an article on that. I wonder yeah. if he'll come back. Um, I mean, yeah, who knows? Have you We've seen been here before? My friend Kat Catatonic recently, well, I guess it was last year. She was at um, New York Horror Fest. And mm -hmm. um, so she posted pictures, because I guess it was a year ago. And mm -hmm. they gave Doug Bradley the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. And yeah. He actually looked, I hate to say, he actually looked really happy. Because I always see, I always feel like he, I can never uh, gauge wh how, what he thinks or anything by the look of him. Very still, very serious. Yeah, he was like very. He looked genuinely happy, and the trophy was pretty amazing. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." That's really cool. Have you seen mm -hmm. the video of the owner of the Airbnb come out a secret room when she thinks no one is there? What? No. That's uh, fucking terrifying. I know. 
Hopefully oh my that's God. a fake video or something. <laughs> I mean, it could be real. There's people are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. There's some real weird shit that goes on in the world. Real weird. I have faith in Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, not June. Yeah, I love Michael Keaton. He's amazing. He He'll deliver. It's not, and I don't think it's that the actors won't deliver amazing performances. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just scared. I was, well, I was kind of sad that he, you know, reprised the Batman for like that Flash movie because it was kind of that's cool, but like the flat, the movie is pretty rotten. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one here. Thor 11 on the 27th of September. Last year's Saw X 10, whatever. Which I loved. It's great. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Brought Jigsaw and Amanda back and successfully revived the franchise. So it's no surprise that Saw 11's already in the works. We expect Jigsaw will return once more in the 11th movie, which could very well serve as a direct sequel to Saw X. Uh, I hope so. I, I'm, in, I'm in. I'm in. I was curious after the last one. Well, I, I actually made me one. It was the first time I saw a movie in a long time. Made me like, you know what? I want to see more of these. Yeah. Now, can, can they follow it up? I don't know. Maybe that would they just kind of got, I don't know, say lucky, but like they just found like a cool thing to do. But I don't know. I'm interested. Look at that. I love that smiles. picture is phenomenal. That, that's from the first smile, which I think is a fantastic is movie. Um, I, I think some, I've we've had a couple people on the show who mm -hmm. trashed it, saying it was like the most like basic movie, and I couldn't disagree more. I honestly oh. don't think they understood the movie. Um, it's very there's a lot of creepy stuff in it. It gets progressively bizarre, mm -hmm. completely insane by the end. Really great mm -hmm. monster stuff. And yeah. it's actually got some very interesting themes about PTSD and guilt. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, I think it's a great horror movie. I can't watch that either. It's like sharks. When I was a kid and I was a super isolated person and no one guided me about anything in reality, I would think about this shit. Like what if I like, I'd think I'd be brushing my teeth or whatever in the mirror. And I'd be like, I wouldn't want to look at myself because I'd be afraid that I would smile in the mirror when I hmm. wasn't smiling. And that was with me uh, for, yeah, I, I never I saw say, it happen, yeah. but I was fucking terrified it would happen. And I, I averted my it, eyes a lot from the mirror it's, because it's of that. a genuinely scary movie and really, really has a lot of great themes. I really like it. I think it's yeah. great. I can admire that it probably took, it's probably someone had the same exact fucking shit as me. They probably had the same scary ideas and thinking about it. And I don't know if I can. I don't want to reopen the door of me not looking at myself. Well, in the if you go see the sequel, you're going to have to watch uh, the first one. No, maybe I'll just blur my eyes. I have this cool trick that I can blur my eyes when I want to, like at will, which mm. I don't know if everybody can do that. Maybe they can. Maybe it's not a cool trick and it's some stupid thing I think is cool. So that if I'm seeing something that I don't want to see, I can blur my eyes. Oh, that's so I look that's like the, I'm that's the trick you always it. do when we're doing dinner in a movie. For some of the movies, not no, for no, our no, experience I meant for, life <laughs> together. Dang, man. So what does it say about the smile sequel? Oh, smile. Sorry about that. Smile two, October 18th. Parker Finn's box office hit Smile becomes a franchise with Smile 2 this Halloween. 
with Finn returning to write, uh, write and direct and Lucas Gage and Naomi Scott on board to star. Not much is known about the sequel at this time, but it's expected to go bigger than the first film. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm into it. I really mm. like it. Uh Ugh. Apparently Dave says he sent me something, but I'm not seeing it, Dave. Mm, I guess it depends on where it got sent. Yeah. He wouldn't he have sent it in Facebook. Probably Instagram, but I don't see it. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Terrifier 3, October 25th. A true modern horror icon. A hundred percent that is real. There's mm. no no one can deny that. If anybody denies that their fucking head is in the fucking dirt. Yeah, he's it's the um for years we had you know you could go way back with the Universal Monster guys and then we have Slasher for years we had like basically the four slasher guys you had like Leatherface, Jason, Michael Myers, uh and then like you added Scream the Ghostface from Scream, and then really it was like just these guys those same uh, Freddy Krueger, and then you basically had those guys, oh uh and then I think maybe you could well you could definitely throw in you know head. Head in there and Candyman in the nineties. So you had you added some additional guys like in the nineties, and I kind of think Scream might be the last one. Yeah. I mean, you maybe someone wants to argue Captain Spaulding, but I'm not really sure about yeah, that. But, but um yeah. probably honestly, probably not. But um I I think uh you can't argue now. Art Art the Clown is one is one of those, which is yeah. good. And and hopefully the guy from Thanksgiving becomes another one. Yeah, that I love that movie. It was so good. Uh true modern horror icon, Art the Clown is back in Terrifier 3 this Halloween. Though don't let the release date fool you. The new sequel is a Christmas movie. Lauren Lavera will return as badass final girl Sienna, and Art will surely decorate the halls with chunks of bodies. I'm in. I'm. In. I'm afraid. I mean, look. I'm in. I like. I really like. The, I. I prefer the first one. I know some people like the second one better. I still like the second one. Um, I am worried about the idea of trying out. There is a limit, I think, of like. Yeah. How much you can just keep out doing? Like. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll it, find out. Yeah. I. That's a wrestling term from. Uh, when I read the the autobiography of Eric Bischoff, and he said, you either have to be better than, less than, or different than. And it's something I always think about. So it's like, after a point, like, can you outdo this? There's going to be a point you really can't. Or if you, you do, like, what are you making at that point? So maybe try to do something maybe a little different. Hmm. But. Then you then you always run the the uh, you know there's a chance well it's gonna be uh, you know the the core audience will not want something different so yeah like with Rob Zombie trying to change it up right, right. we have seen franchises do that though honestly Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, part two they went a completely different way they make a comedy they definitely did. Um, and people do love it you know the first two rob zombie movies honestly the um house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects is a much uh more realistic film the first one's very stylized very 
you know, not very realistic film. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, know, you can do it. It can be done. What is this? Wolfman, October 25th. Following in the wake of his bold new take on the Invisible Man, Lee Wannell, W-H-A-N-N-E-L-L, returns to the Universal Monsters Arena with Wolfman, a fresh spin on the classic werewolf tale that's being led by Christopher Abbott and Julia Garner. With one L in charge, we're in good hands. Hmm. Interesting. Former guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, very, very short interview, but it was cool he came on. Uh, I'm a huge Wolfman fan. Mm-hmm. Like to see more werewolf movies. Especially mm-hmm. ones that walk on two legs. So I, I, I'm down. Wolf Do they really make four-leg werewolf movies? Um, there are some. I mean, yeah. I think the like the the fun. ones in the um, True Blood were four legged. I thought they sucked. Oh. Mm. I did not watch that. I never finished it, and I'm mm. I'm a completionist, and I was like, ah, this stinks. Wow, that must have really sucked. Yes. Yeah, Would you still watch Walking Dead? And I've never finished it either. I I probably will finish it someday. Yikes. We've got Nosferatu over here, December 25th. The genre's Christmas gift to all fans this year is Nosferatu, a new version of the original classic that's being directed by Robert Eggers. Bill Skarsgård stars as the iconic vampire Count Orlok, and the film is set in 19th century Germany. Expect a classic horror feast for the senses. That I'm looking forward to. That I have faith in. I'm feeling. I'm very excited about this. I'm a. I like Eggers. I know mm-hmm. he has his haters, and that's fine. But, I don't um... even like all his movies, but uh, they're all uh, unique, interesting. Mm-hmm. They look good. So I, I'm in. I'm so there for it. I love Nosferatu. It's my f- favorite version of the vampire. Um, I like the more. Monsterish version of Nos uh, of Nosferatu of Dracula. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, I have no cool. desire to see this on so many levels. Maxine, Ty West, and Mia Goth are back this year with A24's Maxine, a sequel to X and Pearl that will continue the twisted adventures of Goth's final girl character from X. The final film of the trilogy is final film. Well, we'll see what happens. Is set in the 80s, once again giving this franchise a whole new twist. No good things. Yeah, the, the a lot of the details that came out about Mia Goss' uh, activities on filming this, like kicking a guy in the head and then making fun of him and stuff, really puts me off. I never liked her. That's not it. No, that wasn't it. That was the last. No, there's more. There's several more. What? There's several, several more. more. Yeah. Like at least five more. At least four more. At least four more. What's well, the, the next the last one? Photo I got. I'm pretty excited about. Well, dude, you know, this, you know how many screens I got open right now? No, it's fine. I'm just but saying many. I didn't have one to post up. But uh yeah, this is my right. my candle is coming up here. So you're what? I don't know if you can even. Uh, I'm, 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 I can't see. I've got so many windows open right now trying to copy. Boom. Things. 
Speaking oh. of Nosferatu, yes. again, this is maybe my... that's why I didn't send it. That's probably why I didn't send it to surprise you. Hmm. I love it, Marlowe. Now I absolutely TV. love the uh, the TV, you know, uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. Of um, uh, blah, 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 blah. what's the name of this movie? Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot. And but then I read the book, and it's one of my favorite King books. Mm-hmm. And it is, while it's you know similar, obviously it's the same like you know basic story. Barlow is much different. So the yeah. idea of remaking it, or not even remaking it, but making a different version based on the original, you know, source material, I like because it's like. That one's great. You have that. Now we're gonna do something different. And uh, I like that I'm, too. I'm I'm cool with that. I will be happy to see it because I I totally get that what exactly what you're saying. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's not like the one I love, and therefore I can't like it. It's a different mm-hmm. thing. But that guy. It's amazing how these Nosferatu actors are so. Like Nosferatu, and then this guy, his name is Ray. Ray? He uses like super weird German dude, which is very similarly weird to um, the dude that plays Nosferatu. Max Shrek. Very weird. Ralph, Ralph something. Wicked creepy. Very weird. So, anyways, Salem's Law, directed Gary Doberman's readaptation of the classic Stephen King horror novel, has been pushed off the release calendar completely, leaving us to wonder what the hell is going on with this one. But we hear it's expected this year, likely going straight to Max. Stay tuned. Hmm. Yeah. I would like to see it in the theater, but I'm happy that it would be released at all. Yeah, I just want to see it. Yeah. I don't care. I just want to see it. I do care, of course. Yeah. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I just in the story. Some of the creepiest imagery in uh, horror movies for me, and part of it is, uh, you know, I was just young when I watched it. But uh, not only Barlow, but mm-hmm. I think the, I remember looking at my brother's old monster magazines and the kids at the window. Oh my god, they're so, so scary! Like legit. Uh, creep me out and the goo dude in the chair i don't know the last time you saw that movie but there's like this nice guy who's the cemetery dude <laughs> yeah and he gets turned and he's like in the fucking rocking oh yeah. my god everything's uh, all of them are scary they're scary yeah. as fuck yeah he passed away not too long ago did he yeah Friday the 13th question mark. Another project without a release date. Jason Voorhees and Mrs. Voorhees will finally return in Crystal Lake, a television series from A24. Peacock and Hannibal creator Brian Fuller that might be coming this year. It's said to be a prequel tale for the Voorhees family. Those names combined, not Mrs. Mrs. and Jason, right. but A24... I I know I don't know every single solitary movie in the world, mm-hmm. and the ones that I do know I really quite enjoy. And Hannibal, I loved the first season. I enjoyed some of the other stuff. Yeah, um, I think he just let the fan base take too much control. I agree. It's it's a weird. I will say I agree with what you're saying. That's like high caliber stuff. It's a weird mm-hmm. mix with Friday the Thirteenth, but yeah, again. 
what is saying like doing something a little different instead of like let's just keep making you know jason's killing kids in in the woods or whatever uh let's try just a little something different so i'm, I'm all just, on board i'm just wondering like if it's the board so he was a little boy when he died mm-hmm he was a little like you know messed up little boy. He had he had issues. He was special needs little boy. Um, so I just wonder where's the story there? Like obviously she well, becomes this crazy murdering woman, right. so she's got problems, right? I get that her son died and she snapped, but that's pretty extreme. Um, so I wonder what that is. Like, are they gonna make him into? You know, if you want to be like a bad guy before that, if like you watch the first what? four movies, yes. If you watch the first movie by itself, he, you know, he's dead and stuff. But the second three, four, one, he's clearly not dead. He yeah. grew up because people will argue that he's like a ghost or something, but he's not a an undead little boy. He's a grown man, and he's yeah. breathing. He, he has pain. Um, he makes, you know, um, he makes a shrine to his dead mom. So I think, you know, you delve into that idea that she's a disturbed person, obviously, because she's killing folks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she knows he's not dead. He's living out in the woods, but she acts like he's dead. Mm. And um, there's something you could do there. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, She's she acts like he's dead, but isn't her. that like a whole thing? Like the kid went missing and people thought he was dead? Like no yeah, one's everyone, in denial everyone, that he's dead. Everyone thinks he's dead. He 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 drowned in the lake. But he, he, but he, from two to four, he clearly didn't because he's a living person out in the woods killing people. I mean, it's not like the most sensible series ever. No, but so that, so to try to make sense of this, let's, you know, you sit down and like, let's try to write something that makes sense here. And, uh, you, everyone thinks he's dead. She acts like he's dead, but at the same time, he's really living out in the woods. I don't know. I just, I would just feel, I don't know how I feel about if they make him a child villain, like what kind of personality he doesn't do. He, he's not a killer of any kind until he sees his mom get killed. Hmm. Then he gets his revenge. I mean, that's, you know, from two on. Why would he not want to just go be with his mom? Because he's not, he doesn't have the mental facilities. He's not like he she wouldn't search the woods if she goes to like the the how however many years it's been. I'm saying look, she's not she's a disturbed individual too. So she's telling everyone he's dead. She even acts like he's dead because she's not she's clearly disturbed. But he really is alive living out in the woods somewhere. Why wouldn't she not pretend he's dead? Why wouldn't she just think he's dead? Well, she could do that too. Maybe he's just looking around, watching her out in the woods. I don't know. But uh, there's something to be done there. Let's yeah. explain between one and two, because it takes a leap of faith. One, he's actually, there's uh, the kid died when he's a little kid, and the mom's mm-hmm. getting revenge for that. Two, he was actually still alive, and he saw his mom get killed, and now he's killing everybody. 
Mm. Let so let's try to put these move these that story together so it makes sense. So there's somehow either he was just alive and he's watching her. Um, either but it sounds like they're not going to be doing that anyways because they're going to do it from when he was a kid. So what are they going to explain? Yeah, from what when from when he quote unquote drowns in the lake. Or what else are you going to do? He's just a kid. He's killing people as a little kid. Well, that's I don't. That's my point. Is that I don't know what's going to happen if it's a prequel for the Voorhees family. That would be before he's dead, or before he drowns or disappears in the woods. It's yeah, a well, I, I think you you have all of that as part of the story. So it's not like he immediately drowns. You have him as the little kid on the camp. Uh, you know the the lifeguards aren't watching him when he drowns. Mm. And she, you know, that she's probably, she, I think she's got to be disturbed to begin with, but that, mm. you know, makes her snap. And then uh, you go from there. You, you, I don't know what story they're going to write, but um, and maybe they do kill him. Maybe he is a spirit of some kind, but I, I don't think that really works. I don't think it's really true to the first four movies. So um, I don't know. We'll find out. I'm interested what they do with it because A24, like you said, I don't really think it's going to be just the schlocky um straight you know slasher story so and i, I gotta know. point out though that uh watching hannibal hannibal is really just so loosely based right on right. the story is like it's yeah. very 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 different right it's amazing very stylized but it's very very different yeah and that's what i'm saying i i i, I this will turn off some people but Instead of just, we've seen, you know, a whole bunch of Friday the 13th movies. Why, mm. you know, do something different with the lore. I don't know. I'm interested. I know Stephen King actually had an idea. And for whatever reason, uh, no one ran with it. But you think of Stephen King, like, hey, I have an idea to make. A, it was a prequel, too, of Jason. Well, maybe and this is it. Maybe. Maybe it's inspired well, by that. I don't know. Perhaps. I'm interested. I'm, I am interested. Might completely bomb. I don't know. All right. Dave's got a theory over here. Oh, we've got some. Let's see. Friday the 13th TV series. Hey, now. That's a great show. And it's full of plot holes. Um, I always think, Pepe, I always think of that crazy homeless man that sees him occasionally. Yeah, that was uh, that character, Crazy Rouse, inspired by Backwoods Bob, been them too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Maybe was highly unfunctioning, need to be cared for on a pretty serious level, but lost in the woods just kind of survives its own because he didn't know what to do or where to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's, I mean, you just, there's not a lot to go on, but I mean, by the way, she says stuff because she even stops like, you know, they needed to watch him because he was, you know, special the way she's, and it's clearly like, you know, he's, you know, he's special like, needs. Yeah, right. This is a little special needs boy, mm -hmm. which is really sad. Poor little guy. Toxic Avenger? Question mark. One of the most bizarre horror movies of the year is likely to be director Macon, Mason Blair's new twist on trauma classic, The Toxic Avenger, with Peter Dinklage starring alongside Kevin Bacon and Elijah Wood. Wow. And don't worry, it's rated R for violence and extreme gore. Wow. Holy shit. 
Todd loved it. Todd got to see a really early premiere of this because it's been wow. a while now since he saw it. And uh, I think he, well, he did a, um, by the way, if you want, you can watch his full 13. It's a separate video. And I oh, think cool. he added a couple things. And one of them might have been about Toxic Avenger. Because it was one of his favorites of the year, but it was he wasn't sure if they could if that considered a 2023 movie since it really will be released in 2023. Mm. Elijah Woods involved in some crazy fucking yeah. movie. I'm there for it because he puts out awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. I like That's it. Great. I'm into it. That's great. I didn't know P Kevin and Peter Bacon. Kevin Bacon was so uh he must want to be in it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I would think that that's a movie that you get you get called in and you'd have to be like, hell yes. I yeah, know. who knows what kind of stuff that he's really into. Who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And this one is the last. Witchboard? Question mark. Witchboard, wow. The last horror franchise return on our Raider this year. So far is Witchboard, with the 1986 horror movie getting a remake from director Chuck Russell of Dream Warriors and The Blob. Madison Eisman stars, and you could check out a first look image above. I love the movie Witchboard. They had all kinds of like weird witch shit after that. Mm -hmm. Um, Witchboard remake. Hmm. I love the original. It's like such a right at the edge balance of cheese like it is i feel like it is actually a a good movie for what it is i think there's like a decent enough story in there because i think it's like it would be really easy to just say this is a shitty cheesy 80s movie but there's like i think there's good acting and it's a cool story it's funny it's sad I think Witchbird is a wonderful movie. I don't, I'm really no I I remember seeing it, but I, I should watch it again because I don't remember anything about it. It's not like going to win awards, but for what your expectations awards. would be, yeah. it's it, I think it would be above anybody's expectations. Right. So maybe don't don't expect what I'm telling you, <laughs> and it will meet your expectations. Now yeah. I love it. I've I remember seeing this pretty young, and uh, it's just floated in my world ever since. Like it's one of the movies one of my friends had, and we just watch a bajillion times. It's great. All right. Yeah. Very cool. That was by John Squires. Oh, let me come back now. No, you're just not going to suddenly show me, and I'm like. <laughs> so you're fine you're fine so dave deadman sent uh thorns theatrical uh release scheduled revealed with for thorns with doug bradley mm -hmm. sci-fi religious horror film will start scaring its way across the country next month following a festival tour including london's fright fest in spain stitches stitches uh, Writer-director Douglas Schultz Thorns will be exclusively released to theaters by Dark Planet Releasing. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm just trying to get here to what's about. Uh, an ex-priest working for NASA is sent to investigate a remote ob observatory that went silent for 
After receiving mysterious radio signal from deep space, upon arrival, he discovers a signal has opened a portal, unleashing a thorned monster. The former priest must now summon his lost faith to stop the signal from jump-starting the end of the world. Hmm. From re- used for practical effects to its fueled music score, Schultz says Thorns is meant to be an homage to 1980s-era monsters movies like The Thing, Hellraiser, and Alien. For me, the best horror cinema steers away from the computer realm when pursuing all things visceral. Thorns is meant as a visceral experience. Cool. Mm-hmm. I do not see a Massachusetts listed here, unfortunately. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. A lot in Michigan for some, for something. For, I don't know why. It's nothing against Michigan. It's an upcoming place for movies, I guess. Yeah. Several it's places in land. Michigan, uh, two in Kansas City, one in Missouri, and also in California. Hmm. I'd be interested. Missouri though. as well. This is a strange. Yeah. See, there's a weird. It's good a for weird... them though, because you know what? Those people deserve. Might... Yeah. Like, why are they? To see yeah, cool why do these other I'm people get all that. this stuff? Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad for that. Okay, Missouri. Uh... Missourians getting all the good stuff. Hmm. Is that what they're called? I, th- I don't know. Missourians. Yeah. I will say Thorns definitely has um, some um, uh, mm. image, you know, sort of, I would say, like, uh, not like Can you show not us? straight up Cenobite. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving the pictures, but okay, it's almost like a, a religious, like, chatterer or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like chatterer with like a, a crown of thorns. I like that idea. Oop. Let's grab it on here. I got the poster and the and the monster itself. See, it's pretty creepy. Wait, what, wait. Oh, ooh. He looks his face is kind of like a butthole. <laughs> now I just can't see anything scary. It's just like a butthole. I feel bad. I'm not sure. Well, a butthole of thorns wouldn't be pleasant. Oh, God. That would be terrible. <laughs> oh, wait. That's going to be the without Ew. your head follow up of Arbor Day, butthole of thorns. Oh, I'm going to show you this other picture. It's gross. Butthole of thorns. Let me hang on. Let me share this. You didn't with you. Google butthole of thorns, did you? No. I would not recommend. <laughs> To Google. Now I'm kind of am curious though. If I Google that, what am I going to Google find? image butthole of thorns. See how that affects my uh and uh, that's gonna advertising. be just, it brings me to it says Dave Deadman for some reason. I don't know. All right, I just sent you another picture from this movie. It's real weird. D Wallace is in it. Oh, cool. I'm a big fan Wait, of D Wallace. No, she's not. Thorns well, like director Douglas like Schultz has guided the likes of John Saxon, David Carradine, Richard Lentz, D. Walls, Sid Haig. As soon as I said Sid Haig, I'm like, I read this wrong. This is not 
No. Do you see this picture? It's gross. Yeah, he's like ripping his nasty. What's he ripping off? Does not help with the like. But all of thorns. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, I'm into it. Although I, I, I'm not in Missouri, unfortunately. But I, I've never said that before. I'm not in Missouri, cool. unfortunately. Oh, this looks cool. Hang on here. We've got another picture from that movie that I, I'm gonna think might be. <laughs> Maybe I'm. I will. We'll see, Dave. Hang on a second. I'm gonna send Neil another. Um, Another picture here. Let's check it out over here. Because it's very creepy. It makes me think of um my other favorites. Uh, what the fuck? The one in space with Sam Neill. And it's like demon spaceship. Event Horizon. Yes. Yes. Pull this up. I mean, that looks pretty gross. Yeah, it does. Ooh, there's like a ooh, there's a lot of pretty good pictures yeah. over here. All right, all right so all about... I would definitely see it, but I I think I just had that image. <sighs> yeah, I love Doug Bradley. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? We're looking up uh, butthole thorns. Butthole of thorns. Is this a really a real thing that we're gonna do right now? I just Dave, are it. you committed? Are you guys in the audience committed to this? I'm doing it. It's gonna happen. Like, just here's the this might be the time you want to turn off the show. If you're not prepared for this, mm-hmm. in without your head after do hours, I have to do this? <laughs> also known as the butthole of thorns. So Ew. Uh, but I get butthole tattoo advice. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's a good placement for my mayor McCheese. <laughs> I googled this and my I am happy that I have some medical advice. Anal fissure causes symptoms yeah. and treatments. From August 2023, so it's pretty recent updates on how to deal with your anal fissures. Ooh. Mine's showing a Ooh. lot of cactuses, and it's like a dildo-shaped cactuses. Which is probably a bad, a bad. Uh, oh bad God! Nothing really awful is coming up, so I'm happy about that. And now I'm thinking about someone putting a cactus in their asshole. Yeah, it's not a good time. Oh my God! So if uh, if the peep if the flashlight people are listening or uh, the bad dragon folks. Cactus. Oh, there's something this person's calling a zebra butthole cactus. I'll send you this picture. Did you see this <laughs> in I any of your searchings? It? Yeah. It's like a legit plant. It's a cactus that I'll share it and you can show it with the world. It's very um PG 13. I'll just call it PG 13 because it's suggestive. I don't know if that's what I'm getting. Right. Yeah, I'm right, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, what a ripoff. It's just, 
Just the, oh yeah, I did get a lot of these. There was like a lot of these. I wasn't sure what it is. It finally what. happened. My zebra butthole cactus bloomed. That's the title for this picture. I need to get one of these and put it on my bookshelf. You know it'll bite you if you're not nice to it. Oh, it's cute. It's very little. I need to get some more. You. I need to put up some more lights because this is all covered with uh, St. Valentine's Day stuff. It's, it's not really seeable. It's very... See, the thing is, when you have so much shit going on, eventually it looks like this. It's just so much your brain can't even look at it anymore. Need some more lighting on it, I think. <laughs> I am finding other things that I find very funny with this search. Sharp pain in your pooper. Blame Proctalgia Fugax. Doug Bradley, he's turning. He's like, oh, these fine folks are talking about my film <laughs> Thorns. And then like, butthole of Thorns. He's like, what the fuck? He'll tear your buns apart. This poor I guy. I shouldn't have listened to Nicholas and Barbie about these two. Here's my other Google search result. There's a lot of things with this like red spot and people's butts and they're holding themselves <laughs> pain. It's funny. It sounds hilarious. Pain in the butt, pain in the butt, pain in the butt. Oh, all, these, all these people clenching their asses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God help me if I ever have an experience where I feel I've got to caress my bum to, to try to look at that. These yeah, people it starts, like, and it starts and it starts glowing oh red. God. That's the one that's sharp pain in your pooper. Blame mm. Proctalgia Fugax. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Time. There you are, casually minding your, the the author is El Duderino. All right. Anyways, dude, there you are, casually minding your business when all of a sudden you feel a bolt of lightning shoot up your butt. Thunderbolts and lightning, very very frightening me. <laughs> Oh in my, my butt. So if you so folks, maybe this is a nice medical moment because there's people that experience this. Hopefully you're alone because the pain is strong enough to make you shriek, grimace, and grab onto your cheeks for dear life. Turns out this pain in the butt is a legit medical phenomenon. That sharp, severe, fleeting pain that you're feeling is called Proctalgia Fugax, explains Dr. Carlton Thomas, MD. In a viral TikTok, from San Diego, viral TikTok video. Temporary muscle spasm in or around your butt. Common, harmless, usually goes away quickly. On and on and on. It's a spasm. It can last 20 minutes. Oh my God. We'll tear your butthole apart. Be fucking terrible. Up to 18 people where I don't want to experience this. It happens more to women. Damn. Now I forget sharks. Dave Deadman added, to. we'll tear your butthole apart. <sighs> Doug Bradley, will you say this in our liner? People. Todd, just in time. We're talking about pain, painful aspects. Just finished my shower scene for my dress nice. to kill 2024. Can't wait for you, you to not right. see it. Since my what butt timing? I swear. Or more. Ah, do you know what Proctalgia Fugax is? 
it feels and the doctor actually says it feels like lightning struck your butthole damn that's what happens all you know that's like a thing now is people uh like they sunbathe their buttholes what oh i guess you wouldn't get lightning in in a you just have to you just like yeah yeah, that's like and a you thing. Just lay upside down with your hands on your ass. Do you yeah, are there like, tools for this? Yeah, like they think like somehow you like this helps you for some reason. I don't know. But so there's some uh quotes, a few quotes from the TikTok people about their experiences. Thought I was getting poltergeist in the a-hole one night. Oh, it feels like a toothpick pushing on your pelvis. Fuck that. I assumed it was my. This is not part of Doug Bradley's thorns. It is not, but sorry, this just goes on. A punt, a pain from your pudinal, pudinal nerve. Dang, man, this is quite a learning experience. It it just goes. I won't read all this. It goes on and on. It's totally benign and nothing to worry about. Everybody, it may Mm -hmm. feel like a bee just stung the inside of your bum but does not mean you've been stricken by some rare butt disease. If it happens every day or lasts longer than 20 minutes, then you go to the doctor. It could be levitator Annie syndrome. It could get more complicated if you're a woman. Fuck that. Why are we, we're so fucked. I will never come back to this planet as a female. Never. They have to be some big shifts in science to, to deal with all this crap we have to put up with. Thank you, Dave. I agree. You did bring something special to the show. Dave, you're a good man, Dave. We're happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. It's really good to have you back, Dave. You don't even know. You are a good Without man. your butt horror podcast. The Within Your Butt Horror Podcast. <laughs> you know, the, you know, it's a book. I have no mouth, but I must scream. It's like I have no butthole, but I must poop. It could be uh, another without your head film. Terrible. That would be a torturation. In human centipede, <laughs> paper, they're attached. A, to- what a toilet paper. In the- what if someone sewed up your butthole and you couldn't poop? Yeah, exactly. Oh this is this God. is this is our our uh, body horror film. Instead of napkins, instead of napkins. Oh! Yeah, that's like a South Park episode. But instead of uh, does that happen? No, he he, he uh, starts eating out up his ass and poops out his mouth. Is this Cartman? <laughs> no, no, the dad. But instead of a napkin, that one will animate on toilet paper. Sheets of toilet paper. Dear God. Dear Butt God. Boy. Butt Boy is a classic. That is a. I love the movie Butt Boy. Thank you. Butt Boy is, fan, is a great film. I had the uh, filmmakers on. I love Butt Boy. Is one of the most strange films ever made. Let me find the the premise. Butt Boy. Just read the read the premise alone, and you'll be like, yes. "What the hell." I am seeing Butt Boy on IMDb from 2019. Detective Fox loves work and alcohol. After going to AA, his sponsor Chip becomes the main suspect in his investigation of a missing kid. Fox also starts to believe that people are disappearing up Chip's butt. 
Zach, he has to go find the missing children up Chip's <laughs> butthole. It's a, it is one of the most bizarre films. I love it. Butt Boy is great. What's that weird fucking movie about the dad with butts? <laughs> the dad with butts? I don't it's know. a long... It was very, very inappropriate. We got butt, we'll have to do Butt Month. We can do Butt Boy and... Uh, that butt boy no i don't know i guess human centipede and uh i guess yeah well um there is a couple of them though i didn't really like it but it's like that monster that comes out of the guy's butt oh the milo one yeah milo milo not for me not for me but (laughs) oh i guess um society is there butt things in society yeah, it's a guy with the he's got like a face on his butt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> butt month. How do we ask someone to be uh to be um like music of the month, month on butt month? I bet the music people would be totally fine with it. <laughs> Guests, I don't know. We'd have to not tell them it's butt month. Yeah, you think except for if they're that? from butt boy or something, right? Yeah. We'll have to get the guy from yeah. society. Who is the butt face? (laughs) The butt month. Dave Deadman said, "I'm watching butt month." Yeah, I mean the it looks like a very high quality film. Yeah, and I'm sorry to uh, the upcoming guest here to in a little bit, James and um. (gasps) (laughs) If they're watching, they're like, "What is?" But no, I'm sure they'll (laughs) they'll love it. Oh my goodness. James and Sean Roberts. I didn't even realize that. Uh, Maybe you should put them on another day earlier in the evening. Well, I could could play them to close out the show, and I can also upload them as their own little show as well. I would do that. I would would do that. You might. Yeah. Yeah, I could just upload them as their own show. That would be fine anyway. I mean, you could do both. Because, you know, there's people here that can see that. Yeah, they would like to listen you know? to it. I'm sure I've yeah, been advertising yeah. it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's always better to have more. Yeah. Not enough. Well, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I actually, the Alex Winter one and stuff, I, I post, we played on the show and then I also posted something. For a while I was posting that I should do that more often though, too. Also, I like to put the interviews by themselves and I should yeah. cut the chicken as I was, as I've been told. So you put the the whole this whole shows up. That's the whole chicken. Then you boom, you cut the like this interview segment out. The whole interview. That's you know, like the chicken breast. And then you start chopping it up from there into little segments and it's little clips. Like oh, so you find a little uh, like a you know five minute segment. Like that makes me want to watch the whole interview. You watch the interview makes you want to watch the whole episode. And then you even slice it up from there into the into the shorts like under one minute segments. So. I don't like the chicken that, though. That that's parts the of the chicken I want nothing to do with. Right, but everyone that I see on the YouTube's that's what they tell you to do if you do long form podcasts. That makes a lot of sense, Neil. So mm-hmm. stop actually making art. Fuck art, and your rest of your life. Yes, do nothing but chop. Do up the nothing. Podcast. Yeah, I've learned I've been learning a bunch of art techniques. Yeah, it's really cool. It's looking good. Thank you. Yeah, really that's what like... you did for the Arbor Day poster. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Arbor Day, yeah. Neil's there making was... some great, great. Those, if you're making shirts like that, man, you're going to have a booth at cons. Like, forget about it. They're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, if you're a wrestling guy, I, I made a page for the pioneers of pro wrestling. It's a bunch of wrestlers from the early 1900s. So I don't know. It's fun. But a lot of cool horror stuff I was working on. I really liked, I actually really liked the poster I did for End Zone 2. I thought it was really cool with those mm. different colors. I think yeah, I must have seen that by now. Did I know you made it? No, I did see it. And it was good. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah, Trista liked it too. So I was happy. Very good. I hope she's well. I hope her dog yeah, um, yeah, she, is she's going well. Sending me, uh, I hope she does. I'm sure she doesn't mind. But she, she's sending me pictures of. Um, of uh, a dog that she uh, rescued and then it was rehomed and, and they're sending oh, her updates, which is really nice. That's really cool. I love the idea of fostering. If I had a, a different lifestyle, then I would totally foster pets. Keep and them. I told and... her. I didn't tell her she had to, but she, uh, we would, we're, she's welcome to come back on the show sometime this yeah. year. Yeah. Catch up with everyone. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Pepe <laughs> gave us a um, <laughs> return to the topic. <laughs> Don't Most share them. them. <laughs> we can all just imagine. This is not, but really, but I do have to use the restroom. So do you want to go to a break and come back or do should we play? The, I uh... should go. It's 11. I got to go right. to my bedtime. I've drank both my so. cups of, I actually had two cups of tea instead of, I usually have a cup of coffee and tea, but I did. So, but I wouldn't get, so I have this one that I always drink my coffee out of and sometimes tea. I bought a new one. It's a little, it's a little smaller. It's like, so my cute. idea was this one is going to be coffee only. This one is tea only. But I mm -hmm. did go against it. And these were both tea. But this one is going to stay tea only. My tea. Mm -hmm. And this one's really nice. This is a Coleman one, so it's fancy. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's supposed to stay hot for nine hours, and it ha it does keep the stuff very hot. So I like it. Mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. Coleman people aren't paying me, but I like to drink my stuff. Where it's just on the brink of like burning all the taste buds off my tongue. <laughs> so it's nice to have these things. It keeps them very, very hot. This one had tea. And look at this. Sometimes I do this. I put a whole cinnamon stick in my tea. That's a lot of cinnamon. It is. It good though. You can leave it in there for a while and, and do multiple cups. So. Mm. All right. Would you like to watch the trailer? for our upcoming guests here here for blood yeah i'm there for it it's only like a minute it's really cool then are we'll we come watching back real it quick. and coming back yeah we'll okay. come back real quick and then we'll go to the interviews okay cool i need you to baby is it for me you need to do what he's down Come on, Phoebe. I don't know how to take care of children. All he has to do is just keep the kid alive for a couple of hours. It's really not that hard. Kill him, I'm just gonna bash him. 
How do you want to do this? Yeah, fist fight. Oh, This babysitter is really pissing me off. Wow. It's a very fun movie. Lots of lots of gore. A lot of fun. Uh, it's it's not a feel bad movie. It's just a fun. Yeah, it looks very silly. Yeah, Decent and knowing actors. it's silly, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's very good. Yeah. So Sean is not a professional wrestler. I, I talked to him. He will be coming up here, mm-hmm. but uh, he's from the um, Resident Evil franchise. Oh. And so he actually did professional wrestling training though for the movie. Cool. Cool. Very cool. And um well that was very fun. Yeah, and James who wrote it, this is his first feature film, so it's very exciting for him. Nice. D. Schneider, I saw the name. Yeah. D. Schneider seems like an all right guy. Yeah, for every honestly, from what I understand, it like he liked it and just and said he would do it. So Mm -hmm. I like that. It was just not much of a story, but I just like you know, like they asked him. That was like his that was his dream guy, uh James who wrote it to do it. And yeah. And they cool. asked him, and he decided to do it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. And so it's well, been festivals. It premiered um, at Toronto After Dark, and then it played at um, Fright Fest last year, and now it's uh, coming to Screenbox. Nice. Very good. Congratulations to them. Very successful. So we'll play these and uh, and then we're gonna get out of here. But sit back and watch. It's about a half. It's they're not neither one's super long. About a half hour. We talked talked uh, the separate ones. James and Sean, both Roberts. I actually even put that together originally until I made the banner and it was like, oh yeah, these guys both have the same last name. They were filmed at different times. So uh, the one actually says the wrong music of the month on the bottom of the screen. I apologize, but I, I filmed it at the time, but then I was told I couldn't post it till later. So that music thing down in the corner right now has got to be something. Levels got to be changed because all I see is the word music. Uh, yeah, um, I'll be honest. He, uh, that's the only logo yet. So I don't know, but, uh, but he's good music by David Rosen. Hmm. Good mm-hmm. news. We'll All right. Well, everybody, I have to go to bed to be up for my very demanding, stressful job tomorrow. All right. Well, I had a great time. I had a great time as well. Y'all are wonderful. And that's why I'm here. I love doing the show. Love meeting cool new people. Love having y'all in the audience participate. Neil's all right too. So I'll see you guys around the the land of the internet and uh and then again next Thursday. Yeah, we're back. Uh Rebecca Kennedy. Yes. It'll be great. It will be great. Awesome. All, all right. right. It's a bye from me. And we're going to go here to, I'm going to start with Sean Roberts, the lead of the film. Here we go. I think I have, so I'm going to have to uh, screen share this one, but I'm going to take myself out of here.
Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by the star of Here for Blood, Sean Roberts. How are you doing? All right, bud. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So I'm a big fan of the movie. It's uh, very fun. It's very gory. And for people who don't know anything about it yet, could you give them an idea? The film takes place over the course of an evening while we, uh, I am uh, given the responsibility of taking care of a small child. And that small child happens to be the focus of attention for a satanic group willing to, to sacrifice her to bring over spirits from the other side. Exactly. And this isn't based on your real life or anything. Strangely enough, no, not in this one. Art is not reflecting life. So how, what interested you in the movie? Uh, when James uh, finished writing that script and it got sent over to me, I probably got through the first three pages and I said, well, this certainly seems like you wrote it for me. Um, it's uh, it's a testament to James' writing. There's everything that ends up in the movie was was in the script. It's not we're not making shit up along the way. He just really had a good vision, a solid vision, and his characters were hashed out. I don't know how long he took to wrote the, write this script, but it was it was all there on the page. And I, when I got to the end of it, I said, "Well, how soon can we start?" Because like this is this is it. And you know, I've been doing this for decades now, and it feels like I finally got the one role that you you wanted the entire time, right? Yeah. Um, I just hope that uh, enough people can get eyeballs on it. You know? Yeah, I talked to James about the movie, so it's his first, you know, feature film, and he said your role, you know, Tom, was really hard to to find the right actor because he needed someone who who looked the role but also was a good actor. So uh, that's a big compliment. I think. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, generally big guys don't get a lot of roles, so either you're a big guy or you're an actor. You're hardly ever both, right? Right. So. Yeah. How about uh for training for the wrestling scenes? So we got to, uh, we spent an afternoon uh, with Tyson Ducks out in his uh, wrestling facility. Uh, it was a sweaty August day, I want to say. And uh, he was the champ, man. I, he explained how everything works and how to sort of read off of each other for what's coming next. And uh, it, it is clearly um, his passion. And he managed to streamline it for me and uh yeah I, i'm pretty happy with how the wrestling turned out in the movie i know it's pretty brief in the beginning sure. um but yeah apparently the fans the the fans that we had in the audience were convinced that it was that i was actually a wrestler and i was like okay well, well that's amazing all right john well done yeah yeah and you do some wrestling moves throughout the movie you know like body slamming occultists and yes yeah. yes well there's always a throwback to it and uh there came a point when i was just like okay i love wrestling but like there's a point where you're just like that's not realistic so we had to make right. some adjustments. Yeah. um but yeah man it's uh it was nice to have that action and some comedy you know yeah are you a wrestling fan i'm not nearly a wrestling. if you're not all right i just you know i mean sure i've seen wrestlers bleed but it's not the same as you know ufc getting an elbow in the face so i just you know, I don't know. A bunch of sweaty dudes, half naked. It's not really my thing. None of you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, do you normally do like um a lot of your stunts in your in your movies? A lot of any chance, and because you know, a lot of times it's production and their insurance, and you're the only actor we have. If you get messed up, we can't do it. Um, and I'm not Jackie Chan or Tom Cruise, so basically whatever they say goes. 
Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I will, I've actually taken a couple of jobs that are just stuff jobs because I want, let me get in there. Let me do the real thing. <laughs> and I, I get that, you know, sometimes there's actors that you probably shouldn't don't, don't do that. No. Um, but this is, this is what I've lived for. So I, I'm ready for it. Yeah. But actually, which came first though? Did you pursue acting or, or were you uh, like a stunt guy at first? Well, I started when I was 12, so no, I was just right. an actor. That would be, yeah, it'd be strange, yeah. But bringing the 12-year-old stuntman. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really tight-knit group, so it's not easy to get into. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any injuries uh, doing stunts throughout your career? Um, Actually, the, the one that comes to mind most prevalently is uh, when I was on Supernatural. Um, so that show had been filming in Vancouver for, I want to say, uh, almost like 15 years. And finally, I got a part on it. And there's where I come up to a car for cover during a gunfight. Well, I hip slammed that, that car and I kept doing it and I kept doing it because I'm coming in with speed. This whole side of my leg and hip were purple the next day. And, uh, and it wasn't even, you know, it was my own doing. It was completely unnecessary. But it's probably the biggest injury that I've ever had from actually doing stunts, and it wasn't a stunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should. I I know why you make up some. You should make up some really big story instead of I just hit the you know, side of a car. <laughs> yeah. No, the stunts go wrong if you get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and no injuries, and I here for blood. No, I think. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I I got a small cut on my knuckle um, with our final fight scene. Um, ended up hitting the mask on one of the takes and uh, I think we cracked it and it kind of just scraped my hand, but that's not really worth mentioning. Yeah, so. <laughs> little small bumps and bruises. But uh, by the way, uh, I know you, you didn't create the mask, but the masks are really cool in the movie. I really like like the upside down mask. I never really saw it before and it's creepy looking. And so, you know, just when you're acting with the people with the, the does that add to uh, you get into the role when you've seen everyone in, in their full costumes? Well, as the actors get dressed up and they start putting it on, well, obviously they start having a little more fun with it too, right? So it's uh, it's fun, but it's also challenging because, you know, they're, a lot of times the masks are suffocating and they're difficult to see with outside and you're doing stunts and um, and we only have one of them, so we got to protect it. And uh, But it, sure, I mean, it's just like anything else when it's, when it's real, when it's in front of you and not going to be done on a computer later, it, it, it's, it's, it's more fun. It, it feels, feels right. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I myself and probably everyone watching this, are they're going to prefer practical effects over uh, digital effects. And this is chock full of uh, practical effects, but as an actor, uh, what is the difference to work with? Well, I, it's just a whole nother level of make believe if you have to use CGI. Right. And I feel like there's, even the audience feels it. I'm really hoping that, you know, we can all agree that computer generated images are great and they will enhance certain things. But man, if AI takes over the film industry, we can't let it happen. So please <laughs> fill up, see this movie and say that you like the practical effect of people because everybody's really nervous right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but, weird time for sure. Um, how about preparing for the role? Cause you said, you know, a big guy, but, uh, sometimes you're you're thinner. You're always like fit, but uh, you're definitely you're bulkiest. I think I've seen you in uh, for for Hero for Blood. 
Yeah, I uh, well, you know, the acting's been a bit slow, so uh, a lot of a lot of free time to go to the gym. Um, and you know, it comes to a point when you're when you realize that either you're gonna go go for it or you don't. And the years are getting on, so if I don't develop a physique that I can carry for the next forty years, well, then I can't do that at fifty. So I have to do it now or don't do it at all. And um, so yeah, man, I just ended up having this slow year and lots of time to go to the gym, and uh, you know, why not? Yeah, it worked out for the movie. Yeah, yeah. At least for this one. Right. <laughs> uh, now, did you know the director uh, beforehand, Daniel Torres? Torres. No, I, I think this is like his second film or something. So yeah, no, it was a, a lot of fresh blood on this film. That's for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of blood all around, fresh and otherwise, I guess. But I, I know you've done a lot of horror movies, but have you been covered in blood so much? Um, well, in this one in particular, luckily, I think for the most part, the blood was on the shirt. So it would right. just... Which is a good image, yeah. Versus on me. Um, but I know that uh, some of the other cast members had to have a shower after each of their uh, experiences and, you know, um, bathe with the shaving cream because it takes the, the dye out of the, the blood. Oh, interesting. Um, but... You know, I mean, it's not so bad, and you know what you're getting into when you sign up. So it's almost, it's almost something you look forward to. You're like, yeah, we're finally here. Fucking spread it on, man. <laughs> it just sucks when the blood has been cold and been sitting in a fucking garage for the last how many hours? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's blood, ice cold, awesome. <laughs> Did you keep that shirt, by the way? Donova. So I had one of the guys set one aside for me, but because I've been so, on my last day of filming, I'd been so in the routine of putting shit back in the closet and off you go, that I forgot the damn shirt. Oh, damn, because it's a great, uh, you know, it's on the poster and it looks cool and, I don't oh. know, photo ops would be good down the road or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess um, we've sent some out to some influencers and uh, they will be out there and available, but I just don't happen to have one. No. All right. Yeah, I don't have one either, but. But uh, so when you saw the movie all edited together for the first time, what did you think? Son of a, it actually turned out really <laughs> great. You know, um, yeah. I I think I saw it before we had any of the um, any uh, the the soundtrack done um, initially, and then when I went to the screening, man, it's one thing to watch it in your own place and it's all quiet and whatnot, but to experience it with an audience who really seems to enjoy these type of movies man am i ever glad i got to do that because it's it's one of those few times you're in a movie theater when people are, are yelling at the screen and they're like really engaged and that is probably one of the most rewarding experiences you can have like i don't care what the numbers are i want to know that people had a good time watching it right um so i i think we i think we succeeded so far yeah, I mean, I'm someone who goes to movies every every week, but uh, this is definitely a movie that w would really play well with an audience, and I, I wish I get to see it. I know it's coming out on the 9th, uh, you know, theaters and, and on Screenbox, but uh, I saw it won an award for best movie to watch with an audience, which I think is uh, very fitting. It's a good sign. So, yeah, let's get some asses in seats and fill those theaters, people. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So when you went to a screening, did you go to the, one of the festivals? Oh, uh, we went to the Toronto screening, so I think that was uh, after dark. I think so. Um, I know that we've made 
quite uh, the round of the festival circuit, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was a really good response. They had a great setup there at the Scotiabank Theater. Um, felt like a movie star, man, and that's not something you get to do as an actor very often. Yeah. So it was uh, it was it was nice to get that reception for sure. It was the right venue because I think any other sort of film festival is it's not the audience, right? You need the right audience, and uh, yeah. we found them. <laughs> uh i'm a big fan of jesse buck in the movie it's a smaller role but every time he pops up i i have a big smile on my face and uh what was he like to work with because uh he's very fun in the film. he is very fun he's uh he's got quite the history to his performance background and uh it was it was neat because he got to bring his kid on set to come and see some of the stuff and oh, very cool. yeah it, it's really it's exciting to see when people when actors come in, even they make their small roles count. And this was definitely an example of that. He was in some of the hours that he spent getting all the stuff done. I mean, my heart goes out to you, but he, <laughs> Jesse, that's for sure. He, uh, it was nice to have him. Yeah. It's a very fun movie. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of all different horror movies, but this is not like one where you're going to watch and feel bad. There's a lot of gore, but it's very over the top, which really makes it, uh, just f more fun when you watch it. Yeah, it's not cringeworthy like when Saw put that person in the thing of needles. Like, oh, I don't want to see that, but <laughs> give me something so ridiculous that I can kind of enjoy it. Well, then that makes sense, right? So, yeah. Uh, how about Joelle, who plays the girl that you're uh, babysitting? She blew me away, man. Um, there's there's not too often that you meet somebody who is as prepared and um, willing and open and available. Um, it really, it's nice to have a, a good, solid team, and she, she was that other half of the team, man. She, she was a trooper, so it was, it meant the world to have people as on board. Because again, this isn't not every, not a, nobody's getting rich here. This is just enough to get your gas to show up and do it, and uh, to have people that committed to it, it's inspiring, you know. And she was, she killed it in the movie. So I, there was a couple of scenes where. I, or edits rather that didn't make it into the movie that I wish I would have for her sake because her being a badass um, but uh, no man I, I think she killed it for sure I, I think she's got a bright future in her uh, in her, a bright future ahead of her there we go right there we go, go. I got you so uh, was D Snyder did you know D Snyder was going to be the voice when you're filming the movie no idea no idea we had the uh, production designer doing the voice and just a little girl making the voice. They're like, what, a, what is this? What are we going to do here? Um, so when he came on board, I was like, okay, wow, really? How much did that cost? But uh, hey, man, I'm glad he's he's a part of it and he seems to like the movie. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. Um, and it's cool. I, I like the little, uh, you know, neat factor to it, right? Yeah. Now, I really love the movie, not just because I'm talking to you. So I, I would like people to go see it, uh, check it out. It's going to be on Screenbox. Uh, look to see if it's at a theater near you because I think that would be really a fun way to to see here for blood. Right. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. All right, Neil. Appreciate it. And uh, take care. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Bye. Hey, I'm back here once again. Just going to be uh, pulling up the other interview. Thank you guys for staying with us and watching these interviews for here for blood. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up on the show next week. Rebecca Kennedy. Um, we get to that. 
clean UD from my bloody Valentine. Pepe Potita still here with me. Thank you, my friend, my amigo. Don't forget to hit this like button and subscribe to Without Your Head. Follow us on Instagram, on Threads, on X, Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Uh, that's an active group throughout the weekend and interact with us. All right, so now I'm going to go into our interview with the writer and producer of Here for Blood, James Roberts. It was really fun to uh, talk with him about the movie. Seemed like a really good guy. All right, let me pull this up. All right, here we go, folks. We are going to pull this up. <laughs> But it's playing on its own. It's like a Stephen King uh, story where the the video just starts playing on its own. All right, here we go. <laughs> we are gonna go right now. Yeah, yeah. Things are, are a well oiled machine here. All right, here we go. James Roberts for here for blood. Welcome to the Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by James Roberts, writer and producer of Here for Blood. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thank you. So Here for Blood is coming to select theaters and Screenbox February 9th. Perfect movie for Valentine's Day. And, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, for people not aware yet, could you give them an idea of what it's about? Sure. Uh, you know, I like to describe the movie as uh, Home Alone meets Rambo. Uh, it's a home invasion splatter fest uh, about a pro wrestler who, desperate to make ends meet, takes a babysitting job. And the night he takes the job, a group of masked assailants break into the house and attempt to abduct the child he's in charge of. And they weren't expecting the 240-pound pro wrestler. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of that stuff seems like maybe it's um, it's an R movie and it's a lot of splatter stuff, but I, I want people to know it's also a fun movie. It's not like a mean-spirited uh, horror movie. Yeah, we really wanted to, you know, like some of the movies that I love the most are like Tremors and like, you know, Fright Night. And there was a, a real spirit of fun to those movies. There's some horror elements, but at the end of the, end of the film, you don't, feel down leaving you you uh, we were hoping that you know when you watch the film you, you feel excited and pumped up and you know you and your friends could yell at the screen and and you know have a couple drinks or whatever and, and just and just feel good and and have a really fun time that's kind of the, the spirit we were really trying to uh to, to have come across with the film yeah. and you really nailed it not just because you're here but it's a very fun movie i i like the really over the top gore effects yeah. and everything it's like and i'm a big wrestling fan so uh are you a wrestling fan yeah, you know what? I uh, wrestled for, for a number of years on the independent circuit up here in Canada. So uh, my, my trainer, his name was Tyson Dukes. He's a Canadian wrestling legend. And he trained Sean, uh, gave Sean a crash course in wrestling on the film. And he's actually featured as Sean's opponent in the opening of the film. There's a wrestling scene, and that's uh, Tyson Dukes wrestling Sean in the, in the ring. Yeah, I actually Googled Sean after the movie. Like, I knew who he was, but I was like, I wonder if he – did he wrestle at all? Because – Sometimes when I see a movie and someone's doing the wrestling, it's like uh, you can tell like they have no idea what they're doing. But uh, he looked he looked legit. 
Yeah, he did not have any wrestling experience. Uh, he came in just completely open-minded and ready to learn. Uh, he did all of his own stunts in the film, which, uh, you know, he, he got a little taste of the wrestling world there. He's taking his own bumps. He's, uh, he, but he was so, so game and open to try, you know, whatever we needed him to do. He was, there's a, a fight scene. You can see where he gets picked up and he gets like a gut wrench suplex right to the ground. And that was us filming in like freezing weather in Canada. And Sean's out there in a t-shirt, like taking bumps, taking his licks. And, uh, he was a he was a real uh, team player in that respect. Was that a hard character to uh, to cast for? It was very tough. Character? It was tough because you need somebody who, um, you know, the physique. There's not a lot of guys as big as Sean. You know what I mean? Or have that that physique. Um, <laughs> they also have to have a, a charisma to carry a film, and then they also have to have a, a kind of a, you know, as he's kind of a hard edge pro wrestler, but he's got a bit of a soft side. You know, he cares about it. He's not a, he's got a bit of a soft side and he, he likes to look after people. So there's a lot of levels and dynamics there. And uh, we were really lucky. We just cold reached out to Sean, uh, uh, asking him if he'd take a look at the script and he did. And we, we, uh, we couldn't believe we got him to be a part of the project, but uh, you know, we were super lucky we did because uh, I think he gives a really terrific uh, performance in this film. Definitely, yeah. And by the way, what was your wrestling name? Oh, I, uh, I used to go by Jim Strider. I was uh, wrestled around Ontario, and uh, um, you know, I was a big Stan Hansen uh, oh, nice. influence. So I, uh, my finisher was a lariat, and I, you know, it was very rough and uh, you know, high energy uh, brawling was what I like to do. So uh, oh. yeah, that was uh, that was my dalliance in the in the in the. As I dabbled in the pro wrestling world for, nice. for a number of years, yeah. So a cheap plug from other podcasts, which is a wrestling podcast. I had in uh, the early years, like 2006, I had Stan Hansen on the show, which was very oh, cool. So that's so sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Super nice guy. I was a little intimidated to have him on, but he's <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that'd be so cool. I'll have to search that up and give that a listen. So this is your first uh, feature film mm -hmm. that that's been made, anyway. So like, how many? Um, how long have you been writing scripts? Uh, I mean, since, since, you know, I was in high school in like 2005 or six, um, you know, I've been writing for, for a number of years and we've, I've made short some little, you know, uh, backyard films with your buddies, you know, yeah. just really love no budget, uh, stuff. And, um, I had been, been writing for a while. I had, I've had a, you know, a script option in Hollywood, went around, nothing came of it as, as with the, you know, typical of the, the, uh, the industry, but, uh, this is one I, I wanted to put all my love into everything. I love in movies, practical effects, wrestling, you know, the horror genre, uh, you know, eighties action movies, like, you know, Stallone and Schwarzenegger type guys. Like I, I, I those are the movies that made me want to, you know, make movies. So I, I really tried to kind of, uh, put, put everything in and, uh, just, Go, go for it. We just went, we went, uh, we went for it. We put everything in and put our hearts up there on the screen. And uh, I really hope that that, that comes across to the, the viewers. It, it did to me. And um, so did you know the director, Daniel Torres? Or I yeah. Like Torres? yeah. Yeah. You know what? I used to work with him at a bakery. We used to like work oh, in the shipping okay. department. So for years. So, uh, and we worked on like a little no budget film at one point. And uh, he reached out to me at the beginning of COVID and uh we said let's let's try to do something 
seriously, you know, and get uh, get something going and not just uh, do it with our buddies in the backyard, you know. So we, we uh, uh, really just started from nothing and somehow ended up here. It's been, it's been a tremendous amount of work. And, you know, a lot of times it's just you kind of have to have the audacity to ask people, you know, ask Sean. You know, we asked Dee Snyder to be in the movie. He said yes. You know, we we reached out to uh, Brad Miska at Screenbox. He's bloody disgusting. He liked the movie, and and uh, now we've got a, a U.S. release coming up. And it's it's kind of incredible from where we started. You know, so yeah. We're, we're, and it's awesome it's, that you did it with uh, you know a friend of yours. Yeah, like I mean, I have a lot of like we're in a a, a smaller community. Uh, couple hours south of Toronto and there's no film industry here so a lot of the people who worked on the film and came together to make this happen are friends and family and you know uh one of my neighbors who I used to babysit when he was a kid you know was a PA on the set and like just just you know funny little things like that kept happening so uh it really was just a, a group of uh, people just just coming together and and really going for it you know it really was yeah. it was a, it was a labor of love yeah so um the movie that's like finished is it is it pretty much exactly how you wrote it like was it changed at all you know while you're making it pretty much i mean there's little things that change you know just depending on the, the all of the pitfalls of independent filmmaking whether you know what i mean something happens you just you roll it but it's it's i mean the the the, the essence the, the heart and the tone and the the characters I created all came through beautifully portrayed by the actors. So, so I'm really happy with, with the heart and the spirit of the film. Cause I think that that was what, you know, as, as the writer of the script, that's, that's so important to me. And, and I think to any story or film is to have the, the essence of that really come through. And uh, I, I think it does. So uh, pulling off, like, because you keep saying independent film, and there's a lot of gore effects in the movie. Was was that hard to pull off on, you know, an independent budget? Well, we worked with uh, our good friends at the Butcher Shop Effects Studio. Um, they're based out of Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, they are amazing. They're not only really awesome, cool guys, but huge fans of the genre. They 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 are down to go for it we we said we want a blood they gave us blood you know what i mean so um we definitely had a budget and we we went as far as we could within it you know what i mean uh we we kept it practical as much as we could um because that's what gets me excited to go see a horror oh, yeah. and uh, it's it's for me it's all about the practical effects so you know when you're uh, working on on an independent budget sometimes like you've got one of something Hey, we need to take this thing's head off. We've got one, so let's get it. And everything um, worked out. You know, we didn't we didn't lose anything. You know, oh no, it went terribly. It did. You know, we, we everything worked. Like everything went. You know, we were very lucky in that respect that all of their effects. Um, you know, they worked like a charm, and 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 uh, that was nerve wracking. You know, there's things. You know, without going to spoilers, there's a scene where. Uh, one of the characters' flesh is melting, and we see it from below as it's dripping towards the camera. And you know, we had one one head to melt, and if it caught on fire or didn't work, you know, we were literally holding blow torches just off camera, melting it. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah, that was exciting, and uh, you know, definitely uh, uh, a unique 
part of the independent horror filmmaking experience, you know. <laughs> and I love that most of the kills are like overkills. They keep going and going, which uh, as it goes, that that adds to the humor to it, almost like uh, like Monty Python in a way. Like yeah, so much yeah. Fun. It's like I've always kind of described it as almost like Looney Tunes violence, where it's it's not hyper realistic or or disturbing. It's it's meant to be fun. It's meant to to get a chuckle out of how do you you know like same way when an anvil falls on the coyote's head it's it's, right. it, it's fun you know it's, it's so that was kind of the spirit of what we were going for and um because we didn't want it to be necessarily disturbing or downbeat or 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 you know we wanted we wanted it to be fun we wanted people to to to, to kind of leave feeling good about it <laughs> you know feeling feeling happy and and as weird as that is for for a horror film, you know what I mean. We we wanted it to be a watching this a understand that idea, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I saw that you guys won an award, which was uh, best movie to watch with an audience. Which I think that's a great award in general. But um, horror and comedy, I think, are the two best things to watch with an audience. And then when you combine them, like I can imagine, this was a really good experience to watch with people. It was really fun. Yeah, we uh, we had a lot of fun. We premiered it at Toronto After Dark. Um, and, and yeah, we won like best kill, best fight, you know, best movie to watch with an audience. Like a lot of it, the things we wanted them to enjoy, it seemed like they enjoyed. And then we took it over to the UK um, to Fright Fest in Glasgow, Scotland. And that particular audience, the UK audience, they seemed to really get the sense of humor. They seemed to really get it because yeah. it was it, it was wild and, and hilarious. And uh, that, that crowd certainly were up for uh you know interacting with the with the film and you know yelling and having a good time and we kind of want that you know I, I some of my favorite memories are going to uh you know midnight screenings with your friends and everybody's yelling at the screen and cheering and booing and and it's it's you know i i i think that that's you know uh kind of a, a Something you can't quite get at times, you know, uh, when you're watching stuff on a laptop or anything yeah. like that. But, you know, you can certainly have some friends over and watch it on TV and you're all you guys can all, you know, have some pizza and, and, and laugh and, and all that good stuff. And that's kind of what we want. It's kind of like a, a bit of a grindhouse feel, you know, where it's interactive. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. No. And um, of course, you know, some things you have to watch at home and th that's great. But uh, there's nothing beats the theater experience. I don't think. No, absolutely. So did you get to go to both those, the, the one in Toronto and Fright Fest? Yeah, I traveled uh, to both those screenings. And uh, also we did a, we, we did Fright Fest Glasgow, and then we got invited back to Fright Fest in London uh, a couple months later because the Glasgow one went over so well. They were, were kind enough to invite us back to, to sort of their main festival in London. So I did go to that one as well. And um, it's been neat to see, you know, uh, just how – how audiences, you know, I, sometimes they'll laugh harder at one part than another part, and sometimes a joke hits harder in one. You know what I mean? It's just it's yeah. fun seeing the difference in, in how we, what audience is feeling what way on what night. You know. Yeah. Uh, what What are the benefits, uh, in your opinion, uh, for for someone watching us who makes their own movies or want to make their mm -hmm. movies, uh, of going to the festivals with your film? Well, I think uh, especially, you know. A community like the horror community, um, it's 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 not like any other. There's nothing else in film like a horror community. There's no, you know, drama. You know, nobody goes to a convention for you know 
Adam so, Sandler movies, or you right. know what I mean? Like there's there's, there's not a, a rom com. Uh, yeah, yeah, a rom com community. Like there really is a uh, a community, and when you go to these things, especially the horror filmmaker, you're you're meeting these people and you're talking to them, and 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 that's what's so special about this is it's not an isolated experience. Like there is a really vibrant, amazing community that you can connect with and. And that's what, like, this is why we make these movies, because you share these things with each other. You tell, you know what I mean? Somebody's got the cool older cousin who tells you, you got to check out, you know, Reanimator. And, like, that's what we, you know, we, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So, you know, that's what, what I think the benefit, especially as a horror filmmaker, is, is, is you get to really go and be a part of it and celebrate, you know, not only your hard work, and, and, but every, all the other filmmakers' hard work. And you get to meet like-minded people, and you get to really be, part of that connection, that community, which is what makes, makes this so special. And th this is the station of decapitation. So uh, I don't want to spoil a movie, but there is a great decapitation, which made me happy. And I keep notes throughout the year so I can remember my favorite, not just movies, but like scenes. And, and th yeah. this is the first one I put in my notes for favorite kill of the year. So oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can make it all the way to the end of the year. It's still early. <laughs> yeah. Still no, early I, days, I but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite kill of the year, and I know we're twenty days in, or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, but still, hey, over yeah. So yeah. you said, uh, you know, you reach out to D. Snyder. Um, mm -hmm. weirdly, it's always advice I give people if they ask, like, how do you get blah 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 on the show, or whatever. Just ask someone. The worst they're gonna say is no. So, uh, you know, and if they yeah. say no, who cares? But uh, exactly. how did that go? Was he just on board right away? Yeah, we went through his agent, and uh. He, he was like, let's do it. You know, we, we, um, it, I, I, I've been kind of people have been sort of asked me today about, you know, how, what is it like meeting E. Snyder? Like, it's, it's a bit surreal because it's like, it's somebody who's just in the pop culture zeitgeist. You know what I mean? They've, he's been around since I was born. You see those, those music videos, you know what I mean? You see, you know, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's in the film. Like, he's just always been there. So it's almost like a, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you're just kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, this is kind of weird. And you're just like, huh, I'm really talking to this guy. He's addressing he's addressing me. So it was very um, surreal. And he was so cool and supportive. And um, he's, a, he's a supporter of independent filmmaking, independent horror filmmaking. Um, and, uh, boy, it was... It was a treat. It was, he was just the coolest. Uh, I can't say enough. You know, we were, it, it was surreal. It's very strange, you know, just a, like, oh, this is a guy who's just always been, you know, you see him on TV, you know, it's just like, there's a, like, oh, that's a real guy. That's cool. <laughs> you know, what was the act like the first time you watch with an audience? Like, cause I, you know, you're watching the movie and, and editing and you're so involved in it. And at some point, um, no point. You gotta, you you gotta really show it to movie people. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. You go, man. I, I really hope that uh, this doesn't suck, and everybody's <laughs> doing it, and they all get up and leave. I think that's every filmmaker. You know what I mean? The first time you watch all the crowd, you just it's nerve wracking. You know what I mean? And um, they seem to have fun, and and the other audiences I've seen it with have had fun, and um, that's that's what we want is is that fun shared experience. You know, um, and and and. As long as we we can accomplish that for the the audience that this film was made for, I'm I'm so happy, you know. So that's what we were going for, and uh, yeah, the first time was 
nerve-wracking, but rewarding when it was done. Yeah. Uh, any, I know maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, any chance that we would uh, revisit these characters in a sequel? If, if the people want it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've, we've kicked around a few ideas for the sequel. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about how it would be fun to have it set at uh, uh, the, the Phoebe and Tom, the two leads at their wedding, and their wedding gets attacked as a revenge by the cult, but the entire groom side are all pro wrestlers. So it'd be oh, like, like a it. total bloodbath at the wedding. And uh, I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I want to mention Jesse Buck in the movie, I think is a real, is a really fun Thank character. You. Thank amazing. you for bringing him up. He, uh, he was like, when I was writing it, like that character was like, this is one of my favorite characters. Like he's like a silent movie film star. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, I think we described him in the casting call, like an evil Buster Keaton or evil Charlie Chaplin, you know, he doesn't have, he's just, he's like the really almost uh, kind of slapstick character where all these horrible things keep happening to him and he yeah. keeps bouncing back. He is the, uh, the wily e. coyote of the movie, yeah. so to speak. So that was, um, and he's actually, a he's on tour right now with Cirque du Soleil. He's a clown. Oh, really? He's a That's amazing. Special Cirque du Soleil clown. So his physicality and his facial expressions are just so, hilarious and so like he, he he's a tremendous talent and uh yeah I, I i'm really excited for people to see uh his work in the film yeah i loved him in the movie every time he'd pop up i i would have a smile on my face I was like i'm glad he's still, he's still around here yeah. <laughs> so uh where yeah. can people follow uh you or uh here for blood to see you know uh where they'll be able to see it Sure. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram or Twitter at here for blood. Um, you can follow Screenbox, Cineverse, Bloody Disgusting. You'll be posting all the updates uh, about the film in the States. And uh, yeah, I have Twitter. I just, I honestly just started it. So I don't even okay. know what my handle yeah, is. But... You're a very hard person to find on social media. <laughs> as it yeah. I'll, uh, I just started it. So I'll give you a follow later, but uh, my name is James Roberts. Uh, I'm out there somewhere, so I'm just uh, just getting that started. All right, very cool. This is very yeah. fun. I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Uh, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. Aha! All right. Well, thank you, James Roberts and Sean Roberts of Here for Blood. Really good time. A big thanks to Matt Skinner. For coming on and talking about air fryer slaughter. Now I've got to go set up my air fryer, start making some good air fried food, share some recipes with my man Matt Skinner. I've known Matt for uh, on uh, on the Facebook. It was really fun to get to talk to him. I think his love of the genre and his love of the horror community really shined through, which really made me happy. And we've got the love all up here. Look at this. We've got, uh, you, know. Uh, you know, people, whenever they talk about Neil, about Nasty Neil, the one thing they say is romantic. And so here we're showing it all this month here for February. By the way, if you would like to help out without your head to help cover all the costs uh, to run the, the thing here, you can either super chat right here on Facebook or you could Venmo Hetty verse h-e-a-d-y-v-e-r-s-e or you could paypal without your head gmail.com anyone who sends uh five bucks or more all month not only will you get your name in the credits as a special thank you 
you will also get a Valentine's Day card from Nasty Neil. Who wouldn't want a Valentine's Day card signed by Nasty Neil himself, personalized to you? Yeah, it helps uh, cover all this stuff. All right, so we're going to be playing out David Rosen, our music of the month here. I've been wearing the Brooklyn hat. Uh, one of my guests yelled at me, like, where the hell is the Fright Fest hat? So I brought broke, broke out the Fright He didn't really yell at me, but broke out the Fright Fest hat. Uh, please go and join the group. That's uh, facebook.com slash group slash without your head horror subscribe here not only for this show not only for the live experience but you also get diablo joe's audio reviews you get todd yeager's reviews you get justin beheading reviews he just joined without your head you get dinner and a movie which is now a live uh experience as well at least once a month, Annabelle and I get together, watch some stuff. Maybe we'll do some live streaming um, from the upcoming Dead of Winter, which uh, if we get there, I'm sure we're going to do some live streaming. That'll be a great time. You're going to get all that stuff, and you never know what else will pop up here. Uh, trailers, all kinds of cool stuff. So please subscribe and also share it out with your friends, your enemies, your loved ones. Go to the main website without your head. Uh, click all the different things and share them out to the world because uh, all that kind of stuff helps out here and without your head. And a heartfelt thank you for everyone who supported the Once in Future Smash and End Zone 2 Kickstarter to get our future films released to the world. 250 backers. That's really amazing. Thanks, guys and girls. Thank you, all you folks. Uh, it's really, uh, really proud. It's an amazing experience. Thank you, Michael Epstein, Sophia Cassiola, for um, uh, you know doing things with me, help uh, having me part of these creations. And I also realized that you know the movie was made between the three of us. So, uh, but yeah, it's an amazing experience, and um, all the wonderful people from Endzone Two and Smash. It was good stuff. All right, so I'm gonna play us out here with. Some music from David Rosen. Check him out. Go and look him up. I should have some links up. Uh, after this over, I'll put some links in here in the description and on the website so where you guys can find more of his music. Really good stuff. Music of the month here. David Rosen. All right, until next week, that was Annabelle Lecter. Terrible Troy was uh, watching hockey, his nephew playing hockey. And I'm Nasty Neil, and this is Without Your Head.